911, what's the nature of your emergency? All right, there's an emergency. Emergency, guys. Emergency Uh-oh. podcast. All hands on deck. Wait, here we go. I forgot what the hell we're two. doing. <laughs> this is part two of the good, the bad, and the ugly of the New 52. And we said we had this time perfectly, and all hell broke loose, and we had that one night that we recorded and it didn't record. So now this seems a little odd coming the week of Rebirth. This was all supposed to have been last week. It all would have hit. We would have all been happy. But yeah, this is the second part, which will be the listener mail. And I had all the mail set out here. I want to apologize right away. I think some went missing. I don't know. I can't explain it. Jim I went crazy. My holy, I went through all my email, and I'm like, there's too many. Delete. delete. Oh, my goodness. What happened? <laughs> what happened? No, I, I, it's weird. And I even went through and I searched different searches and thought, oh, I'll find some. And no, I did not find any extra. So maybe I was mistaken. There's still a lot. And, that, and now we'll never know time. what the Prince of Zimbabwe thought of the new 52. That's right. The pr- Prince of Zimbabwe, <laughs> the good was that he had money. Yeah. The bad was it was locked. It was frozen as in, a, in his account. Yeah. And he needed $2,000 from me to get it out. Well, ugly depends he, on whether he'll give it to him. <laughs> yes, but he he was going to hook me up in the end, I, I hear. Uh, there was a guy who my wife was friends with a little bit ago, and he actually was the last person to ever hear about that and thought it was real and thought he was rich. Wow. And I thought, you are a fucking asshole, I a moron. so goddamn much. You person. That guy's name was Eric Shea. Shut up! <laughs> I hate but people yes, making are, fun of me this, so goddamn much. This is, this is the... Like I said, the uh, listener version with uh, people we sent out uh, the word. They sent in things, and there's going to be some uh, some old hats here, some fucking veterans of this our podcast. This is no longer this weird out loud. This is you out listeners. loud. Mm-hmm. It says you out loud. I really think that I'm going to hit the uh, voice, uh, text to voice, and we're all going to go to sleep, and we'll wake up when it's done. And actually, before we start we this week, I... And we might. Actually, this week I tried. I thought that on my phone I actually had voice-to-text capability. I was actually going to do my Deathstroke review with that this week because I was laying down. I really didn't (laughs) want to type. I couldn't figure out how to do that. Somehow it has to be done. I will get all my reviews done very quickly, and they'll make no sense. I'll I'll be like Homer. I'll be like Homer writing that love note to March. In the middle, I'll just be like, kids, get out of here. That'll just be in the middle. I will never edit it. What the fuck are you watching? Did you you pee in my coffee again? Uh, God damn it. I don't know what this has anything to do with this, but I will tell you, this is the emergency podcast of the Weird Science DC Comics podcast. If you want to email us for the regular podcast, because uh, we're shutting down the line now for uh, this one, but you would email us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. You know, listen to our normal weekly ransom rates and whatnot. Very weekly. We have a a fucking six-hour podcast, fucking nonsense. When the the first part of this Good, the Bad, and the Ugly went up, I believe it was Paul. He he messaged me. Something must have went wrong with the recording. This was only three hours long. (laughs) I think we're missing uh, three-quarters of it. Yeah. No, you were not. People just there, they're blood suckers. Bunch of goddamn blood I won't suckers. say what Eric really says behind the scenes. <laughs> you don't want to hear that. But we're going to start off with 
the original email that started us uh, all this off. It was from J Man, and way back when, if we had the we'll go back in time. And he said, as we slowly say goodbye to the new 52, I was thinking that it might be time to reflect on the five years of memories, good and bad. And the next couple of weeks, could you do either a special podcast or a segment of your regular weekly podcast devoted to the good, the bad, and the ugly parts of the new 52? And that's what started all. I thought, boy, that's a good idea, J-Man. You're freaking sitting there in Monterey, pinkies up, drinking uh. your fucking tea. <laughs> and you had a good idea. But, yeah, here it is. We're going to have your uh, picks. And just in general, before we start, uh, just to extend this to nine hours, yeah. um, Just uh, we're going to be talking about the Rebirth in uh, the regular podcast. But, Reggie, uh, what did you think of Rebirth, just in general? I liked it. That, that's all I wanted to hear. There you go. That's all I wanted to hear. I think I liked it the most out of the three of us. I think you said, Reggie, that if you were reviewing it, you would have given it a nine, the same as Eric. Yeah. Did I give it a nine? You, told me? you gave it a nine. All right. Nine out of ten. I, I stand by it. Ten out of ten. I say it's perfect. Nothing wrong with it. No? I Actually, where we say the, the issue with where you say nothing is perfect, I disagree. Because we also say that everything we do is a gut feeling, and at the end of the gut feeling, I was very happy with what we got, and really couldn't have been happy. Gotcha, nine point eight. My gut feeling. <laughs> nope. That nine point eight. You're starting to get technical because now you're you're not going gut feeling. You're thinking, well, I can't do that. You are both. I would never say something's a perfect issue. Yeah, that's why you wouldn't give it a test. See, there you don't go gut feeling then. I do. You are putting something else. My gut else. says no, that you, it's not a perfect issue no matter no, what I read. That's, that's the thing, though. It's not anything about being perfect issue. It's how your gut felt afterwards. Yep. And unfortunately, you are biased going in. You're biased going in. Your system is flawed and it's bullshit. Uh-huh. That's uh-huh. what I say. Because that's like me saying, boy, I had, it just it doesn't make sense to just not give it something gut feeling because you don't want to give it that score. Hey, I've had gut nonsense. feelings of zeros. I'll never give it zero either. Yeah, I don't think you ever had a Eric gut feeling. Eric uses that zero. Islamic way of, you know, all things fall short of the glory of Allah. And yeah, therefore, they yeah, never right. achieve what it the is. perfection. I'm going to go draw Muhammad. I'll be back. Oh, there you but go. It's not, that's, not, that's not a gut feeling, then. <laughs> You're going by a set rule I, going I in. am doing a gut feeling of what I think Muhammad looks like. <laughs> I don't agree. I think that you have rules, and that's not a good. I mean, thing. you know, you know what Eric eats. If you're going by his are. gut feeling, he's going to give everything a three. Oh yes, yes. that is true. <laughs> well, we're going to start this off now that I'm angry at Eric and his scoring. <laughs> we're going to start with perfect, David Colburn. Perfect fucking score, Werner. <laughs> yep, and that that doesn't mean it's a perfect issue. It's that I my gut feeling was that I liked it. Okay, I just that's don't want to lie to the people. And that it's also the thing where we also have it where we also we don't go. So what was wrong with a rebirth? Um, I can't think of off the top of my head. I don't have my notes in front of me. No, see, see, it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't hold water? Okay, it doesn't hold water. Hey, you know, if you, David, since Colvin. you asked me, I would say a little too much fan service. You know, okay. a, little, a little too much of like you know the 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 watershed moment of Wally West and and Barry Allen hugging. Well, what Allen if someone, hugging. you know, if someone really started in the new 52 and didn't go backwards, they shouldn't have had to. What does that scene mean to them? Nothing. It's nothing. You know what I mean? It's just like that's a scene know. totally just, for old school. You know, I actually don't understand why um, you have to be remembered to material. Because yeah. he's Mr. Twister. 
Actually, people are claiming Mr. Twister now is freaking Dr. Manhattan, but that's a bunch of nonsense. You know who Mr. Twister was? Mr. Twister. Oh, my God. It's Freddy Krueger. David Colburn. Here we go. David Colburn says, hey, guys, so apparently I not only misheard and sent you a top five instead of a three, apparently. I missed the whole point. Yeah, this is funny because he was one of the first emails. He actually sent in a top five of what he thought the best and worst rebirth announcements were. Mm. And then he realized later that he had sent the wrong list and then sent him this. And he says, I missed the whole point. Send in the best and worst rebirth announcements. This email will hopefully amend both of those or possibly do something even worse. So his good. He says, Batman, it's what got me into comics. I came in with DCU. But I've been working my way back. Yeah. So he's actually, as a newcomer, yes. I may not be the biggest fan of Snyder's writing style, but it's hard to ignore that this run has been great. And I said that as well in mine. I agree. Yeah. Um, it's funny, though, that he came in the DCU, which really legitimately yeah. then he joined in the comics a year ago, and he already is upset with Scott Snyder's <laughs> writing style. Well, he, he it hasn't taken him much. super heavy arc, which is, say, which is be probably one too. of the worst arcs, if not the worst one. Yes, well, and it's funny because we said, and we talked about it in our number, uh, the first one, the first episode of this emergency thing, that with me personally, uh, I wasn't going through, I didn't go through 80 events and Flashpoint and Infinite Crisis, so it didn't bother me going to Rebirth, so I I bet you that he has, David has the same idea, you know, all it is is to me is, okay, let's get some good stories, the shit has gone a little wrong, we'll tighten up the screws. That's what it seems. His next book is Grayson. Grayson 16 may be one of my favorite single issues of comics I've ever read. That's the second. That's the the one, one. right? That was the single one. It was so fun. I said that is probably the most fun that I've had reading a book as well. Uh, This book was sometimes inconsistent, but it brought some of the best times I had with comics. I agree totally with that. There was some some nonsense. Uh, We finished it this week, and I didn't mind. I actually went into it, said that I hated the finale. Didn't hate it as much. Uh, but yeah, it ties up a lot of crazy stuff, but that's, that's for the regular podcast. But yeah, I love Grace and this is my, almost my list, <laughs> but then he goes a little off with the Omega Men, which a lot of people love. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, no other book has been close in consistency with me. This honestly feels like a classic in the making. Issue eight was huge emotional issue that stuck with me for days. I do not recall. I think what I that jumped was, in issue me. nine after issue one. <laughs> I read all of them, and yeah, I like it. It it was consistent. It was a weird one. It, it's one of those where, again, me and you, Eric, we it would pop up, and we'd be like, oh, no, a Mega Man. Was a, and yet, a, I liked every issue. It was issue. a Mega Man, JL3001, and Secret Six. I, it always just dropped yeah, off my they radar. Yeah, just dropped yeah, right on it. And I really did like it. I do think it was good. It was weird that it got as much hype. As it did for me. Crazy hype. I, I personally think it was very ni- a, a nice book, a very good. Uh, when it first started, you were down on it right yeah. away. Remember when I was yelling that it was like Star Wars and hey, it's a lived-in universe, and you were just, I want resolution, I want answers, <laughs> and you really didn't no, get answers I'm... until the very end. Yeah, uh, but yeah, Reggie, you are trade weight. Yeah, and this is probably right? one of the hardest books I've had to trade weight in memory yeah, because that you've heard so much hype. Definitely, about it, yeah. Right? Yeah, a lot of people like it. A lot of people like D-Ron, I bet you. I didn't even look at his list later on. I bet he puts it in. Uh, he has the bad, and the bad is going to be some familiar as well. He doesn't like Green Arrow. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Green Arrow. He says, I'm fine with social commentary in my comics. What I don't like is being hit over the head repeatedly with White people are the worst, aren't they, guys? Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully Rebirth uh, changes that. I have read the Rebirth number one, Green Arrow, and I won't spoil anything. I am on a uh, embargo, yep. <laughs> but I like I already like it better than the, the whole run. And that's all I want, there really. Just you tell me it's better. Yes. Okay. I like it. You, I think you'll still hate oh, it, Eric, but it. it is better. <laughs> but again, what, what do you think in your gut feeling? You would, I think, gut feeling? First off, you're going to say five because <laughs> we said that's the fuck you score. But in my mind, I would say that if I thought, what did Eric Shea think of Green Arrow? It's a four. Yeah. Uh, that's what it seems like all the time. You, Jimmy Palmiotti will call you out on it. A lot of fours. A lot of threes. But yeah, this is this rebirth's already better than Good. that. Uh, his next one that he didn't like is something I did like, but I I could agree with him. The Flash, and he said this felt uh, just felt so inconsistent and all over the place, and was just never really great in my within his feelings. It, it got uh, there a lot. Also, recently. though, I don't know. Well, that's the thing. I don't know that he has read before the DCU before last right. June. Um, which is funny too. I will say, I wonder if it, he just jumped on, he said in the DCU. So I wonder if he actually read Convergence. Mm. If I don't know. I don't consider that. Or if he just, there was what he said, the DCU. So that's what I'm There's saying. There's no it, way he would go on to the DCU if he read Convergence. <laughs> I know. He'd probably uh, read but what I'm saying is comics. that actually, yeah, Manship loves well, Manship it. Manship is uh, a special <laughs> case. He is. He likes rollerblading. Uh, but the that was a pretty good jumping on point. Uh, that DCU, if you were gonna, I'm not saying the books were great. No. Uh, they had some issues, but that was a nice way to people who had heard about things to jump oh, yeah. on. It was all like, all right, we're gonna start it. fresh here. You guys can jump on because the story ever caught nobody. You don't gotta worry. Now, yeah. though, it's funny. Instead of just you uh, being he confused, did like the everyone's confused. So yeah. we're all no wonder what the is. fuck is going on together. Yep. And uh, his last uh, bad was Batman and Robin Eternal. And he says, Ugh, this Ugh. is the book that probably pissed me off the most consistently. Uh, the book had a pretty good premise, but it was held down by being along as a weekly and constantly being boring. But even when it wasn't, it was almost always stupid. It made me hate the characters. And, yeah, I was not a fan. I was just not a fan of uh, just that more of the weeklies. I really was, I thought I was done with those. I try to think back at it, and, and all I can imagine is Jimmy Elling. Well, <laughs> I will say, a lot part. of these things, well, that it actually, I like talking about it on the podcast, because <laughs> we just get it out and just yell. I, say, I wish we had that somehow. video podcast, if we had that whiteboard yeah. and had things, things didn't connect. You need and one of those long pointers and a whiteboard. <laughs> yeah, oh, it would be great. The Ugly says, I wasn't really reading enough or long enough to really have much to say in The Ugly. If anything, I say DC's constant push to go all in on something and then just say fuck it and make a left turn suddenly <laughs> to go all in on a different direction really concerns me. And that, that is a good way of saying that. That's how Eternal said. was. Yeah. Just look at Eternal, even. Eternal, you were given this whole spiel about it was a celebration of Robin. Oh, it was going to be Dick Grayson. Oh, and then all of a sudden it was hard. Uh, Jim, was, what happened to uh, Sculptor? It, I don't know. She's still out there. Still out there. What happened to those fucking pets and fucking Lois and Clark? They're it dead, just Jim. reads to me like they have no real clue and they're just responding to what they think they need to do. It just seems like they need someone to get in there uh, with a sense of direction. I, I agree with that. That happens a lot where even when we said during the backgirling of the DCU even where uh, you had all that happen and then it kind of then all of a sudden they went against yeah. it. They didn't want to do that. And it's then just, they're Harley. They don't. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's all over the place. But yeah, 
that was uh, it for David, and we're going to move on. Uh, Eric, you're going to read Anthony. Anthony. And thanks, David. Thank you, David. Anthony Jackson says, hey, Jim, Eric, and Reggie, if he's here. I'm here. He is. Rock on. First time writing in, and I've been saying to myself it's long overdue, especially for a guy who enjoys listening once a week while he's studying and doing homework. And for anyone who... That's not a good idea. I don't think that's a good idea. (laughs) And for anyone who doesn't know know me, I'm an asshole with somehow consistently fighting an anonymous people on the site. We're trying to constructively criticize Batman and Robin Eternal. Yes. I thought this good, bad, and ugly list would be easy enough. An easy enough way to vent out some of my frustrations about the New 52 as well as Rebirth. But while making the list, I couldn't help but think, at least for me, that there was actually a lot of decent titles that came out of the New 52 along with, along with, along with the bullshit and wasted opportunities. So here's a good look into my head and what I thought about the quality and what was shit. The good. Oh shit. Motherfucker's got top fives. Ooh. Yes, he's got top fives. You, you could switch. We're going to hear the top now, five. You don't top, have the five and four. You can Five just tell. is Superman, Wonder Woman. Yes, Superman, I, Wonder. I like Superman, Wonder Woman. I think sure. it got screwed over. Especially in the beginning, I liked bad. it a lot. You know else got screwed over yeah. bad? Just because no real direction going? His number four, Vibe. That too. Yeah, Vibe, uh, you liked it, it, but it was one of those where you kept wanting it to be better, and they just kept throwing I really liked the ca- – the thing is, I have I was I was really impressed that they got me to like Vibe because I had just made fun of the character for years and years and even laughed yeah. when I heard, oh, my God, Vibe's coming out. What are they going to do with him? But then the book no. was half decent. They brought him to the JLA, and I'm like, all right, yeah. this is pretty good. Him and Hawkman was brilliant together, and we got yeah. away from all of that, and then somehow he went to Gem World. I'm like, fuck you. Yeah. The hell you do? Yeah, it's funny because when Vibe came out, we really, me and you, Eric, were saying that this was Jeff Johns' plan, where he was getting the worst characters that he couldn't fail. Yeah. Like he had Aquaman. Oh, Aquaman, that was the big deal. Oh, you made Aquaman cool. Well, if he if he takes Vibe and Vibe is just ridiculous, then he's just like, well, it was. Yeah. Yeah. We kept saying that. We kept trying to figure out uh, different was, characters. Wasn't that Sterling that Gates? Grab. Me right there. Sterling it was Gates Sterling did Gates the afterwards. Yeah. 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 Yeah, he picked it up then. I think Jeff Johns may have only done two or three. I think I'm thinking back anyway. at it. I think it might have been one. I don't know though. Yeah, it was like the start of it. It was though. good though. Then, I liked yes, it a then lot. Then Sterling Gates jumped. Uh, in. I liked that series a yeah, lot. Eric used it to could talk have been about could have been more. Could have been better, but I did like it. Yeah, I like All what they right, do with the character we're... though, for the most part. I just wish we knew what happened to him after Forever Evil. Still hasn't yeah. returned. Who the hell knows? Now, now we can read his full out top. Yes, number three, Batman and Robin. Many could say that Batman was DC's best title, and arguing against that would be a losing battle. That's why I didn't give it a mention on my top five, but to me, the standout Bat book was Batman and Robin, another book to embrace the fact that this was not the pre-Flashpoint continuity, but was something new, seeing Batman try to treat a Robin like a son and act like a father instead of just being Batman was a really good new dynamic for Batman fans to read. I agree because that's exactly why I really dug the book yeah, as well. Yeah, that's why we both liked it. I liked it as well. And when when Damien died, it just it ripped it all apart. That's all. And obviously, it's tough to have a Batman and Robin without a yeah. Robin. Uh, but it was just the fact that it was something different. This wasn't just, you know, hey, come on, show no. him, let's go. This was his son. You're grounded. And he actually wanted to. Not even just want to be a father, but also have to change him because he was a freaking assassin. All right, get over my knee. We're going to beat that assassin out of you. (laughs) Uh, He goes on to say, and before Flashpoint, he treated him like a Robin, first and then a son. 
This series had a lot of heart in it, especially when Damien died. If you didn't get that silent issue with Batman and Robin, and you were a Kate, well, and Robin, and you were occasionally picking this up, you did yourself a grave injustice. It was probably the best issue of any book the New 52 had, had to offer, and the issues following it were, ama- were amazing as well. Seeing Batman going through the stages of grief with the Bat family, and honestly, I dropped, like, my list went from issue 1 to 18, 18 being the silent issue, and that was yeah. the pinnacle of the series for me. Number two, Red Hood and the Outlaws. That's a crazy pick, huh? I'm going to catch flack for this, but to anyone who who wished to jump down my throat about this title, I say fuck you and go back to reading your shit books like Justice League, Future Zen, Convergence, and The Truth. Hey, Justice League was on my top three. That's a weird Justice League to throw them. I know, really. Those books suck. (laughs) It's like, you know what I hate? Batman, Katana, and Catwoman. (laughs) This book was one and of the this book was one of the best things to come out of Flashpoint. It was fun action adventure book with heart peppered through it, with characters who were made better for it, especially in the case of Jason Todd. And I agree. A lot of people talk yeah. about that Grant Morrison Jason Todd Red Hood stuff. I honestly hated that bit. No, yeah. Like, oh yeah, I'm I, I'm redheaded and Batman made me dye my hair black. Mike, no, no, get out of here. That's craziness. I believe we said last week that Jason Todd's like rehabilitation as a character is one of the best things to come out of the new 52. And this is where it all started. With him being a hero again, I really think it makes him one of the most interesting Robins. Yeah. Uh, where am I? This book actually acknowledges some of the stories that came before Flashpoint and allowed Jason to evolve his character. Jason is no longer ruled by his hate about Batman, but has come to accept the fact that Bruce couldn't change who he is to avenge his son's death, but Batman as well accepts accepted the fact that Jason has his own way of handling criminals. Now with Batman deciding not to go after Jason and company, this series added more depth to its characters in what every way it could, in every way it could. Unlike many titles in the new 52. And I, I agree. I had a lot of fun with this series because it was just fun. I didn't have to take it seriously. Like I would have Scott Snyder, Batman, Jeff Johns, Justice League. I love Jeff Johns, Justice League, but I could just have fun with this book. A lot like uh, James Bonney's Deathstroke. Yeah, it's like Deathstroke. Uh, you could just have fun. I, I'm even saying, even like a Justice League 3001, uh, that you didn't like as much. But when I would read it, it was one of those, hey, we'll just have a goofy, fun time. Yeah. And uh, Red Hood's definitely like, it, it's very similar to Deathstroke. You know what you're going to get. You're going to get it every time. And if you like it, you like it. And it's fun, and you don't have to, like you said, we're also going at it as a reviewing uh, point of right. view. Where you you start reviewing some crazy books that you have to start thinking. That's not fun. Who wants to fucking think? Who wants to think about, boy, this is a call out to a a bug's eye that I saw in issue 13 that meant that that was the Riddler because it was... Sometimes you just want to hop in a spaceship and shoot a bunch of guns. You just want to shoot things and and slice shit up. But yeah, go on with... And he goes on to say... Roy, who pre-Flashpoint was a homicidal drug addict who had lost his daughter in arm, now changed with the help of friends he's off drugs, or in the case, or in this case, alcohol, out of the shadow of Green Arrow and has his own unique skills of genius-level mechanical engineering to set him apart from Oliver Corey, a princess-turned-slave-turned-intergalactic battleship captain-turned-hero. And this is before her joke series that makes her dumb for story purposes. And I'll agree, a Ooh. lot of people... A lot of people talk about how she's over-sexualized in Red Hood and the Outlaws. I think she's way worse in her own title than oh, she yeah. ever was in this. Uh, and Yeah. It's also, I, I like that he pointed out Roy, because a lot of times, even when uh, we were talking about Nightwing, yeah. 
uh, last last episode that we did, and uh, you know everybody will say, oh, it's it's nice to get Dick Grayson out of Gotham, out of the ba- you know yeah. the shadow of Batman, so he can be his thing. Same with Roy, but you know he's not as big a character, so you don't really think about it. But really, he is the Green Arrow Robin. Yeah. And uh, it was nice to get him out. I actually like that they threw in the whole thing. They just didn't say, like, forget about this drug and addict stuff. I, I did like now sometimes it was overdone in the book and they kept. But I, there were a couple times that I really liked. I liked his interaction with um, what's his name? Jaybird? That uh, no. no, no. In uh, his that was his uh, the villain. Fucking God damn it. I can't. Iron remember. rule. That was like his guy. <laughs> no, his guy who was his uh Killer addict. Croc. Uh yeah, Killer Croc. I actually like that when Killer Croc would get involved because he was his uh like Sponsor. his guy Sponsor, supposed yeah. to call. Yeah. I I really so like that. I. But yeah, uh uh and like I said, I'm glad that they just didn't go like, hey, you know, forget about that addiction thing. They they went with it and I liked it. And he goes on, and lastly, Jason the Street Punk slash Robin slash Vigilante trained by mercenaries, assassins, and most notably the all cast in the new fifty two. A group of mystic monks that protect something called the Chamber of All, which is some sort of nexus to the multiverse. I'm telling you, man, when we started getting all this when I was reading the book, I was so goddamn confused. I'm that's, trying to that's shit sort together. of what I left. Actually, well, is, is that at the point where they had that one ep, uh, issue where it had that awesome panel where he had like eight trillion guns attached to him? When yeah, he was, he was, get, off he was to, in uh, uh, Nanda Parbat, and then we had the fucking yeah. mystical swords that came uh, out. I'll of his even hands admit and, it. Yeah, I'll even admit it. I I ended up not reading for a little bit. That was before the podcast, and I was like, holy crap, this is getting yeah, crazy. I could not get into it, and I point. I bailed for a little bit. Uh, but yeah, it, all in all, I, I have a good feeling for the Red Hood, but he keeps the most, going. The most else. fun about that story arc right there was when Roy showed up with that fucking mechanical gun set kind of thing, like he had a trillion guns. Yeah, that's what that I'm saying. That, I think that, that story was, arc. Yeah, I think that was the that was last question. issue of that time, and it was a uh, while back. But yeah, I remember that panel where he just had like eight trillion mechanical guns and stuff. It goes on. Uh, this yes, has given well. Jason magic-based abilities and has added another dimension to the character, making him have an ancient mystical angle, which we never see again. He doesn't really say that I do. If I could recommend a single yeah. issue to anyone, just so you get what the series is about, I'd go with issue number 17, which I would disagree because I thought that's where it got crazy. And yeah. number one, DC Universe Presents. This is crazy. Wow. I know. Number one. This is a crazy one. DC Universe Presents Dead Man Slash The Ray. DC Universe Presents should have never been canceled. This book is merely a jumping on point for any character who happened to be telling a short to full, a short four to six issue story arc on. The concept is that DC Universe is bigger than the damn Justice League. He really doesn't care for that Justice League. <laughs> no, he, uh, Anthony, I didn't get, I never got that from the no. site, but I don't even know. Maybe he just doesn't comment on Justice League. Fuck, Fuck them, that. Right? But yeah, I never thought in my mind like, boy, Anthony hates this justice. The DC roster is usable has usable characters are in the hundreds, so let's get some new stories and characters. This could have been a great way to determine if people were open to a new series, which I agree. I really dug the DC Universe presents from what I read of it. It's it it, it is good. We talked about this over and idea. over. It's just it not just a good, good it's not a good sellable model. And it's and I'm telling you, it's not a sellable model because you go in People just want to go to their store and they just see what's going on. You go in and there's issue three of Dead Man and you. It's that was just, one of the issues. It, the way it is. I tell you, I picked up some of the Dead Man series. My comic book shop did not have everyone when I went to go look at it, so I missed some of the story arc. 
Yeah. I, I said that I really think that where they should go is that DC Universe Presents kind of idea. I think would work better digitally, where you can grab the stuff for 99 cents, then collect it, and I think that would it be pretty cool. does make sense, cool, actually. Right? You know, that, that's better. I mean, I, I read the Dead Man one and the one that had Challenges of the Unknown, and yeah. Uh, yeah. This, it was like, I love the idea. I love anthology books, but yeah, just, yeah. they weren't that good. That's all the there was to it. Yeah, one I just, really liked. That was like, right, just, yeah, I actually, I read that. I like that. But just think, you, you're in the store and you, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? You're reading The Challengers of the Unknown and you have no idea that next is coming, uh, The Ray. And then that kind of, you're like, what the f-? I'm, I'm telling you, there's too much opportunity for people to yeah. bail all the time on an anthology people book like that. People don't buy books like this anymore. That was something the old no. days. And I, I do like, me and Eric had talked about this way, way back in the, right when we started getting into the New 52 about, like, the opportunity of a DC Universe Presents that, oh, it'd be neat if it was this character and that character, but uh, we, but, you know, it wasn't like I was running out to get it, but go on. I'm, well, he says the Ray, too. I don't even Anthony's. remember the Ray being a DC Universe Presents. I thought it was so many separately, but... um Where was I? The highlighted Dead Man and the Ray, be- I highlighted Dead Man and the Ray because... They were the best first arcs in the New 52. I didn't know jack shit about Dead Man before this series, and I wanted to know everything after it. My favorite moment of this run is a fun conversation between Dead Man and the first of the fallen talking about karma and who deserves what in the who what deserves what in the universe. Yes, I said a damn conversation between characters proving that action isn't the only thing that can sell a book. Andy's getting really angry at times. <laughs> he he is angry. I'm looking at I'm actually looking at the uh the uh, new 52 version of the DC uh, presents. And it is weird also because you had, there was a weird release of things. You had issue one to five was dead yeah. man. Then you had issue six to eight challenges, of the unknown, then nine to 11 vandal savage. Then you had one issue of kid flash. Then you had a, a zero issue of Omac, Mr. Terrific, Hawk and Dove, Black Hawks, Dead. And I think at that point they were then already canceled, three, so they needed to wrap it up. You know what I'm saying? Like they had all. No, it went to issue 19, and and they. It's so weird how this is. No, I'm where talking about it's not that, even like that a zero set. issue. It was just it was oh, wrapping up those, the other yeah. people's like kind of story. Yeah, yeah. And it's so weird because then you go to uh, 13 to 16, Black Lightning and Blue Devil, which I I remember that that was Mark and Yeah, Jordan. I read that. Then you have one issue of Arsenal. One issue of Star, I think I read that, and then one issue of Beowulf. <laughs> yeah, I did not and jump on Beowulf. The, but but how weird is it that you don't even get three issues yeah. each time? It was all over the place, and I I do not see the Ray. Yeah, I think the, the <laughs> so Ray. I think was it some, was its own mini series. It was its own mini. I, I I wasn't going to see like to to call him out on anything. I just wanted to see. I knew there were more books, and I just the way they set that up is so willy nilly that you had. One one issue of Kid Flash. I had no idea there was a Kid Flash issue. Now of that you that. say it, I remember it. Did I didn't you? read it though. Ha- yeah, I didn't buy that one, but I do remember but seeing it. And it was Fabian the Caesar. It was very odd too because in the beginning of the new, well, the first year of the New Fifty Two, going into the second, they, uh, DC actually did put out a few miniseries. Like I think I found out, I think yeah, when, they um, had a couple of those. Uh, what uh, was it? I, I know the the Ray was the first one I saw, but before that, apparently there was Huntress crosses and crossbows. Which I never knew about until they had a reference to it in World's Finest, and then by that point I couldn't I, find it. I wish I could I could find these because I I also think that there was one uh, like Jimmy Palmiotti I think had one that I saw later. I'm like I didn't even know yeah. of that, but yeah yeah it's so so odd. But yeah, does uh, his yeah, email so, continue? Goes, I'm not on that now. I'm I'm freaking looking up these things because now I'm all freaking. Uh, 
uh, into it now. And then, yeah, you keep and then going you have the Ray, a brand new version of a character who is Korean-American, adopted by hippie-like parents, worked as a lifeguard with his best friend and dating a Hollywood secretary. Shit goes sideways one day, gets hit by an energy beam, and thus the Ray is born. This race powers are even different from the old golden age or silver age rays and i'm telling you the ray is something that's so far off my radar he, he can tell me anything at this point and i believe him uh yes. and the best damn thing about the series is its ending with uncle sam who literally looks like samuel l jackson as nick fury <laughs> all right comes up to the ray offering a spot on the team he's putting together the freedom fighters yeah this is an odd series i do not think it connects to the yeah. dco uh, the problem is, it does. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm looking at it now. It says that it, it actually is in continuity miniseries. Yeah, they also had The Huntress, um, a Penguin, Pain and Prejudice. I do remember seeing that one. And, and some, uh, yeah, it, it's weird, though. I don't, maybe it's because these came out pretty, oh, and there it is. Uh, the Ray was the Jimmy Palmiotti nice. one. But I, I said I knew there was one. It was Jimmy Palmiotti and Justin Gray. Actually, I'm interested in checking these out at some point. <laughs> but yeah, uh, these were very early. I see they were announced September 18th, 2011. Yeah. So it was right when uh, the uh, New 52 started. And it, it's weird. I, I don't, I've not heard much about these since or even then. It's very odd. But it's something interesting. I, I, I'm telling you, I might actually check yeah, them out. Why not? DC Presents would then continue to put out stories of other heroes that would join the Freedom Fighters, such as Phantom Lady and Doll Man, the Human Bomb. I do remember the Human Bomb when that came out. I do, too, actually. And with Condor showing up in Birds of Prey, DC had the makings of their version of the Avengers. Why do I like all these things DC decides to cancel? And that was a question. I just read it very wrong. (laughs) He's got some honorable mentions. We're not doing that, though. And then you have I'm looking bad. at it. Hold on. Number three the, of the bad, Convergence. Thank God for this book because without it, we wouldn't have got a Telos book or something that should have been like Rebirth Universe altering events sooner than we, w- we did. Waste of money. Number two, Batman and Robin and Turtle. Talk about potential wasted. We could have had a freaking all Robins book that the first two to three issues alluded to, but instead we got a Harper Eternal or a Grayson Eternal. They build up a character no one gave a shit about and force-fed to us for months that she's important. Oh, but wait, she's not in a single title after Rebirth. So you're telling me the torture we endured was for nothing. Dick already has a book called Grace, and you know the book where he's a spy fighting another spy like Agency. I know it sounds redundant, but this title is essential to the Grayson storyline if Dick is going to retcon his identity back into existence. So if you're a Grayson fan, I bet you got roped into this, getting this shit when you should have been take, when you should have just taken place in his own book. Yep, that is true. He is right there. They, that really, the only thing that it seems came out of Eternal that really stuck and is going to mean anything is that Somna Satellite. That's all. And we got that whole half a year of nonsense. <laughs> the funny thing he puts us, me and Anthony actually argued uh, about uh, freaking Batman and Robin Eternal in the comment section. And he always was telling me that I was too harsh on it. So I'm calling Do, do you not. think that Batman yeah. and Robin Eternal suffered, though, because of their like round robin way of doing creators? It, it because because did. it was it like, if you, didn't like if you didn't like a creator, well, then you were saddled with them for like three or four issues. And, and here's the weird, too, uh, where they had it different than in Batman Eternal, where we said, like, you get Ray Fox and you're going to get the yeah. – we always I always say him. You're going to get that thing. You didn't necessarily have that, 
but you did always have a uh, per, uh, group of the characters as the focus. But it was, it just never, there was nothing that I really yeah. liked. Like you would get the, you know, oh, we're going to get uh, Tim Drake and Jason Todd. And really, uh, how many books do you have where Tim Drake and Jason Todd work together? Uh, there, well, we had not, Robin Award going on at the same time, so. No, I'm saying that was, yeah, but that was, that was even, but that, again, that's at the same time. I'm saying you didn't have that a yeah. lot. There you had the opportunity, and it was nothing. It was a bunch of bullshit. Then you start throwing. It seemed like, oh my god, we need some hype. Uh, let's get Bane in yeah. here. Hey, we need Azrael for no fucking reason. Let's throw <laughs> and him. And then I was in. left and wondering what just, they're gonna do with Sculptor next. Yeah, Sculptor's just nothing. <laughs> I want to know how they're dooring into the fucking place when we were told they couldn't. Next thing you're, you know, oh my god, we can't get to these satellites. And next thing you know, they're doing, hey, they're getting tricky with the doors now. Sure are. See, fuck you. I was so angry. But yeah. Keep the only solace I take away from this book is that they gave me back my favorite Batgirl, Cassandra Kane, and that got to hear Jim and I got to hear Jim and Eric coin the phrase "Hello, mother." Yes, hello, mother. I I do have uh, people were upset because if you saw some of the art from uh, Detective Comics coming up. Uh, Cassandra Kane has a very odd outfit. Have you seen it? Looks a little like Strix. Mm. Well, she I mean, it's that, like that. Strix, honestly, to me, was the answer of having no Cassandra Kane before. Well, it's weird because the, I, I see. I don't know much about Cassandra Kane, but people were saying they didn't recognize because you don't see skin. No, that's the, that's the old background. Uh, it's completely covered, yeah. and people hate it. But this is more like a Talon look. It's very odd. I wasted so much money but this it, year in this title alone. No more. I will never buy a weekly title again. Number one. Yeah, I wonder how long. I wonder how long it's going to take for them to jump back into a weekly title. And it'll be crazy because of the bi-weekly shit. Yeah. Uh. But yeah. But still, it'll just be its own title, and they'll just go with it, and it'll be you know, Bat, uh, Batman versus the Watcher. Yeah. That's what it'll <laughs> be. All right. His number. Number one. one. All Superman titles except for Superman and Wonder Woman. But mostly anything that led to the truth. The new 52 Superman has been horribly portrayed throughout nearly all his titles. It's like every DC writer watched Zack Snyder's Man of Steel and said, Now that's a great idea. I'll never in my life seen the, seen the destruction of a character in fiction, let alone someone who is so iconic for being the best, humanity, uh, best in humanity has to offer. Superman was my favorite superhero after Starman Jack Knight. Now when whenever I'm asked... Who are your favorite superheroes? I honestly pause to remember not to include Superman. That's harsh. That's tough. That is, yeah, that is tough. I have to agree, it's though. True. It's, it's been terrible for a long time. I, yeah. Well, that, uh, it's one of the biggest reasons why there's Rebirth. Yeah. And the way Rebirth, you know, not to spoil anything. If somebody's not read, but, you know, we spoil everything. Anyway, uh, really, the whole thing of spelling out that that might not have really even been Superman. Yeah. <laughs> that's such, that's such a cop-out of like, boy, this that's has no been a bunch of shit issue, this whole time. That was not, no, <laughs> I, I don't mind that. I'm, we don't know no, what it don't. is. We have no idea what it means. It's interesting, but I think that in the end, that co- it's a cop-out if that's what they're going to say. But that's what they... I'm telling you, that's what that final days of Superman was supposed to right. be, and then got shifted into that rebirth. Because we, I know that that's what we had. That stupid fucking final days of Superman that got changed up all around was nothing. But yeah, 
Cape. Would it have been? I just get would it have been a hard test to tell a Superman story without superpowers? I'm not a writer by any means, but tell me how this sounds. Superman loses his powers due to an underhanded ploy by Vandal Savage. For a couple of issues, he learns to coop, uh, cope, making mistakes, but learns from them. Superman goes to his friends for help. Superman asks the Bat family for his armored suit, utility belt, and gliding cape. With the strength he has left, coupled with coupled with the Bat gear. And some training from Wonder Woman, Clark could still prove to be a great hero and prove that it's not the power that makes him Superman, but what we choose, but what he chooses to do with any type of power that matters. And this is what Jim and I talk about all the time when we, you know, bring up weird yeah. concepts that we had for what this book was supposed to be. Yeah, all, all you had to do was just show, because uh, we said this before, I think we even said it last uh, emergency podcast, the... The whole thing is Superman is always put down. He's so boring. He's overpowered. He can do everything. He can do that. No, you, you show that it was just his real power is wanting to help people and being selfless. And they didn't do that. They just yeah. ruined it. They, and I, I, that's all I needed. I, I, you could have had him get killed. But because he was he died as a normal human because of the solar flare and he did so because he jumped into the fray knowing that he was going to get killed anyway, and I'm fine. I don't need to see but Superman no, trying to, to commit suicide. It's all saying. Yeah, they tried to commit suicide. They, he was a dick to everyone, and he spelled it out more than once that the only reason he was angry was because he wasn't the most powerful person on the block anymore, and it was bullshit. It made him worse. You had a, an a opportunity to make him more. And you, you did, you made him worse. And it was terrible. And also, not even the, the mention that that went through four books for fucking six oh months God. or Eight seven months. months. Or some shit. I and, don't even yeah, know. Yeah, it was so many issues of that. And that's where you want to talk about how we were saying the weeklies didn't, you know, have any convergence. That fucking, that, it was all over this the past place. Year's you been had tough him, all over. You had him acting different in every book. Everybody else was acting different. You, you had to sit there and like, what's this? And that was definitely a story that we said, even with this uh, Final Days of Superman, that because of who was on the cover of the book, they had to kind of meld the story yeah. to involve them. And like that whole time, Superman Wonder Woman book did not have to be in the truth. Nope. You could have said to me, okay, the truth is going to be Superman and Batman. Not even and that. Action Superman comics. and Action yeah. Comics. The others were going to do like they did with uh, Tom Taylor's uh, Batman and Superman. Yeah. We're going to tell greatest hit stories of the characters. It's not going to be involved in this. It's from that five years from the past. Now we find out ten years, whatever. But – do that. They they had to force shit in, and it just didn't. It, it was too much. The, the story got stretched thin, and the, it was nothing. Yeah. Oh, it got, got solitude, so man. He got his powers back. They fallen in. Yeah, he did. At one point, he fucking you know the cape. He's fucking in in issues. Even that, he had the cape and it fucking wrapped around. At some points, he didn't. He, Oh, it was so annoying. Yep. Crypto just stuck in the fucking fortress. Shitting all over Nobody the place. feeding them. Shitting everywhere. The, the DC, people are calling out for being miserable. I think that they should be called out for being at, for hatred of animals. Ranger's <laughs> dead, man. The, Ranger's every dead. animal. Every, call Sarah McLaughlin. I want her on the case. Get her out here. DC, they're a bunch of assholes to animals. There you he go. With his, and he with his fellow heroes band together to take down Savage and eventually solve his power problem. That sounds like Superman, not the vain, egotistical, superiority complex asshole we got from the truth. Man, that's all he was. He, he was mad. He got mad at Wonder Woman. He basically dropped Wonder Woman 
because she, she made was more the money of war yeah. and more powerful. Yeah, she had a better job. And then the fucking they tried to fucking sweep that under the fucking rug when uh with this last day of super last days of Superman, final days of Superman, he where he didn't just back. start making hey, out. Hey baby, I didn't mean them things. I hey like baby, it. I didn't mean that. Come on over here and fucking stupid ass Wonder Woman goes over and starts making out with him. She should have punched him right in the fucking face. Plus, I'm telling you, the way he looked. It's just me when he had the kryptonite poisoning. I don't know the after effects. It makes it seem like he'd have really bad breath. Uh, you agree with me? It really seemed that way. Like he, his skin was turning all green and yeah. shit. I don't know. Mine I goes to weird that. places. I, I, I just don't know why she. No, he's got she was slumming. She's slumming with him. She knew he was gonna die. Maybe that was it. She actually, they signed an agreement. She got all his money. That's all it was. She's a gold digger. Yeah, all fucking Clark gold digger, money. Wonder Woman. Yeah, you, uh, he, you know, you know that, that reporter yeah, really. money. Big dough. <laughs> Should have sold out the cat car trapless. Here's the deal. At one point, cat car trapless, they could have gotten like two million. And people forget about that. Oh, I, I wish I would have put that as the. <laughs> That's right. I had all that storyline when he had that blog. Yeah. Yep. Me and Eric were so mad. I remember writing reviews. I'm like, please, call Weird Science. I will sell you this for $2.50, and I'm out. I'm going to go buy a fucking hot dog, and I'm out, baby. Yeah. What was it, like $2 million? He's like, we are going to stay with our, our – It was so ridiculous. Uh, we have a story to tell. No, you have money to make, you son of a bitch. We're, we're still trying to figure out how to make money off this garbage. Now we're, now uh, we're on to the ugly. There are all these series that lost their way, but were still serviceable in my opinion. They could have definitely been written be- much be- been better, much like these previous incarnations pre-Flashpoint. But his uglies are number three, Static Shock, number two, Batgirl, and number one, Blue Beetle. Ooh, and wait. I'm telling you, I think I read the final issue of Static Shock, and I yeah. I really didn't understand what's going on. I I think I read the the Hulk I read the Hawkman crossover too, where I got excited. Didn't really do much with the character then. I think it was done by issue six or seven. I'm like, oh, that's a shame. Yeah, I didn't read that. I heard so much negativity about it. Um, all these. I, I wish that I had the time to go back and, and read some of these. Even like that. Uh, like we said, Voodoo. Yeah. yeah. Man of War. I like Vampire. there's some. Like that was a good one. I'm telling you, like, and I I I actually reviewed like a post review, a Lost Boys review of I Vampire. I really liked that first issue. Yeah. I did. Uh, some of these though, like Man of War, that's what it was called, right? Uh, Man of War and GI Combat. Like these things are so like off the radar that I, they'll never the come Ray. up because nobody read them. You know what I mean? Who would read <laughs> that Ray. garbage? Yeah, but uh, I'm saying Batgirl. A lot of people complain about the darkness of Gail Simone's run, and I actually hated the character of Nightfall that she kept going up against over and over again. Right. But now, when Team Batgirl took over, I hated Batgirl. That was an ugly period for me. Gail Simone's run is another one, and that's you know same author we talked about before. Uh, You know, her Batgirl run was just plagued with crossovers with Snyder's Batman constantly. It Mm. never got traction. It was like twice a year. To the point where in zero year she she didn't even write the crossover. I think I think she yeah, was so fed yeah. up by that point, like fuck, I can't even get a story out without like yeah, now I gotta like, get dragged uh, into I this shit. My and it, it does it kills the momentum. It, you have to and obviously be, the issue before gets changed up a bit. You have to yeah, rush to it, yeah. Suddenly she's got to like uh, up here across town and whatever, and it makes things. Yeah, weird. even even though I did put uh, Birds of Prey in my uh, bad. 
it, it really was the the Christie Marks run was just it was Gothopia. Then you had Zero Year, then you had you know Futures. There were so many different yeah. times and fucking that it Condor was hit. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was. And his number one for the ugly. I'm saying he doesn't have descriptions for any of these, but number one Blue Beetle. The ugly thing to me is that that was canceled because I had fun throughout this entire series. Yeah, I guess he didn't like it. He well, I don't know. I'm saying it's ugly. I don't know or whatever. I think yeah, what, he, what he's saying um, yeah, is that really. it never reaches potential. I say the same thing. Could be true. I would agree with yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I, yeah. I didn't really read Blue. I remember you love Blue Beetle. It got canceled, and then he showed up in Threshold. Was, uh, that's the only then, reason I picked that book up. And that's when he he was returning to Earth. He might still be uh, returning, Eric. He'll finally return now that Rebirth hit. You- and he's going to remember. Hopefully, this. you guys keep being DC's hardest working reviewers that you are. The internet is so much more fun bu- uh, place because of it. Anthony Jackson. P.S. Jim and Eric keep doing whatever it is that you do. Which is you son of a pretty bitch. much this. You said, well, yeah, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yelling, yelling, yeah. scream. Talk about the funny oh, books. Right. Let's move on to yes. D-Ron. Uh, yeah. D-Ron. D-Ron. <laughs> Uh, all right gentlemen here are my picks top three best new 52 dcu books sinestro definitely number three is sinestro definitely one of the best gl books in recent years overall it's the one book that colin bunn excelled at and i read about a year of it and i liked it or about eight issues i dug it and it kind of fell off of it yeah, it was weird. I, I say it a lot when Cullen Bunn was announced. Like all of a sudden, Cullen Bunn was the man, yeah. and even with the stuff at Marvel, he was yeah. the anti-hero man, especially. But he jumped on a bunch of these books, and I was so excited. I'm like, boy, he kicks ass, and I, I, I got a bunch of stinkers. At least Eric, you got. Sinestro. I did get Sinestro, which I did enjoy mostly, even though some of it just seemed like filler issues. Like we always talk about that uh, when he was fighting the Paling above Earth, and just kept throwing rings out there. Oh, look who's a uh, yeah. yellow lantern this this day and this day, whatever. And it got a little overbearing, but for the most part, this is a very solid series, which was greatly needed because for a long time, actually during the DCU, the other Green Lantern titles were bullshit. Yeah. It's true, yeah. except for Red Lanterns for a little while. I said that was already done by yeah. the DCU time. I know. It, well, oh, you're right for DC uh, YOU. Yeah, YOU. Uh, num- yeah, that stupid YOU. Number two is Grayson. This is the book that took Tom King's work to the next level. It was the surprise hit of the entire DC line, in my opinion. And then that's our I opinion agree. as well. I agree, and I, I really do think that this is the book that uh, got him back. Yeah, right. And yeah, oh, I, no I think that it also. Yeah. I think that it also took DC probably a little by surprise as well because uh, I don't know they, they're you everybody knows how Dan DiDio and everything with with Dick Grayson and Nightwing and and that sort of deal. I think that there is a good possibility they threw this Grayson book out to fail <laughs> and just try to get rid of the character. I really do uh, because it's such an odd idea. It is. But they, but Tom King made hey, it you work. guys remember those old great. Nick Fury comics from the seventies? Let's do that with Grayson. Yeah. yeah, let's do that, and we'll make it even look like it. And yeah, and but yeah, I really think that it might have been a, a setup to fail, and it did not. Burned. But you can go on. Uh, number one is yes. Detective Comics. I read all fifty-two of them, as well as Snyder's Batman. For and for consistency alone, this title takes the top honor. That's I don't great. know if I agree with that. You know, there's yeah, some there, there some, some moments I liked a lot. I really dug John Raymond's run up until Gothopia, where it was his finisher. But before that, I'm telling you, I laughed at Jim when I heard about the Emperor Penguin story arc. Me too. That goddamn thing took me by storm, and I I was captivated. 
Oh, Eric was screaming and yelling that it was a bunch of nonsense and it was crazy. But yeah, and I remember then uh, Manipul and Bucciolato took over. And I thought, oh man, Eric, you're going to, it's going to kick oh, man, ass. Yeah. You're going to be I so excited. Be it. Yeah, but. And uh, yeah, it kind of fell flat. And not only that, but that was also a weird thing where they had that crazy terminal story. Oh, that, that was terrible. In right in between that. That wasn't that was them. them. That yeah. Was that. yeah, that was. Yeah, that was other guys, but out of nowhere, like, you had that going on. People were raving about that, that one, then, though, so I don't know. And then Manipul left, and Bucciolato was by himself. It, it really had the, – the back end of Detective Comics as a whole, I thought, really had some – just troubles. Yeah. Not even that it was bad, but it, it really had some editorial it issues, whatever the issue it was. was. really weird. Yeah, it was. Oh, no, that, that, it's like Eric had a party. Oh. He always passed around, but Eric likes it, like so it, it didn't I matter. Popular. Yeah, who wouldn't? Yeah, you always feel wanted then. Uh, but it's weird because it really had some issues then. Like you said, it was passed around a lot, and it's supposed to be a really big thing. And then I think it really... We we talk it, about Tomasi's run getting screwed DC completely. Comics is named. I mean, this yeah. is it. This is yeah. the flagship title. And, like I said, we, we talk about how Tomasi got screwed with his Detective Comics run, but just the fact that he was on there and it was fucking robot Jim Gordon yeah. threw it off anyway. Again, I don't know. There's sometimes during this whole, you know, period where I don't know why, like, a Detective Comics as well couldn't have been telling classics. I don't know. If it would have been that, we would have yelled anyway. Yeah. We would have been like, why isn't it in with the, the regular? But... I did like Detective Comics at that point as the one book that you saw Gordon kind of struggling being yeah, that Robo Batman. It started that way, but it, and then it just never, it never seemed to it never jived no. with with the regular no. Batman book. It just it became like why? How is this happening? Even how it ended, where he's in Afghanistan. You're like, when the fuck would this yep. happen? Why? He, hey, Mister Bloom, hold up a minute. I gotta go for a couple months to Afghanistan. It just didn't it was make sense. it was uh, yeah. I'd, I'd say. It, I disagree with D-Ron with consistency because I'd say the exact opposite. It was really inconsistent. Sometimes it was really good. Uh, but, I don't know uh, the issue. Like Up until like did, 27. You didn't I know think. what to expect I, out of it, you know? I, I think the 27 issue was the... The yeah, big that was one, right? Big yeah, one. they had everybody on that. I think that up until then, I I, I agree with that. Like John Layman's run was I really good. Yeah. Say, I don't know which issue started Gothtopia, but issue one to that... Is my I loved it. I think that was like twenty five, twenty six, somewhere around there. I know that zero year issue is you know more than twenty five. Right, yeah, because Gotopia started like, oh, I'd even say January, maybe December, and then the twenty seventh yeah. issue was February. And then you or had March, the twenty seven, yeah. and then I think right after that, Bucciolato and Menopol jumped yep. on. It was like a clear cut way to get them on, and I really liked that twenty seven yeah. issue as well. That yeah, was cool. Uh, but yeah, then after that though. Because uh, Manipul and Bucciolato went from Flash uh. to uh, Detective, and I thought that Flash was so good with them, and I thought, boy, Eric, you're in for a treat. Yeah, yeah. Well, right I, away, I thought, it's like, God damn, where's this goddamn treat? Well, even right away, like, the visuals were kind of not all there anyway. Uh, so, yeah, but whatever, yeah. that's, uh, that's D-Ron's pick for number one. That was his favorite book yep. of the DC yeah, New 52. That's awesome. His top three worst New 52 DCU books are number three, Gotham Academy. <laughs> Uh, Number two, Black Canary. I love yeah. Gotham Academy. I, you know, Black Canary was weird. Gotham I don't Academy's care for either book, of those. It, it, the worst, though, you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't say it was, the, even if you don't like Gotham I, Academy. Dr. Fate is way worse. I think, yeah. no, I, I think that, uh, to me, 
uh, Gotham Academy is a uh, it just doesn't jive with D. Ron's style yeah. and what he likes in a book. He does not like to have fun. <laughs> he is a miserable. Now I just think that it is one of those where if you look at it, like Eric, it's not a book for yeah. you. You you have sure. said it. I love it. I you know sure, I, I like gave it, it to Reggie then, but I loved it at the oh, beginning, yeah, you were especially. About it. I thought until. Actually, I'll tell you, until the DCU, when Convergence happened, then we came back from the DC with the DCYOU, and Damien showed up for those two issues yep. or whatever, one issue, and got expelled. Um, yeah, that, that actually was when I kind of lost interest. Plus, uh, I, I will admit, one of the big reasons I ended up uh, first losing interest was because of Team Batgirl getting in a fight with us. Yeah. And I, if you remember, Eric, you I, I put a ban. It, yeah. Yeah, I boycotted it. I'm like, I'm not even, you know what? I give this fucking book 9.9s all the time and they're going to fucking bitch and moan. I'm done. And, uh, but it really was after, after converting. I'm a very, uh, vengeful man. Like, oh, I, the, it changed. And Carl Kershaw wasn't on all the time. Kind of nature of the book yeah, changed. Yeah, that's after, after, once the DCYOU started, it just. And didn't it used to be Cameron Stewart and Brendan Fletcher and then somewhere along the line, Cameron uh, Stewart vanished? No, it was, uh, Clo- Brendan Fletcher and, and uh, What's her name? Yeah, Becky Clooney. Yeah, she like vanished and, unceremoniously. Uh, Carl Kersel yeah, yeah, went away. She it was vanished. Like, what and when Carl Kersel left, that to me really, his art was so. It was, it was like a Disney movie. Yeah, it was like looking at stills from a, a from a cartoon. And I just, it had such charm, and I loved to get the character. But it, I'm really, I'm saying after the DCU, it really, not that it crossed over all the time. But it still did. It was always concerned with with Batman and and again Damien and all these things kind of got thrown in, and I really lost interest. I really did. You you continued. Um, I I actually liked the yearbook yeah. anthology thing because it kind of did have some fun stories. But even then, it still had to have you know Damien, and yeah. it was always back to that. It just seemed like they were grasping at that. Even though it seemed the sales weren't the best, but it and definitely the has the its Robin fan War, base. Remember that was all kind of hand-fisted. Yeah, yeah, like it, it was like it, the shit happened that wasn't even consequential. And even even then, even in this last issue of Batgirl this week, uh, it tied in the Batgirl then as well. And they they really wanted to. I don't know why they really wanted to get this involved. And I, I liked it as its own story. At the beginning, it was it was like a superhero uh, Harry Potter yeah. type uh, feel. With connections and I really to the Bat it. universe, but not you know Batman wasn't going to show up or anything. But you know they yeah. had the Man Bat kid. They had all the characters. Remember, and then Croc yeah, even like a, yeah, even right, when Killer Croc beginning. showed up, I didn't mind. I liked that, and it was. Also, like that animated series look, and it just—it was. It was so unique, yeah. but uh, I would—I would not say it's one worst, of the worst. Worst, uh, but, but anyway, that's that's the Deron's pick number two, Black and, Canary. And what Black Canary? I, I can see where people could get to. And again, that we heard from Brennan Fletcher, his run of that kind of got screwed up a little yeah. as well. Uh, but it was weird. I, I don't know people who like Gotham Academy maybe went to Black Canary as well, and even Batgirl. Yeah. Um, but boy, a Black Canary fan, I don't know what they would have thought no. of that. But yeah, if you, if you were a fan of her in, in Batgirl, this was sort of a continuation of that. Yeah, this was, uh, if you were in Team Batgirl's, you know, Jeez. corner, then you're in. Then you were in. And unfortunately, we were ostracized from that corner. That party, we were told we were not invited. No pin on the tail we of the donkey for us. Leave. 
God forbid Eric liked an issue and I fucking tweeted him. Next thing I know, all hell breaks loose. Cameron Stewart's fucking sicking. Everybody, he tried to. Nobody nope. showed up. He was like, go get them. Nobody. It was more people yelling at him from our side. It was so Good funny, times. too. He had like 25,000 followers and nobody, not a peep. Ah, this Eric guy brings Asshole. up some good points. <laughs> I don't, I just, again, I, I don't know what, oh, oh, and they got, the best was they really were paying attention to Eric's reviews, whether they say <laughs> so or not, because they knew right away, and it, it was like a, a, an attack on, oh, it was the worst. And then I smoothed it all over. Yeah. Brendan Fletcher. Now you guys are pals. Man. And the number, yeah, once you, I get, you smoothed once that I over with Cam Stewart? No, he still <laughs> hates us. And, uh, Babs Tar hates our guts, I think. But Makes whatever. sense. Well, the top, the number one worst new 52 DC book, uh, according to Deron, is Talos. Talos is pretty yeah. garbage. Yeah. Uh, it's funny too. That's another one where, where we said that like a Justice League was a given. Yeah. <laughs> or a, or a Batman. Uh, Talos to me is like, it is so bad. You don't even have to yeah. mention it. There are some unmentionables that you do not have to do. And yeah, Talos, really, is Talos bad? Or was it just unnecessary? Yeah, just totally. Because Why? to me, it ju- to me, it was just unnecessary. Because it, was it might be bad. bad. I can't say it was bad because nothing happened. It did nothing. There was no reason. And, and it all happened to a character you didn't care about or know anything about, really. Or yeah. Eric, the son of thunder. <laughs> That's that, real. Yeah. yeah, Eric, fucking that. There you go. Where Eric was doing his. Uh, he was the world's worst. Oh my detective. god. <laughs> Spent hours, book. and it, all you had to do was turn it was a like page. like 20 minutes, but still. Oh, it's so good. Oh, so yes. it, yeah, I remember what it was. Our, our Son of Thunder, I'm like, oh, was the like, fuck is that? That's where I'm like, hey, Reggie. Who the fuck is this? And you're like, who the fuck is that? Why do you want to know that? I'm like, because that's who Telos is. You're like, fuck. Fuck that. Fuck Guitarist. Fuck it all. Oh, I know that people do like the DC, you know, sword and sorcery side, but. Give me a break. That's a deep cut that you could have left in the cut. It's, uh, it's a little too yeah, stupid yeah. even for me. Uh, D-Ron's top three ugly moments of the new 52 DCU. Number three, Convergence. Mostly a waste of time and filler space. I think we all have agreed with that. Oh my god, it was terrible. Burnt me out so it's, bad. Uh, I just, it was, it was a bunch of lies yeah. to me. Well, it, it just wasn't what it was supposed to be. Two. That's all I have. <laughs> Number two, lack of story continuity between Lost Army and Edge of Oblivion. They really screwed the pooch here. Seriously. Uh, what the hell was that about? We just got done a six-issue yeah. mini with Cullen Bunn running Lost Army, which was pretty. That was not very good, but we established some boring. continuity, and we get to Tom Taylor's fucking Edge of Oblivion. None of that uh, continuity crossed over. Wow. I just think so that, angry. that they, the sales were – it's weird because Lost Army didn't have horrible sales. Like, I'm talking horrible sales are midnight or yeah, 9,000. Uh, it was like in the mid 20s or something. So it wasn't really doing horrible, but I don't know. They just did not like the way it was going. Maybe the way we're going to find out in Rebirth that didn't jive. So they had to, uh, you know, do a little fucking snag. Why can't I don't know, two what six, Alakazam, why can't two six be a blue Pocus. lantern anymore? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? And the number one most ugly moment of the new 52 DCU was Guy Garner gets a blue ring to purge himself with a raging red ring. Garbage. Guy as a Red Lantern was probably the most popular the character has been in decades. I just feel that DC left some money on the table when they decided to do an abomination, do this abomination of explanation to turn him back to green. 
regards Diron. Now, didn't he have the red ring on a necklace? Yes, he did. I'm thinking, I don't recall him ever getting a blue ring to purge himself. No, At the end of the series, he just kind of walked off, and I, I I know he had the ring on a necklace. I don't remember this ever happening, though. Well, remember he... Uh, in, yeah, D-Run's a huge fan, so I'm in sure... The, in, it in Future Zen, Future Zen yeah. they showed him with, with both rings. I think he, had, he even had a green ring, too. And it was like, he was unbeatable. But I believe I believe he did have the red ring around on a necklace, and he... I, I can't remember. Diron would know. And, and really, if uh, if the Red Lantern book continued, he might still be a Red Lantern. I, I don't think it would have lasted this long, but they don't. No, you I know, agree. guy He's... is a guy's a decent character. They, the Red Lanterns are getting canceled, so they had to get him back to green. That's He's all. Way better as a Red Lantern in my mind, but uh, he he makes sense. Wor- worse, it's worse great. than that happening though. In my mind, is Supergirl being a Red Lantern? I knew you taking were going to say it, the Supergirl, lantern, right under the taking sun. Taking the red lantern ring off, where a heart's supposed to fucking, you know, it's replaced by goddamn rage and shit like that and fire. And just because she's close to the sun, that means a Kryptonian girl do heart, apparently. Yeah, she's fucking fine. nonsense. I'm also, telling you, the, the reason... It, well, and also, they <laughs> I don't think they thought of an endgame when they made her a Red Lantern. Uh, uh, very specific way like, to cure that. Lantern, the red. red Daughter of Krypton is so cool. But even then, they had that. Wasn't that where uh, the freaking the they already Blue Lanterns were the Blue at that point. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. So they had to do Fate something, and they couldn't have something. Supergirl. I don't even know what. Yeah, but they couldn't have Supergirl just die or stay. It was really, they painted themselves into such a corner there <laughs> that they Nonsense. were like, we don't care if it makes sense. And yeah, then, uh, it really, if they did this whole thing in the final days of Superman where we found out that that's what led to her losing power, I might actually go with that then instead of this nonsense. But yeah, that is D-Run. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Next uh, email is from Dan Mayoff. I don't think we've ever no. heard from Dan. Uh, he says, hey, guys, big fans, nice. and his good. Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo's run with Batman. I think we can all agree that Batman was probably the biggest success in New 52, and yep. yes, it was. Yeah. New 52 can be considered to be a crapshoot, to say the least, but nearly everyone was a fan of Scott Snyder's run with Batman. It's weird. I, I think that a lot of people, uh, not even just myself, like I just grew tired of it. I'm still a yeah. fan. Uh, some of the best things in the new 52 were that I do get a weird backlash. I, I don't know if you've ever heard people like this, that when something's so popular that they go against it just because oh. of that. Don't know of anybody you'd ever know. Yeah, I don't know did. anybody yeah. ever did that. No. Uh, me and Reggie were actually talking. Was that last yeah. night, Reggie, when I was telling you all the things that I used to do? Just... There's like a list of 800 things. I think you've even talked about I, on the podcast. That I have based my life on that. But yeah, Master you do system. get that. You, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, uh, being a, I said to Reggie, being a Penguins yeah. fan, I didn't even think of that. I grew up, everybody was a Flyer fan, and I thought, you know what, fuck that, and I picked the worst team at that time <laughs> to be a fan of, so I could say, I not only not like the Flyers who were great in the 80s when, when this would have been going on, I am going to pick the worst team, and I like them more than your shitty team. Oh, like so Cracked angry. Over Mad but magazine, yeah. you're just a mess. Yep, I like Cracked Over Mad, just because everybody, and also I said, Eric, that Gennardi's, for some reason, when I grew up, I think it only carried Cracked. <laughs> It's crazy. But, yeah, I think there is a, a backlash uh, a lot of times with Snyder. Like, oh, everybody likes him. I'm not going to like him. That is not why I don't like him. And I, I do like yeah. him. Uh, we say this. I, I know a lot of people even gravitated to our podcast. I would like to think that it is because we talk uh, – 
you know, we're honest about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? That I like if, to think if so. there is a Scott's, if there is an issue like a Batman Forty Four yeah, that Eric didn't like, he's going to say he doesn't like it. Uh, people all love it, but again, you get this whole cult of Scott Snyder. Not only that, but you also get these press releases and all this stuff that it really pounded into you. I don't know why I'm saying all this when it's uh, it is uh, Dan's number yeah. one. <laughs> but yeah, I, I do. Uh, I do like them. Well, we'll just go on. The artwork that Capullo brought to the character really made it something special. And we said last time that it did amaze me when I went back to that number one how much he oh, yeah. did improve Definitely, yeah. for a guy who is an established as it's one like of the better comic in artists. Comic styling, yeah, you know, in that it way. It really did. And the coloring I'm you, that too. That first issue is a little, yeah. That first issue is a little yeah, rough. Yeah, a little bland. But... And it really, and again. I don't know. It's not a knock on the guy, but when you see Greg Capullo's art, you know it's Greg Capullo's art. He has a very specific style. And uh, But again, as it went on, because they were on almost the whole run, I did kind of get tired of that as yeah. well. Uh, but yeah, I still, as I when I look back, it was one of my top three because, yeah, it, it is one of the strongest books in the New 52. This next deal is Jeff John's run with anything. Seriously. When the New 52 started, you could always bet to get quality content from Johns. Whether he was writing Aquaman, Green Lantern, or Justice League after Throne of Atlantis, it was always such a pleasure to read. It's unfortunate that he became so ingrained in the movie and television side of DC because now we only get a single book from him. And now, yeah, we get very disappointed. Yeah, no I'll have more Jeff Johns in my life. I, it's not the end of it. We'll, we'll yeah, get you, you got the I, I think right now, TV show out of it. I said right now, yeah. his whole thing is to get everybody in line with these books, and then once everything's going well, I think we'll see something. He'll he gets to pick and choose too. He he'll oh, yeah. either a book that is yeah, even a book that's failing, and he'll like all of a sudden he jumps on that book, or maybe a Shazam, a JSA. Who I don't knows? I don't think he's ever gonna um, run. I don't think he's ever gonna write a long sustained run again unless he loses no. this job, but. I could definitely see him writing an issue or see him writing a, an arc for anything, yeah, we'll but see. I can't, um, I can't see even him doing like 18 he, issues or something. He is um, he co-writes the Green Lanterns Rebirth coming oh, yeah. up. I think we're gonna see. I think we're gonna see some well, of those at some point too. Where even if you have at some that? point too, we're gonna have that Seven Seas arc with Aquaman. Oh, but he, yeah, yeah. he said Which he's not I, writing that. that. Seems Someone it's else already is done. That for him. Really? God damn it! Uh, I didn't know that. It's off of his idea. I mean, yeah. from from what I've read in interviews, I guess, and I don't know where, I guess, comments on Twitter, he is working really closely with all the creators on the Rebirth yeah. titles. And, and yeah, they're, the I, I think they're, they're so... I think that's what he'll be from now which on. I think, which I think is great. You know, somebody's got to fucking oversee it. Obviously, you know, they've been people have been sleep, asleep with the Switch for too long now, but I don't think he's yeah. writing any dialogue or anything. You know, I think he's just guiding the stories along. Yes. Well, his next one is J.H. Williams III and W. Hayden Blackman's run with Batwoman. Batwoman was a character that few people cared about for a long time, but J.H. Williams took what Greg Rucka gave him just before the reboot and turned Batwoman into one of the most highly praised books in the DC Comics lineup. It was interesting, creative, and didn't shy away from taking chances. The artwork was astounding as well and gave a seasoned comic reader something different and exciting. And yeah, I really liked it. I am one of the few... Who actually still continued to like it once Mark and Draco jumped in? I'm telling, I might be the only one, uh, but uh, it was definitely great. We we said it last week. Uh, Jess, Eric's girlfriend, uh, God bless her soul. Uh, she may she rest. She uh, that was her book. That was her one yeah. book that she she's loved. She's not a comic book reader. Yeah, she's left, all about she was it. Done. No. 
Yeah, there's always there's a lot of times those that sort of thing comes. I said that uh, Joshua Williamson's nail biter. My wife actually read a couple oh, issues, which she didn't stick with it, but she did read a couple, and that's that's a lot for her. But yeah, uh, Batwoman seemed to be one that people jumped on, and even people who didn't like comics in general. Yeah, uh, well, visually it was really arresting, you know. Yeah, it was. Uh, now we go to his bed. Meredith Finch's Wonder Woman run. And actually, I'm surprised me and Eric didn't mention this as well. There, there was so much worse uh, going on. Maybe it's because now. it's too, it's also, it's also, it was, it's too, like, soon yeah. now. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, if we it's thought back, if that was minds. before, we'd be like, and also, we fester. haven't gotten that, we haven't gotten, like, once Greg Rucka jumps on in Rebirth, and if it's great, then we'll be like, boy. That really was yeah. shitty. You always, like, you know what I mean? That that ends up like the Catwoman. I knew it was horrible, <laughs> but I had fun. But then once I got to a story that was really good, I'm like, boy, that was awful. But, yeah. He says, Meredith Finch somehow got her way in one of the biggest gigs in DC Comics. Mm, I wonder and how that happened. I'll say right away. Yeah. yeah, and I'll say right away. I really think there was some, something behind the scenes. But also, it really, to me... Uh, Eric, do you do you agree that when you were reading and doing that book, you didn't even consider that book to be like really Wonder Woman? <laughs> I don't know. Like Wonder Woman is the three, one of the three yeah. biggest. It's one of the Trinity. When I read her book, it wasn't like it was her. It was like okay, this is the. Well, sa- it was so. I'm telling you, like uh, the Azrael run kind of took Wonder Woman out of the rest of the continuity, doing its own thing. This mm-hmm. just kind of took her out of being Wonder Woman. Yeah, and the weird thing is, it started out right away. Being a little different, there was the Justice League, that yeah. weird alien story that was taking over the workers in fucking uh, South America. That was fucking garbage. And then all of a sudden that changed to, hey, we better get back to that Azarello magic. Donna Troy <laughs> and then fucking yeah. Dr. Poison. And yeah. And even that, like that seemed like Donna Troy, it is such a shame that it was with yeah. her. And it, that involved that. It was like such a way to try to grab fans, and it was awful. Uh, she was writing for the biggest super, uh, female superhero of all time, and what happens? She fails miserably. I honestly don't know what they were thinking. I also also think that they wanted David Finch on as yeah. art, and Meredith came in at yeah. fucking, it was a, you know, Okay, but I got my none. terms. Hey, I, I got my ladies here. Shh. Meredith Finch had only written two books before Wonder Woman. I don't mean two series. I mean two actual Yeah, they were issues. for Zenoscope, too. Yeah, and you know what? Yeah, I can see. And they thought this was the person to write the most iconic female character in comics. Finch's Wonder Woman is boring at best and completely incompetent at worst. I, I agree. Now his next, everything by Scott Liddell. Where's he is Scotty a broad-stroke fella. I know there are a lot of people who defend Scott Liddell's run with Red, Land, Red Hood. But and I will, honestly, too. I keep trying to convince myself to read Red Hood Arsenal, but every time I check the series out, it shocks me how bad it is. On top of that, it is a horrible depiction of the Teen Titans. Uh, No, I I scrolled and I I lost (laughs) my place. I always do that. Uh, Teen Titans at the beginning of the New 52. It baffles me that he still has a job and will continue to do so with Rebirth. What does he have in Rebirth? Um, Is it just uh, Red Hood? Yes, I believe it is. It's Red Hood, right? It's just Red Hood and the Outlaws. Okay. I understand that he attracts a certain niche audience, but it seems like a clearly wasted opportunity to me. I, I don't know. The Red Hood and the Outlaws, again, I believe that when we get into Rebirth, that probably will be one of the books that really isn't going to change yeah. that much. And you're going to get the whole thing where if you like it, you'll continue to like it. Now, again, you have Bizarro. 
Uh, or it's Bizarro, yeah, right? Bizarro and, Bizarro and, uh, Artemis, yeah. and Artemis. So you, you have that. That seems very interesting yeah. to me. Who knows? Who uh, knows? Scott but Bell's yeah, good uh, at writing badasses, and that's why I think he should have been. That's why they picked him for Teen Titans, this mean Teen Titans. But I, I gotta, yeah, I gotta yeah. agree that uh, his his run on Teen Titans was, was the end for me. Yeah, yeah, it had its points. Yeah, I liked it, but it got ridiculous. It's funny too. We say you like it. You didn't review it that well. No. You no, look at I your did scores. Not. Yeah, you weren't giving it nine not out of tens, but yeah. All right, we go uh, his new fifty-two Superman, and this seems to be if if we actually tallied all of our picks and the, the listeners' picks, uh, Superman books are definitely number yeah. one. Uh, new fifty-two Superman. It's easily the biggest criticism for so many about the new fifty-two. Superman was a symbol of everything wrong with the new fifty-two. His comics didn't stay true to the character. Continuity issues between uh, Action Comics and Superman were staggering, to say the least. And once 2013 came around, it became clear that they were trying to make Superman more like the movies, which simply uh, that people didn't like. And I agree with that as well. And, yeah, it was weird. They, the whole thing with the, the idea of having the action comics not go well, and you told you said it, Reggie, was it that uh, Grant Morrison wasn't telling everybody yeah, else he, what he was going to do? He was, was writing do? kind of a Superman origin story. That was, it was actually, I liked, it is a little weird. But he wasn't telling. It, it, he wasn't telling anyone else what it, his plans were. So there was. I will tell you. I was thinking right. about it today. That that action comics I did like uh, as a quirky story. Yeah. But boy, he left a lot on the table. Yeah. There was a lot. He threw a trillion. Now again, you might say this is Grant Morrison all the time. He threw a trillion ideas at you and resolved three. And that some things he did, just like we said, his neighbor was a his, fucking his genie landlady. I don't even know what the fucking was going on. Possibly I thought it was from the fifth ben, dimension. Mister Mixelplick, yeah. and you got you have all the and and it just was odd and things. I will give Grant Morrison one thing though that he'll do something in an issue, and if it doesn't work, he will resolve it in the craziest way the next issue if he feels like it. Sometimes it's just let, let it out go. there. But that whole thing of the the Clark. His his idea and also the uh, oh my Johnny God. Clark it, it just Johnny Clark it was a lot of crazy shit going on but yeah uh, he says that then he goes on to the ugly I, I went from there I keep losing <laughs> my spot uh, the ugly he says convergence easily one of the most poorly executed events of comic history convergence gave us the disposable villain uh, repetitive storytelling and superhero conflicts that would look better as an Easter egg in a video game rather than something to get actually excited about. Yes. I agree. Yeah, it was nonsense. It really was. It really was. I, again, we, we always go back to Manship because he is the defender of convergence that I have known. Ever known. And uh, has ever talked gotta, to we us. we got to get him on this. we got to talk to him and find yeah, out what did you like because about that. Make me like it. I think yeah. I, I, he has talked to me since. He, he'll always message me about it when he hears this. He'll, he'll probably tell me again. But he liked, to him, it was like a history lesson. And when he saw these things, and I don't know personally if he went back like, oh, my God, I, I see this Flashpoint universe. I want to know well, more wait, about he, it. And went back so and looked the, at so like it. Some of the, he liked the tie-ins. He did, but even like like he just looks at it all as one big event. Like I mean, it, he it liked is, the event. Uh, but what I feel like when you say – when you talk about you hated Convergence – you could be talking about the event, or you could be talking about the. I feel like. I think everybody's talking about the event. I think everybody's talking about the event in general, because even the superhero conflicts that would look better. It's all some about of the, the tie-ins, like we, we always said, are great, but that fucking book was absolute and total bullshit. Sure was. 
But like you said, like he's saying about an Easter egg in a video game, it ended up being, I, I, I think me and Eric even said one time at work that it was a cool idea for a fighting video oh, yeah. game. Like the next Injustice, oh, you have all these cities, the domes go the down, and now you can pick Flashpoint fucking Green Lantern versus this guy, and that and that, and uh, freaking Parallax versus this. That it sounds really cool. Parallax versus the, the problem is with the whole kid. event. And yeah, and the whole thing with the whole event, that's what it should have ended up. Even if it's very shallow and, and black and white, like, like you said, all of a sudden Parallax is fighting fucking Superboy. That's uh, cool. You never got anything because it fell apart in the middle and they didn't even continue what you were supposed to be <laughs> doing. They were supposed to be fighting to see what city survives. It, it fell apart. You and got away from that so quickly. Yeah. Yeah, Electra and, and fucking Big Hand Adam. So fucking Big Hand Adam. <laughs> it's so no, I don't it's understand that. <laughs> yes, now uh, his next uh, ugly is uh, something that I mentioned to you guys, and I, I loved it because I had forgotten all about it, but it is Scott Snyder's Mr. Freeze, uh. and I agree. I love nearly every issue of Snyder's run with Batman. The issue, This issue was the exception. Mr. Freeze often stood out among Batman villains because he was in a situation we could sympathize oh, yeah. with. And yeah. Uh, this this his wife was dying and freezing her and turning to a life of crime was the only way to save her. He wasn't crazy. He was just a victim of circumstance and a victim of love. Yeah. I'd like to say <laughs> I want to add that a victim of and aren't we all victims of Not love? Me. What did Snyder do with this rich character? He turned him into a crazy stalker, was never married, and instead just a sick man obsessed with a frozen patient. Easily one of the big, biggest mistakes of <laughs> I the didn't hate it. too. And I, I hated it I hated so it. much. And the- I and then we it. saw him uh, with the goddamn short sleeve sh- like suit. Get the yeah, fuck out of here! That I hate I'm it. telling you, just the fact that you, I thought to me, whether you go all, it is one of the best origin stories of a villain for me in the DCU. What? That he, it, like you said, that he is doing oh. it to save I thought you his meant wife. Fucking Snyder's! Yeah. I'm like, I'm about to kill you. No, no, I'm <laughs> saying that's why he changed it. To me, that was one of the best, if not the best, Batman origins. Oh, I agree because. He is. He is going to do anything, and and to me, it makes him a little more That's dangerous. That's the power of because, love. And he Laura. is because he all he is Laura. doing is trying to save his wife. Now again, I think Scott Snyder might say, "Listen, it's so played out. It's almost like the whole Barry Allen's mother. How many times are you going to keep trying? You yeah. know, eventually it has to be solved." Scott Snyder was just like, "Fuck it. I just don't know why he did it to throw it away. He did nothing yeah. with it." There was no reason to fuck with it. He didn't I'm do anything like with it. This, he would have had we didn't an need arc. Money. We didn't need fame. You didn't need any credit cards yeah. to ride that train. It's true. It's an awful character. You should keep pushing it. That's but power why, Again, I wish that I could leave that away. But yeah, he just he just ditched it. And then he said later it was one of his biggest mistakes. Yeah. Still didn't rectify it. He just left it out there. Uh, but going into Rebirth, and anytime somebody wants to do a Mr. Free story, Tom King wants to, I don't think he's ever going to go with no. this thing. People forgot about it, except Back us. Back to Heart of Ice. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think that they just go on with it. But, yeah, there's a lot of – I'm telling you, there's a lot of weird things they did with uh, villains. But even so, like it would be like making uh, Clayface – an alien who came from uh, Pluto that just, it just is stupid. Great. But he goes on. Batwoman controversy. Relationships are a natural part of storytelling. Eventually, a relationship has to go somewhere. Either it ends in marriage or something similar. And the stories that bring it 
uh, brings or it ends in a breakup. However, when DC decided it wasn't going to let Batwoman get married to her girlfriend, it was a huge mistake. I'm not even talking about how it was focused on a gay character, which does make it worse, but I'm talking about what Dan DiDio said in response to it. In a nutshell, he said that he doesn't think any of the DC characters should get married. Effectively, DiDio has said that every relationship in DC Comics has an expiration date. Superman and Lois, they will break up. Hal Jordan and Carol Ferris, they will break up. Superman and Wonder Woman, they'll last as long They'll last a long time, but it's doomed to fail. Almost every single superhero has a romantic interest, and you know from the start that one of the storytelling paths is no longer available to writers is huge disservice. In the world of comics, you can rely, uh, you can really change anything you want if it has run its course. If Flash gets married, you can always write something new that changes that. It's not set in stone, but the DO doesn't care and has effectively eliminated all writers across DC Comics. Now, that's uh, obviously... DC and Jeff Johns, whoever you want to say, uh, realize this, yeah. and it's Holy one fuck, of the things that Rebirth definitely pointed out. It's, I, I, think, uh, I think he's looking at this backwards, though. It's not, it's not a matter of these characters, are, are all they can do is break up. It, it's that they were going to be sustained indefinitely in this nebulous... You know, always, yeah, always yeah. Well, yeah. reaching to a relationship well, that's and never what really having Yeah, I know what you're saying. That he thinks that you're like, oh no, you can't do this. Because, but they'll never get that's there anyway. That, that's they'll the just point. always they'll be always dating. And, and even like, like Flash, he was dating Patty. Uh, you know that wasn't going to work out yeah. anyway. But yeah, it just kept going. And then he just brought. And she was a bitch to him too. Remember that? Aaron, how much of a bitch so she was? Angry. She just fuck. She just fucking ditched him. But yeah, just because um, his future self I, I might have been a bad guy. Yeah, yeah. Make me better, baby. Yeah, really, remember, that's all it was because his future self came back. What a bitch. Make me better, baby. Come uh, on. She, yeah, she couldn't just stay and make him better. She just ditched his ass. He, you know that he was not good in the sack anyway, and that's why she did it. She needed they call me the Flash. She was waiting. Yeah, really. She was waiting for it. Can you sing Power of Love one more time, please? Yeah, thank you. But yeah, I I agree somewhat with him, though, that just to come out and say that, it's weird because to me, I think that that was, they they didn't want to, I really don't think they wanted a gay marriage. I I mean, I mean, you know, all things, all things are saying. A character that could get married and not really be a big deal would be Batwoman. You know, it's not like you're fucking marrying off Batman. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. That woman's kind of in her yeah. own self-contained which, which world anyway. Seemed, it seemed like it was heading that way in the Batman book until he got his memory back and his fucking sense. Okay, Who wants to get married? It's nonsense that they would come out and say this just because it ruins so much, but it allowed me to say to Jess whenever she asked, when are we getting married? We're the new 52, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, now it's gone. Now she's like, why aren't we the well, Rebirth? Well, she's not going to fucking read comics ever again. <laughs> she won't even know. She won't know about Rebirth. That's all, but yeah, and that's all he's got. Sorry if it's too much. Uh, no, I, I like that list, and yeah, Dan, uh, write in some yeah. more. That was pretty cool, and uh, I agree with almost everything you said. Well. Me too. All Next right. up, we got Maddie D. Maddie D. Maddie's top three of the new 52. Number three, Batman Court of the Owls storyline. And I I'm telling you, I don't think there's anybody out there that says this is bullshit. This was an amazing story arc, even if it did cross over. Oh, different I've, I've like, heard people say that it's bullshit, but really? those people I, I've are heard really people big say assholes. Well. I've had a lot of fun well, with this. I loved it. Yeah, I thought that was great. Well, you know what? You know what? Uh, I will admit one of the things that it was kind of special for me is I read it without my pants on most of the time. <laughs> no, uh, it was pretty much 
my first big story. Yeah, it's your first like uh, event. Because I got in a new 52, and it was. It was one of my first big what event, and I loved it. I thought it was great. I loved the whole concept of yeah. it. And, again, this this is just me just starting out as a comic fan then, and it, it, it did kind of blow my mind. Now, again, I read this before. I heard this one time before that – when you get into like certain stories, like a science fiction, I think I've even mentioned this, Derek, a bunch of times, where they say the first couple stories that you read are always going to like really wow you because of the, the yeah. thing. And I, I always thought that maybe that was why I liked the Cordialis as much, but I don't think it was. It was a great story. I think it set up Scott Snyder's run to show you what he was capable yeah. of and, and being able to do that. And I really think people took notice of that, that, hey, this isn't just a guy who's writing, just, you know, mailing it in because it's Batman. He's got some ideas oh, yeah. and whatever. Now he went a little too Joker heavy. For the rest of the run. A little bit too Court of the Owl heavy as well. And then, and that was the problem is it it was Joker, a Court of the Owl. Back to the well. But at this, yep, at that point though, boy, the Court of the Owls really, to to find out that there was this organization that that was in back of things through the whole game. I love that part. And that Batman didn't even know about it. Some people people look at that and they're just like, that's That's, bullshit. He would have known about it. Well, that was why. That was when I, now that I just said that, I remember that was the thing that people were thrown off by. That I did hear a lot of people like, there's no way Batman wouldn't have known. But that's that's what what made it cool. You're damn right. That's how secret they are. You know what I mean? Yes. (laughs) And then when they they got fucking talent. And then Batman went, remember when he went through that labyrinth? Yeah, that was awesome. Even when he found that secret room in between floors of his own building. Yeah, yeah. And then it was one of those where it was almost like a... like a sixth sense moment, yeah. where he found that and then realized that all the buildings yeah. had owls Fucking in them owls that he everywhere. never really took note. And and it was such a good moment. It would be like if it was a cinematic moment, you'd see these girls. Cr- the people yelling. My two complaints about that were that that the I think it was ran a little too long. Right. And that yeah, that, that court of owls nursery rhyme sucked. It was so stupid. Yeah, like, just, I, I, no I one would ever that. say that rhyme in their fucking right mind. It didn't seem to rhyme. No, out of and, and, but like whatever. Yeah, that, and, that, yes. and yeah. even that, it seemed like <laughs> yeah. that made it too. It made it too in the open. Then the yeah, I know. You know what I mean? Everyone's a, uh, but yeah, I'm telling you that. I remember reading it. And like I said, that labyrinth issue blew my mind. Mm. It, it was so good, and even it even uh, carried over into. The Nightwing yeah. and the whole thing with Grayson about how he was going to be a talent. And when that started, that pretty much blew my mind as well. They were like, holy shit, he was going to be a talent. Well, I think and that kind of issue made... nine had all the crossovers, the Night of the Talents, where they everybody had to converge yeah. to take out yeah. all these different targets. Yes. And I believe, I believe that the Nightwing one, if, the, if I'm not mistaken, that was where, uh, they went to, was that the one where they went and people were auctioning off superhero that items? Or was that out of it? Because that was, it involved, but it was around uh, you know, that I time. Think it was, that I was think really it was that. You are right. That yes. might have been right after, but I really like that. And that kind of came out before? of that. Yeah, yeah. I, I forget. But uh, just the whole thing where you found out that Dick was going to be a town, and then you had that friend, and the whole thing tied into that goddamn circus that was <laughs> too long in the Nightwing book, Haley Circus. But e- even so, it, I really liked that tie-in. They had a bunch. They had some weird ones, like they had Batman and Robin. I think was just Damien in the sewer yelling or something. But uh, I did like the whole thing. Number uh, two, because... Green Lantern. The first six issues, Sinestro is a lantern again. And I remember when we first were starting the site off, Jim started reading Green Lantern before I did because I was doing like a 
what was the freaking what was the that Kyle Rayner book now? I can't even think of what the hell it's called. New Guardians. Yeah, New, New Guardians. Guardians. New Guard- I was reading that yep. and then you went back and were getting the early issues of Green Lantern and you were telling me yeah, about I it. I'm went like, and got the, Holy shit. And the worst though, again, I the zero issue <laughs> through me. Because that's like Simon Bass. Yeah. What the well. fuck is this? But yeah, I went back and read those and I was like, holy and again, I went back, I had no real heavy connection with Sinestro and the Guard, and I loved it. I thought you were telling great. me about it at work. I'm like, that sounds yeah. amazing. That whole, that whole initial yeah. run all the way to the end of Jeff John's run, that last is yeah. awesome. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, it was. I, I remember, I think I first, I'm like, hey, but Eric, Sinestro's a Green Lantern with Hal. Get the fuck out of here. That's bullshit. You were saying, and I'm like, you gotta read it. It's so great because he's taking Hal under his rip wing. And, oh my God, it was so good. I did, I loved it. I really it did. It did get a little out it's there. I wish I had time to go back. It did. I wish, but remember then they were the, in the, the dead, dead zone. zone. Is that what it got a little odd, yeah. you know, but. Yeah, it did get a little But uh, number one, Justice League. First six issues, Origin, Jeff Johns running the Justice League is my favorite of the New 52. And yeah, Justice League, the the beginning series, was awesome. Yeah. yeah, I, I, It became yeah. its own cartoon. It was exactly, so the war. Yeah, it did. Mm-hmm. Where they replaced yeah, Aquaman right and Shazam. Off the bat, right off the bat, Shazam was in there, right? <laughs> Shazam? I was just going to say, no Aquaman. Fucking Aquaman always gets ditched. I, I tell you, I uh. kind of was I was out of books when this first started. Like, I decided I was not going to jump into uh, New 52 because it was kind of bullshit to me and I felt pretentious or some shit. I don't know. But I was really interested when they threw out those teasers when you saw the Green Lantern shining the light down on Batman. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh,. It's weird too because uh, for the most part, people now the rebirth starting uh, are kind of really down on the new fifty two. But now we're talking yeah. about them remembering certain issues and things, especially like you said, Sinestro with with Hal stuff like that. There's some stuff that I really <laughs> really like. And again, I just jumped into comics, so I, I didn't know. You know, I read my favorite fucking Bizarro story of all yeah. time. <laughs> uh, but no, it, it there was a lot of awesome stories. That a lot of people who I don't, I'm not gonna go. I'm sick of you, DC, with your reboots and this like that. They did miss out on a lot of good stuff because a lot of this, if you notice, the bad shit came later. Now there was some bad stuff at the beginning, but boy, the people who hated stuff, it all seems to be the oh, last yeah. like two years. Or well, even so. the stuff that sucked initially lasted six issues, and then people forgot all about That's it. That's what I'm saying. It was gone, and, and for the most part. Like you said, not a lot of people out there right now you can find that read the whole thing of static. Mr. Terrific. Or Mr. Terrific. Stuff like that. They just, they bailed. uh, Or never even read it. But yeah, some of the stuff was really good. The worst three of the New 52. Number three, Stormwatch. Sigh. They made a terrible version of a Wildstorm classic. Why did they have to merge the characters? Mm. Man, that that book was a mess. And yeah. I'm telling you, I did not read this book. I listened to Jim talk about it at break time, and I kind of tuned him out at some points. Yeah, it was it was not good. It was not good. No, number mean, two, Batman Eternal. Too drawn out, story uh, and story threads seem too loose to me, though. Throughout. Yeah, I agree, and that we've talked about it. That. It had a middle section that lasted. And that's where I bailed for that middle on. section. It, sp- yeah. it really spun its wheels. And then at the end, they tried to wrap it up, and some of the shit was just left out there. Hush. All the yeah. Who got into the fucking Batcave? Who yeah. did this? Oh, they, not, it just, everything fell apart. You know, I, I still say this was the best weekly in the new 52 because of shit like Futures oh, End and World's End. You know, End. I agree. <laughs> yeah, that, there, it, that might be true. 
But in the end, when I got done that whole 52 issues, that whole fucking year, and I thought, you know what? What the fuck did I just read? Nothing really came from it. It really did nothing. It it didn't affect the regular book at all. Like the Batman run. Yeah, but it really affected nothing. You got uh, more Harper Rowan. You got Stephanie yeah. Brown. You got Spoiler. You got, you got Arkham you got Manor. Some of these characters. You got Gotham by Midnight. Hello. Yeah, you did. I, I actually forgot about Jeez. that. Uh, yeah, Arkham yeah, Manor yeah, yeah. was and, weird, and really, but I kind you, of enjoy you, it thinking back. Me too. Well, it's funny you say that, and that's what Dan DiDio in that last interview that I sent to you, Reggie, kind of pointed out was where they went wrong by spreading shit out yeah. so much. So who knows? But, yeah, his number one is another week. Batman and Robin Eternal. Bad continuity and bad dialogue. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. The continuity to me. There, there were rules breaking, and when you have a weekly book, you can't Very rules sad, that yeah. you learned the, this, the week I'm going to say that this is number two for the average of uh, people hating with Superman. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's funny, too, because I reviewed this. Oh, wait, Probably no. the most shit I got for, <laughs> uh, for a book, yeah. right? I mean, I got the most and shit Lobo. for this book. Yeah, yeah. I, I wonder, or liking yeah. certain books, but uh, why? I, I just, I want these people because there was anonymous people, and there was this guy and that guy jumping on our our message board or or not our message board. Nobody, Nobody jumped, jumped there. Uh, the the comments, and I'd have to defend myself all the time. And these people, but it seemed near the end they all they got all the Warner trolley. And they, they didn't come back to say like what they liked or didn't like. And again, if you're out there and we have an issue that you're like, God damn it, Jim, I love fucking Scooby Apocalypse. <laughs> and I'll t- you can get That's on right, the site you can and get on you the can site. mention. Yeah, you just go in the comments and really, I don't care. Uh, again, people like to. Jim, that's a bunch of bullshit. You're an asshole. That's fine. But I'd like, I always like to hear the reasons why people like or don't like something. If you don't like, say, I don't know, something that comes out in eight months and I really liked it or Eric really liked it or Reggie really liked it, I, I like to hear why, not the bullshit. And this Batman and Robin Eternal, all I kept getting was, you you shouldn't review this. You're biased. Yeah. And then I'd ask them all and then I'd say, why? What what is it that you know? What about this? How, how do you explain this? You don't have. We don't have to. The writers will tell us oh, yeah, later. That's what I always yeah, try to really? pull back on You know too. what? Where? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Where are you at the end when the fucking shit was never explained? Uh, these people just so disappear, angry. and I'm glad. I am so glad now that people are with me. That this book. That's all Jim wants. That first issue. That for, yeah. That first issue was incredible. Oh, yeah. I was so, so excited. I thought this is fucking great, and then. By issue five, <laughs> when Steve Orlando and I, I was that's dead. when I left. I was out. I was like goodbye. Yeah, it, it just we got only had really twenty-one bad. more issues left. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I'll let you guys. Whew, I remember around. That. I remember around like issue eighteen or nineteen, and we were just like, it's almost over. Now, it's almost I, over. I think you had me on the podcast once, and you wanted me to read that for discussion, yeah. and I said, nope, <laughs> no, <laughs> no way, you wouldn't do it. You wouldn't do it. And yet, there we were, yelling and screaming. Though it was fun just to see what they were going to fuck oh, yeah. up the next yeah, issue. Yeah, you guys boy, We got our whiteboard out and our long pointer. <laughs> oh, my God. The rules just changed. But, uh, but yeah, all, know, Eric, really all it really seemed to be a was a way to board get... and red yarn kind of guy. Red I yarn. Am. This is for the weird <laughs> science thumbtacks. <laughs> yes. Oh, but no, uh, Matty D's but, not about the Agos, so that's all we got. 
Yeah, yes. All Next right. up so is Isaac Cage. Now. Hello, Jim, Reggie, and Eric. I'll, Love that name, I know. I, I really Cage. hope he's related to Nicolas Cage. But I, want to I, I just actually, I really think that he does karate yeah. and, and is kick-ass at it. Isaac wow. Cage. Uh, I'll just get right to it here in my choices. Top three best new 52 DCU books. Number one is Batwoman. The first 24 issues, at least, awesome art, a complex lead character, great supernatural villains, and a good multi-arc storyline. It's not friendly to new readers, though, which is a shame, but it's absolutely worth checking out. Yeah, we agree. A lot of people like Batwoman. A lot of people throw it in the uh, the ugly, the whole deal. But yeah. yeah, people love I think it. People love it. Again, okay. I like the whole run. I'm one of the few that uh, it, it, Mark and Draco. It wasn't as good. I didn't mind it as much. And then when they, first off, Batwoman in space with Clayface, that just seems like fun to me. <laughs> didn't pan out as much, but I, I still had fun with it. Uh, number two is Grayson. Very fun and a fresh take on Dick Grayson. It can be convoluted at times, but hey, it's a spy story. The series maybe want to read more Secret Agent comics. I loved it as well. That is my favorite book. And number three is Aquaman. I gave the series a try because I knew nothing about him, and I really liked it. Good story and characters, and the art was generally pretty good as well. I honestly never expected to be an Aquaman fan, but this book turned me into one. And I, I think a lot of people uh, would agree weird. with that. I, I agree. Uh, it's weird. Once Jeff Johns got off, even with Jeff Parker, I like Jeff Parker's run. It became more lighthearted, mm-hmm. uh, which fit the character. I mean, he does the Batman 66 uh, right. comic. And it wasn't that goofy, but that sort of tone does not, it's not that bad for Aquaman. And the only thing that I will say is once Jeff Johns, and even like I said, it kind of went down a little, like it became less important to read that book. But boy, they really, they really, it's a one trick pony through the whole thing with this uh, Atlantis versus the surface world. And we just keep getting it over yeah. and over, shoved in our yeah. face. And that's one thing that I got. But, boy, Cullen Bunn got on it. And if we oh needed a rebirth for any book, it is that. Um, I was so happy to get Dan... that book. I'm like, oh, Cullen Bunn, he's a fucking superstar. It's going to be awesome. Yep. I know. He's fucking... I hope that... I hope that Dan Abnett has something uh, for it. He is doing it in Rebirth. And uh, the problem is, though, is it does seem from the solicits that it's just going to continue yeah, the surface world versus versus. But they get married. And, I really, oh, yeah. and they might get married. They, he at least proposed in, in Rebirth. I wish, Mara, I wish he would have turned, turned to us. He would have turned to the fans and like, she said no. <laughs> and walked away she wasn't crying. about my shenanigans uh, anymore. Yeah. Um, I actually, to me, I don't DCU. know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Or Charlie Brown, he just walked uh, his head down that mu- that music playing. All of a sudden, the freaking Mara pulls the, the football out. Uh, to me, I actually wish that at some point, maybe even make Cullen Bunn do it because, uh, you know, nobody liked that run anyway. I wish that Lannis fucking told Arthur to fucking beat it and not come back and we can get like fucking 12 Did issues of him just doing bit? fun shit. Not really. It's, yeah, when he's off, he's still there. He's trying to get back. Yeah. In Jeff John's run, you didn't have a lot of Atlantis until you had the, Throne of Atlantis. the, the, what's it called? Throne of Atlantis. But it wasn't just him constantly trying to get Atlantis to respect the, it, I, there were some fun issues. And that's what I would like. And you, we haven't really gotten that. You, when you do, you get like an issue Jeff Parker did with the class reunion. Oh. 
And it was All great. I hope is that Dan Abnett does not bring back the others for Aquaman Rebirth. <laughs> no, he will not. Uh, but I think that uh, we're going to see more of this, like, uh, we we have to respect the surface. And, oh, that's what we've been getting not. so far in Dan Abnett's we, run. That's what we've gotten. Dan, that's all we've gotten in the whole New 52 and up until I kind of checked out that's a little bit there in been. Jeff Parker's run, but... Once the once the throne of Atlantis happened, it, that really cemented yeah. it in. That you just keep saying, "Oh, you attacked us, there, Atlantis." Lousy and you water got that breathers. crazy. You got that crazy story with uh, Aquaman's yeah. mother. Oh goodness, I, I'm starting to convince myself that I didn't <laughs> like Aquaman, but I, I do like it. All right. Uh, so the top three worst New Fifty Two DCU books. Uh, number one was Larflees. Why? Seriously, who wanted this? I don't understand. I read it just out of curiosity, and that was a mistake. It's true. Um, Eric, you no, liked it, I didn't. Didn't you? I, I had no fun. I'm telling you, I have seen I people online there was no reason. Ra- raving about this goddamn book and how it's a, sh- it's, there was no it's a travesty that it was book. canceled. And I, I fucking hated this book. There was no reason for it. Though I did like the idea that he was making that construct core. Yeah, we always had that before. Uh, I, I can't know. remember it the layer. He fought, the, he fought these... The he's, I could, of the hunt. So I can't remember everything. These fucking interdimensional gods that came you to know, this that point. Is, oh, nonsense. It really was the same fucking story and as his butler. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, the, the butler. I forgot five. about him. And then who was it in the backup? Uh, the backup. Was it? There was no, that there, there, backup. There was, was that threshold. No, no, that was, that was oh. a, had a threshold backup, I'm pretty sure, about other characters yeah, in that yeah. story arc. Oh, so And then Gnort showed up to the end. Because everybody loves the yeah, the, the Yeah, remember the greatest fucking Grey yeah. Lantern ever? Goddamn. <laughs> they always have to throw that joke in. Oh, nonsense. Oh, my goodness. Number All two right. is That's Birds of Prey. I'm a huge fan of the entire free pla- pre-Flashpoint Birds of Prey, so I was really looking forward to this. But I never really had the same spark as Chuck Dixon or Gail Simone's work and quickly got really bad. Very disappointing. Uh, I think this whole... Pre- it, like we said about Teen Titans, the Birds of Prey was an, it was ridiculously yeah. bad, and I I really think that DC had no concern for that team anymore yeah. or that book, and I think they just threw it out there. <clears throat> he had Condor. Fucking Condor. Condor. Didn't know what they wanted the to do worst. with it at all. No, I, I and and I think at at one point they just were like, "Fuck it, just do what you want." Uh, we don't Did care. I, I, I really don't think they had. I'm trying much to remember what the first and, story arc was. Wasn't it like Batgirl, Catwoman, and Poison Ivy? Yeah, was that was the beginning. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm trying yeah, to think that's what it was. They, I know Poison Ivy. And, was in I think there. It and then was. Starling showed and then up. They, and then yeah, and then they kind of disbanded. Then you got this, and uh, by the end you had Batgirl in it, but even so. Didn't seem like she really was in the book. She didn't want to really. be there. She was just there. No, it was. It was like Lobo in, in uh, Stormwatch. Oh my god, that was where the character was. The character was just there to try to get fans in, and it didn't and really seem right. All he said is, right. "I don't yeah, know what she, I'm doing here." <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. The worst was you had Lobo and and Stormwatch every issue going. I shouldn't be here, and then they'd go, "You're right," <laughs> and then they, "You don't leave the ship." <laughs> So and never went anywhere. But yeah, yeah. Even in Birds of Prey, you had Strix. Yeah. She yep. was in it for a bit. But uh, uh, I don't know. It's one of the books where going into Rebirth, I'm really not that excited for. Again, I I don't really like that whole uh, Huntress. Uh, what is it? Huntress, uh, Black Canary, and Batgirl. Yeah. Isn't that who it yep. is? Is it Black Canary? You don't Canary like birds? So? 
Come on, man. It's birds. No, I don't like this bird. Like birds, man? Birds, first off, I don't like bir- the birds. I don't think birds has enough characters for me to really get that we'll excited. We'll work our way really towards more characters. No, I'm just not that excited about those three characters together. It doesn't have much spark to me. And it starts out with Helena Bertinelli uh, being the like villain. She is against them at first. It just it's just weird to me that she's Huntress again out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah I want to yeah. see how that works. But uh, number three Birds. on the list is Convergence, or the old classic. I like the question tie-in, but that was about it. It was a repetitive series. It didn't really amount to anything, so it was a waste of time as well. This is probably like the uh, number three for the uh, the grouping of definitely. I don't know. It might be two. It no, might be two now. Yeah. I think it might have passed Batman and Robin Eternal. And yeah, again, I think that most people when they say convergence just mean the event because they it, it, that main book. I don't even think anybody even remembers that it had a main book. It was such a yeah. but yeah, the whole event. The whole event. We had some that Lois and Clark book, the yeah. Superman. Fucking awesome! I loved it, and you got a, a you know a book from that in the DCU mm. because it was so good. Boy, there was some there shit. was some real and garbage in there. Wonder Woman. That, I mean, there were some that that uh, Supergirl Matrix one. It, that was such. Now again, Keith Giffen, fucking funny what guy. The, what was the, the Freedom Fighters versus right, was that? Not, yeah, Superman yeah, or something yeah, like and and again, right there, you had it. Th- like that seems it like so great. I know. I was like, yeah. You know what I mean? Even when that whole uh, Supergirl Matrix, me and you were talking, yep. Reggie, and I, I, you were like, oh, give it a shot. You know, you might like it. And we both hate it. I love that era. And I, then love, you, I, I really and like even that era you, of Supergirl. Right away, you were sending me messages like, please, don't think that it's all like this. <laughs> like, even Ambush Bug, especially. You were like, Ambush Bug was so good. Don't use this as an example yeah. of the, you know. And yeah, for some people, like, say, a manship or myself, these were the first impressions and you only get one chance at a first impression but I, and that's a real matrix is i really did dig this question crossover or this tie-in though yeah i did too there were some though that's what's weird there were some i loved and there were some that i loved the first yeah. issue and it yeah, didn't carry over did and work. things like that yeah yeah so uh top three ugly moments of the new 52 dcu I don't like about 95% of Mark and Draco's Batwoman run because even though he developed Kate's character in an interesting direction, the methods he used to cause those character changes made Kate look overly weak, in my opinion. She repeatedly had trouble fighting subpar enemies, and her personal issues were given as a reason for that and for that trouble, which sounds too flimsy to me. Kate and Maggie's breakup was also part of this run, though that wasn't Andraco's call. But if I had to pick just one ugly moment, it would be Kate getting sexually assaulted by Nocturna. It still makes See, still yeah. makes me a bit sick that something like that happened to one of my favorite characters. I, I tell you, a lot of people got upset. Again, uh, people got upset later when the supposedly Aquaman, you know, went with Siren, yeah. sister with Siren. And uh, but yeah, people. It was weird. By this point in Batwoman, I think so many people had bailed. Uh, that when the sexual assault happened, it really people tried to make a, a big deal the about kind it, of and they, sexual they assault. didn't. But because yeah, Nocturne couldn't do anything that she didn't want. Yeah, they said that like eight issues later. <laughs> at the yeah. point, it was a, at a point. Yeah, they they did it as a retroactive way to get out of it. When it happened, it was a sexual assault, and you didn't know anything about that. This uh, you know, doing something like that. It, she was being mind controlled. Yeah. And got raped. That, that's you know that's, what I mean. Still, and then later, yeah. 
later near the end of the run, that's when Nocturne are like, believe I only can work powers of something that you want. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. We're, then no rape. But yeah, eight issues before that, though, they didn't spell that out. And what I'm saying is me and you don't no. care. You know what I mean? I read that and I really... I must be oblivious to stuff because I'm reading. I'm like, hey, I'm kind of sick. <laughs> Not even that. Actually, it just it kind of went over yeah. my head. I was just like, okay, it was part of a comic, whatever. But yeah, well, here you go. He is a big fan of the character, and yeah, it's a slap in the face for a character he loved. And not only that, but you have to get the progression where she wasn't allowed to get married. Now she can get yeah. raped. It, it is fucked up. And the one thing that I really don't understand that DC did, it, it, yeah. We don't want a marriage. Then they made the worst breakup. I don't know, I know why, why they had to break way, up. Like, yeah, oh, you could have just went with them. That's one to another. Like they, yeah. Yeah, it, it almost just seemed like they, they, it was really over the top trying to get rid of this whole thing. And yeah, it actually, to me at that point, it did ruin the book. And I still like what Mark and Draco did, but no, I, again, I'm not saying that rape is the greatest thing in a comic book, but I did like, I it's liked his character things. work. One. Like you said, no. I like that, um, he, they said he, de- he did develop Kate's character. I liked how it went, uh, but yeah, it is true that there was some weird things. Fat woman in outer yeah. space. Uh, yeah, I, that's yeah. hilarious to me. I loved it, but even that, it, it ended up, it, it was like unused potential. It never panned out. But yeah, the next one I next one as Harper well. Rowe as the chosen as the chosen one in Batman Robin Eternal. I like Harper just fine, but I didn't like how much the writers were trying to shill her as the best sidekick for Batman or the key to Mother's plans. It felt so unearned and took a lot of the focus off of the former Robins, the characters the series was supposed to be celebrating. Yeah. Yeah, we said we said last last uh, episode of the Emergency Podcast, I believe it was, where I was fine with Harper. I, I think that was yeah. podcast. I didn't need her to be. Yeah, no, it was it okay. was before. I I I I liked her as a non superhero, yeah. not even a superhero. I liked her as almost like a Tim yeah. Drake, yeah. Like where a Batman she was smart, character, you know, she like, was quirky, and I loved how she took herself from an awful background. And did something with it. She figured out the thing. She rigged those fucking underground cameras to find Batman. Oh, that was great. Batman punched her right in the fucking yep. face. Uh, but yeah, it seemed like, uh, I don't know, behind the scenes, it seemed like this was Scott Snyder's last attempt to try to get a character he could catch yeah. in on. I don't know, because they said, listen, we don't have much. She, to me, when me and Eric would talk, I really, really thought that she, uh, Batman was going to make her a Robin slash Oracle. That you were going to have not a typical when Damien went down, you'd have him grab Harper and she would be in the Batcave, yeah. you know, it's working a, the stuff. Pennyworth. And that, that Julia ended Pennyworth up, showed up. And it was yeah, like, and it ended up being Julia Pennyworth. That's It would have been just like that. Julia Pennyworth kind of took that in the, the deal, but I would have liked that. And yes, you would have had like an Oracle type deal that everybody loved, but instead they have to make her retroactively this best Robin that would have been ever. She was going to be the greatest Robin. Poor color. And she was some, and she was trained and all that. Just nonsense. Well, if you liked her, gentlemen, I got good news because it looks like they're never going to use her in the DC universe again. No. Well, (laughs) I actually have, I heard little rumblings that that is kind of, uh, character that Jeff Jones is not very. Oh yeah, 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 I heard rumors of that. That that is why all of a sudden you let all this, and then she was going a back to school. Be- 
Because boy, it really she really should have at least been in that detective comics you would think book, so. if not in the Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey. But I mean, there's a million comics, things you could mean. She could even be in yeah. the Titans, you know, a million comics. Yeah, but. that that or just Teen yeah. Titans. But boy, that detective comics. That's where she should have been. With spoiler, fucking Cassandra Kane. They were going to train. It makes perfect sense. Nope, she's going to school. And something tells me she'll and never then, go up. And she'll then Harper Rowe had to go it's back to her wild. home planet. <laughs> yes. Oh, she get pooped. And number three, okay. uh, ugly moment of the DCU. Uh, New 52 was the fact that Gail Simone's background one was so dark. I like dark stories, but that kind of tone never felt right for Barbara. And it was pretty obvious that Simone was fighting against it, even before it was revealed that the tone was an editorial decision. I liked her run well enough, but I wondered sometimes what Simone could have done if she had been allowed to write something closer to the Burnside Batgirl. I agree. And she wanted yeah. to. And it, it does show that uh, everything we've heard, that DC definitely wanted that dark universe. Yeah. And it was, all, it was all the Watchmen's fault. Yeah, that's, that's all, all it was. was. But yeah, uh, they went, it, they, it's weird too, because I do agree that Batgirl was pretty goddamn dark. And you didn't have to, like they wanted these books, like you could have had some fun books anyway. Like, Batgirl could have been fun, which then they they went and did it. Uh, and then it was, like, such a overreaction to the darkness. Yeah, no, they, to went, they, they went ended up getting, other though, way. Though I'm still, well, we could so go on angry. and on. We could have a whole podcast about what we got mad about with Batgirl. But really, th- those first couple issues, she was not the perfect a superhero for nine-year-old Not girls, and they really, they really tried to make it like that. But she was out drinking, strangers. and and fucking, and there was drunk driving involved. And she was it, it celebrity really, whoring yes, out. It was it it was a lighter tone than what you had gotten, but it wasn't so much like they they want to say. This was not Gotham Academy. Yeah. It, it, there was still some fucked up shit going on. It just looked uh, uh, little kid ish. And I think that makes it worse. Well. Uh, but that's just us. I don't want to get in another feud. <laughs> and we'll continue with Mark Lemke, the lemmer. The lemmer, lemmer. we call him. Lemmerke. The lemmer. He's named, uh, same name as an old Atlanta brave second baseman. I asked him about it. He said that, yes, people did call him the lemmer. And he liked mm-hmm. Mark Lemke. So did I. But here we go. He says, okay, here I go. First off, love the podcast, and let's aim for seven hours of unfiltered offensive material that makes people cry. That's what we usually have. The bad reviews are my favorite clueless dumb people, he says. All right. Top three best, he says, and he's very quick with this. Top three, Batman, Snyder, and Capullo. Yeah. We've said yes. Uh, Second, Grayson, King Sealy Yannon. I agree. Let's take that Sealy off there, and I agree even more. Let's just talk a little bit about Yannon. God damn, he's a great artist. I know oh he is. God, yeah, yeah, he's on that Batman Rebirth, I hear. I hear I down did, uh, the line. He recent issue of Superman, right? Yeah, I, I actually, love that issue. That I actually so really like the first one. I didn't like this. Uh, we'll be talking about it this week's podcast. Uh, the art, I think, is still as good. It just they didn't give him a lot to, to work with this week. Uh, I don't. Yeah. Did you read that yet, or? Not yet. Yeah, I, I think his art's always great. I just think that this issue, there's not a lot of those big pages that he's really good at and stuff like that, and it's very simple to me, but that's beside the point. Well, uh, piece of Mikhail Yannon, though. Yes, the next one is, he says, Justice League, John Zimthabuk. And, yeah, there's not anything that I could really say he's wrong in any of those. Those no. are some pretty goddamn right awesome good books. picks. Uh, his worst, here we go, Eric. Savage Hawkman. 
And honestly, look, I'm just a fan of Hawkman. It's the only reason I was, it was reading a, this. It was a mess. It was terrible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. His next one, uh, Rob Liefeld's Deathstroke. And not the only with, thing I read of this was the Hawkman tie-in. Yeah, I, I, I cross here too with Rob Liefeld. Yeah, le- legitimately, I only really read a couple issues of the Kyle Higgins Deathstroke uh, when it started out. I just, I, I really wasn't. I'm not a big Deathstroke fan as a character. I really like James Bonney stuff, and I only only got into it because we were going to review everything. Yeah. And when Tony Daniel jumped on it to restart it up. It, I was going to review it, so I, I kind of forced myself into it, but I enjoy it for what it is. It's very, it's the like, only thing, what's that? The only thing I have with this uh, original Deathstroke run of the New 52 is that I read the freaking Hawkman to, uh, crossover with that, Yeah. and then he, he talked about his nth metal suit. I'm like, okay, that's what they're doing now, moving on. Yeah, you were done. Uh, his next worst was Green Arrow. Except for Jeff Lemire's run, right there in the middle, kind of, and I agree with that as well. I love Jeff Lemire's run, but boy, it's had some issues. Once Lemire got off it with uh, Andrew Sorrentino, you took it over. We've talked about this yeah. many a time, and they had the guys from the TV kind of jump on, they and did you a quick arc, and you, you yeah. didn't mind that. And I remember it's when okay. that it wasn't yeah, great at all. I though. remember when that happened. Even Je- Lemire was kind of forced near the end. Yeah, Diggle. Coming on, yeah. the Felicity, yeah. they, they were really pushing that anyway. Um, the problem was, and that kind of goes hand in hand with a lot of things that went wrong with the New 52. After Jeff Lemire, that book has been a mess because it just keeps jumping around. You had that whole thing, like, let's get it more like the TV show. And then, hey, let's abandon that. And let's yeah, get them so far. People are the worst. Yeah, and so far away from that, uh, where even the, the fact that in this rebirth, little spoilers that he's it's back to the back to seattle and it, you know it, there and there's no what were those things called those fucking Wards? no those goddamn robot fucking panopticons pan, yeah there's no panopticons flying God, around holy christ flying around also, Lamar, black people yeah lemire had set up this whole like clan system yeah, yeah. you know that was so intricate and interesting and like, left like all it. these Open threads, and then it's got totally abandoned. Yeah, got abandoned. I honestly didn't care for all that. I liked it because what else do you have? I mean, really, with what they have with Green Arrow, you have you don't really have a lot of uh, mythos to it. You have him on an island, and boy, yeah. once that TV show hit, <laughs> it, you've had enough of the island. You know what I mean? Sure you you can only go to that island so much. And well, when don't the, you go back to the island of the well, Myers, t- when the TV show was every issue or every episode of the TV show also did it, it became so bad that I Still really do. Yeah, and I really think that that's yeah. where Lemire was like, there's not really much to go back on here. And I that's why I liked it. I thought that that was just as good as the different things for Swamp Thing, even the Skittle Lanterns. It, it expanded that whole thing. Yeah. The problem with what, like you said, with Lemire's, it never was expanded on from that. Like, it, it no. could have led to more. And it never did. Even so, even like crazy things that I don't know, is it still in continuity that it was actually his dad that set him up to be on the island was actually alive at a point? Like, we don't talk I, about I'm that. T- I think that that's <laughs> kind of been forgotten. And, and I really like that too. It really became crazy. That's how Emiko came around. Yeah. Emiko's still around, right. so it must still be, but they really don't mention She's that. in charge of one of the clans, yeah. right? The, uh... Yeah. 
I, she was the best part of uh, Percy's yeah, run. Yeah, and, and she has been there since then. And at first, like, she was against. She was with her dad, and she was against Oliver, and it was really good. I, I loved it. But uh, yeah. going from there, you have the top three ugly moments the Lemmer says are the handling of Batwoman. There we go. Uh, this next yep. one can be, you don't even have to tie it down to New 52. It's Dio oh. and Nightwing. And, yeah, he just, it, it's Doesn't weird. Does not like him. I don't. It's oh, weird. I hate him so much. I, I don't. I think that has been overblown, and I really think that he is another one. Like we said, how Tomasi lets things get. I think he takes the blame a lot for this as well. Yeah, now, I think this is more of a, a DC thing in general that they really don't like Nightwing and don't like. Well, that. You, know what I, you know what I think it is? Is that I think that you're looking for to make a big splash. You're looking to. Make it have a big shakeup that's going to shock people. Yeah. But you're not going to fucking kill Batman. You're not going to kill yeah. Superman. No. You have so to kill Batman. Like, it's like again. Exactly. The next. It's tier like John that you can Stewart. Get away with killing and yeah. it would shock yeah. people. Yeah. And. Um, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The next one though, uh, we haven't heard really much of, and I agree, and it really oh, upsets God. me, and it's Robin War. And it's another one. This is like that first issue of Batman and Robin Eternal. We so were what? so into those first two yeah. issues of Robin War. It seems issues, great. Right? Oh my two God. issues. The first two were great. And it, it seemed like this keeps happening where you get these big starts and then all of a sudden shit just goes to hell. It, it, again, what, how many issues of uh, the fucking final days of Superman were great? The first two. And then, yeah, it, it, and then it fell apart. And the Robin, Robin War, War was like six issues. And, and the total, problem is, right? and yeah, and two and then or you had three. The Robin War one and two backing it up. Yeah, and the okay, so it was like eight. Yeah, and in the, total. there were those two or three issues where, in the middle, where it just repeated when they were in those cages. Oh, yeah, it was you, Detective Comics and We Are Robin tie-in. And it's funny oh, if cages. if yeah, oh, and God. if it was like if these were movies, some of those issues would have been the same movie but with a different angle. It, there yeah, was nothing yeah. to it. The director's Yeah, cut. it was the direct. Like me and Eric always thought the, the DVDs, when they made those big deals about when, when DVD comes out, you'll be able to change the angle and watch a movie yeah. different. Not thinking, remember, not yeah. even us thinking that they would have had to have filmed it all from a different <laughs> angle. The DVDs were a magical Oh my God, it was so magical out. to me when they even said, me and Eric have talked about it. We both thought the same thing that even when they <laughs> said, the and I remember, they gross. also would say, you can make your own cut of the movie. Oh, oh my, my God, God that's, I wanted to do that, that so sounds bad. so awesome. I though I know myself, I would have fucking it would have been all nonsense. It, it, basically, <laughs> yeah. I would have found all nudity. That's the whole movie. All the movie shots. That's all. That's it is. It's all in <laughs> a row. And then I'm Come done. Come on, my, my I just started thinking I could finally make that Evil Dead trilogy cut where it all goes together again, in one. And even in my, in my mind, which I, I could. I, but still. Yeah, in my mind, it even went beyond where they were going to include like shit that the director didn't even know somebody was filming on the side like you could really <laughs> make your own ball. movie and uh the only but in other movies yes. you know, yeah. oh yeah you just throw yeah. it in in the middle there's fucking that uh, fucking alien from the later meatballs and then you got flash flash, flash is box and next thing teen wolf is in fucking meatballs it sounds it's great to me. doesn't that sound great uh also yeah. i also uh there was you could do this though yes uh I did. The only thing that I've ever heard that kind of reminded me of it was when people went and took Jar Jar Binks out of the the prequels. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. That sounds good to me. But yeah, uh, that was that was. With Robin War, it came down to the only issue that mattered was the last one. 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, you could avoid every other issue, nothing. And actually, that didn't even matter because all that stuff didn't seem to have any repercussions. Yeah. So it wasn't. And uh, like you said earlier, there was even Dick like Grayson a Gotham was take Academy. Over the Court of Owls. Yeah. Remember, wasn't that how it ended? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. At the end, they were basically, and they, they really left that open, and they, they even played around with that since little. Uh, but I, right. I don't think anything's gonna come. Had no point that whole. But yeah, thing. remember he had to agree. He agreed that yeah. he yeah. would be their the deal. Free Damien from the same obligation. But even uh, there were, they were even weird. So you had those couple issues. There were even that, that weird consistency issue where remember when all of the talents were gathered outside of Gotham Academy and then they weren't and then they were. Yeah. It was just. Yeah. And this was only a couple issues and they couldn't tie it together. Not to mention Tim Drake is there, really? and he's in the future can I just, as Batman yeah, Beyond. Yeah. That's a whole other, yeah. you know. Can I just this say in general, angry angry can we say as our number one, as all uh, a blanket thing, that it's just editorial of DC? Can we please just say yeah, that at the end of this? Because, that way, boy, you know, it definitely seems like even the things, Yeah, even the things that we have individual issues, like a Robin War or a Batman Robin Eternal or fucking Gail Simone's runabout, it all comes down to shitty editorial issue, a convergence right there. Is like they show that they they had to do that because editorial was moving. I, they moved all right. The uh-huh. Fucking yeah. Saturn. Saturn. Move my bowels. Yes, they move my heart. I, I don't know. Go on. That that was Lemmer. Thanks, Lemmer. I agree mostly with your list. That was a pretty good list. Next, Next we have up, the we man have... who started it all. That's right. Fucking J Man. J Man had to fucking start it. And now he's gonna fucking extend it. Hey, Jim. What's up, Barrett? What's up? Yo, Reggie. What's up? There's no Reggie there. He don't want to talk to Reggie. <laughs> Reggie's here, and he will be What's acknowledged. Up, oh, yeah. Since I didn't read any of the new uh, the new DC titles of this week, let's face it, until Rebirth comes around, this all feels like filling. I wanted to take some time to reflect on the new 52 and how it has affected my comic book life. When I was a kid, I loved Spider-Man. I had a Spider-Man power wheel, Spider-Man underwear, and a Spider-Man toy vehicle set, he helicopter, van, car, etc., all themed with Spider-Man pictures and colors, which is ridiculous because you never buy those accessories for Spider-Man. He doesn't use them. Not a helicopter. He did it. Fucking nonsense. My favorite superhero themed cartoons were the original '70s Spider-Man series and Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends, which I love. The Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends as well. Yep. I think the That's '70s the one is, is hard to watch. Actually, no, I'm thinking, is it the 67 one that they came out? Yeah, Yeah, that they had, oh my god, that that is herky-jerky, and it's like a lot of uh, fucking gangsters going off of cliffs. (laughs) That's all I remember. Spider-Man and his Amazing Friends was rough, though, because it was me and two brothers who loved watching it, and we wanted to play the characters. There was Iceman, Spider-Man, and Firestar, and she was a woman, so we had to try to justify whoever was going to be that. We can turn it into a man, don't worry. It was a big problem when I was a child. That is a, that's, and that set you off for your whole uh, thing with this turning men into women. No, no, I don't give a shit. I was Spider-Man. <laughs> okay. I'm just thinking about the glory hole that you always handed up and said there's a little stubble going on there, but, you know. Hey, I don't care, man. <laughs> they could be Italian. I'm getting I tired. I'm going to get goofy. At the age of 13, I had... I'm wondering why we're talking about Spider-Man, but keep going. Keep going, J-Man. J-Man is going to tell us. I regularly picked up Amazing Spider-Man, Spectacular Spider-Man, and Web of Spider-Man. Of course, Mary Jane was my fantasy girl at the time. Then came the big move to California, where my parents gave me an ultimatum. To save space for the move, I would get rid of my stack of comic books, or they would throw away some of my cool Star Wars and Transformers toys. Those sons of bitches. No, honestly... 
You go and you burn their house down now just to get fucking paid. <laughs> oh, he already did. That's, that's why he ran the Monterey. He already did that. He's the he's on the fucking run. You emancipate yourself back then. That's right. That was the last time I would read or collect Spider-Man books for a decade. I didn't start up reading and collecting comic books until my senior year of high school and through my first year in college. And through my first year in college. This time it was Iron Man. Thank God he only had one major title at the time. Again, I stopped reading comic books until I got – Jesus Christ, is this a goddamn history? I actually – now that I'm looking, I actually think this was a mail that was supposed to be like a weekly mail. <laughs> <laughs> but it it, uh, it does get to a list. He does get to. Yeah, yeah. so that's why I, I think. But yeah, I think this was supposed to be a normal deal, but maybe not. He's just giving us he's giving us a detailed background so that he, we yeah. know why he decided to force us into this emergency podcast. There. Ah, so he he got he did some stuff here and there, and then he, he then he, he dabbled. The, he started. He dabbled. I, rem- I remember <laughs> telling my then girlfriend, now wife, about it. Of course, she had no interest in hearing about it, but let me ramble on. You son of a bitch. Right before the New 52, I was ready to give up on comic book reading and collecting once again, but I gave these rebooted series a shot. You can say what you want about all the poor choices, poor creative teams, and canceled titles that had a cult following. This was more organized and cohesive DC initiative for the for their universe, at least in concept. It was also a good time for DC to venture into genres that normally would not see the light of day. The dark magic world of Just League Dark, the vampire genre-influenced world of I, Vampire, the Greek god mythology-influenced world of Wonder Woman, the Milestone comics-influenced world of Static Shock, albeit poorly done, the Sergeant Rock-esque soldiers and war-influenced genre of Man of War, etc. Yes. So say what you want about the follow-through of various New 52 series. The intent was good, and now I'm just rambling on. Long story yes. short, <laughs> shut up. Short story long. 52, good job, Jamie. 52 introduced me to writers, artists, and series I would not have otherwise tried, and overall it has been a fun ride. Even some of the nonsensical decisions from editorial creators and the people higher up in the food chain. I, I agree totally with, with everything you said. It actually, I applaud them for what they did originally. They yeah. We said this before. They had a book, really, trying to have a book for everyone at the beginning, it got whittled down a bit, uh, but yeah, and they really. tried the DC YOU and failed. Yeah, it just when that New Fifty Two with all those titles coming out, it, it was very exciting. Yeah, though we were, you know, a year late, me and you, Eric. Yeah. But still, even so, it was when we jumped in. It was exciting to see all these titles, and I didn't know who Amethyst was and craziness. Still and don't know why. And then you throw a name at me, like, holy shit, they got that? Yeah, yeah. I would just read the thing, and I'm like, hey, they have this. You're like, oh, what the fuck are they doing that? Dial H. <laughs> Hell, Dial H. All right. Now I'd on. like to share my list for the good, the bad, and the ugly of the New 52 as I see it. Number one being best, worst, or ugliest. Okay. Number three of the good, Animal Man slash Swamp Thing. This was a tie for me between these two titles. I loved how different Animal Man was from... All the other superhero titles. Buddy Baker was the only major character allowed to have a wife and kids. Lemire was able to play in his own sandbox, and it worked out great. At the end of the day, it was a horror-filled, touching story about family. Oh, and the travel foreman and Raphael Albuquerque killed it on art. I thought something was just as awesome. You guys say anything there? Yeah, I, I, I like both of them. Yeah, I I thought Animal Man was one of those. It threw me off because I had no connection with them before. 
and it did it was very different from any of the other books and it did throw me off at first not just throw me off like bad i just was like holy crap this is great and then as i read it it, it broke my fucking heart i'll tell you <laughs> i'll tell you but yeah right there shows you that there can it can work to have superheroes married and usually i guess the way they do it though just for the most part server. And it's it, it's not a very good marriage, and that's where all the tension and stuff was. And yeah, then he lost a kid. And then then all of a sudden he went to space and got space powers, which I, know, I, I thought was I thought was so great. But again, so that was I. changing it up a bit. Where all of a sudden he had space fucking alien powers, and it made and sense. Then it yeah, like, and then it ended. Like it ended out of nowhere. But yeah, I really did like it. But yeah. I go. thought Swamp Thing was just as awesome. This was Scott Snyder's chance to show his DC writing chops on something not Batman related. I was reading Snyder's American Vampire series at the time, which was awesome. Any uh, you guys got anything on American Vampire? I, uh, read, uh, I, I, read, I read American Vampire. I read the first trade. I read the first trade, and uh, I say it was okay. I was uh, kind of not... burnt out of vampires at that point, so whenever anything would come, I'm like, nope. Not yeah, doing it no it, more. It's, it's better, and his take on the vampire, like the American vampire, is a new genus of vampire. There's and there's different species around. It's 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 very uh, it's really detailed, but there's a lot of Americana running through it. It's sort of like, to be honest, it's like a vampire story meets preacher. Nice. Yeah, it's not uh, my thing. I don't like right. horror comics, so I, I read the first trade. I actually got it from our library, and oh. I read it, and it, it was good. I just I it just didn't throw me. Did not thrill me. Go on. This you might one was, Eric, actually. You might want to give yeah, it a I look. Yeah, I think he might. Uh, maybe I'll give it a look. This one was more of a love story behind the scenes. The other issues for each of these series that felt a little forced were the Rot World crossover issues, which I agree. That was fucking yeah. weird. Yeah, it went a little long. How many issues? I think 18, I, I, All told, said? it was like, no, no, that was that was Blight. Oh, Blight. That's that's what I, think, I, think, I think Rot World, all told, probably was like, Eight or ten issues Still. between them. It was, it was just a little too long. Yeah. yeah. Yannick Paquette's art was amazing, especially the way he laid out panels. Then we find out Snyder is leaving the book, and Charles Soule came on to make Swamp Thing even more awesome by adding the other elemental factions besides the green, the red, and the rot. Not only did the writing remain superb, the art stayed head and shoulders above much of the other DC series at the time. And we talked about Swamp Thing yeah, I agree, extensively at the first one. Yes. Yep. We love so, Charles Soule. Yeah, I love I it. agree. I loved it. Number two, world building and character development of Jeff Johns, Justice League, Justice League of America, and Aquaman. This was a three-way tie, in my opinion. If Jeff Johns is writing anything in Rebirth regularly, I'm going to check it out. And we said the same thing for mine. I think it was my number one or number three. He isn't writing anything regularly for Rebirth, so you're going to have to figure out something to check out. But, yeah, he has his hand in everything. His he hand and everything. So. It's like he me on wrote... the schoolyard. I put the fucking change what? in my fucking pocket. Hey, get your hands in here, kids. Everything. Jingle around for ice cream. Jingle money. it. Grab it. Uh-uh. Grab it. Here's Uncle Jimmy. <laughs> Uncle Jimmy's in town. Jimmy Uncle again. Jimmy's in town, boys. Oh, Let's go. Man, that really is creepy. Ah, uh, yes. He I just writes exhausted. a solid story. Building on the characters meant those rarely fails to deliver. That was the case for all three of these titles as long as Jeff Johns was on the writing helm. And when Jeff Lee and other artists petered out through this Just League run, DC said, shit, let's have you work with one of the top five best artists working right now, Jason Fabok. Boom. Now, I love Jeff Johns, a goddamn wizard. A wizard? Imagine yeah, if he was the uh, co- the editor-in-chief or co-publisher. Like It would be a different story over there at DC, I think. A lot more cohesive and a lot more 
I don't know, Jeff Johns driven, you know. That's what I think Rebirth's going to be, so. But I don't see how he can do that, though. Well, that's why I think that he just sits there and the people, I don't know. You would think that they'd all have to come together. I think he's working hand in hand with the, with the editors, with that, that books group editor, oh, yeah. and then it goes down. But I, to me already, so Reaper, then what is Dan DiDio and Jim Lee doing? Well, I think that they just, I, I just think they <laughs> sit there and smoke cigars. Uh, yeah, I, they're and doing their shows again. Jim, it shows. Really, I don't think they're doing much because Jim Lee is probably right now doing his Suicide Squad art for yeah. half of issue one. It's taken him six years. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so far, uh, even with Rebirth, uh, it's a love letter to fans. Uh, a love letter. Now, I, like I, to- I really think that he is there just to make sure the group editors stay on point. And it's all going to go down, you know, shit runs downhill. And But I think he is there for any time if somebody has a question. I, they People have said it already. If they had a question with, like, Green Lantern continuity, they can call him. Uh, though I don't think he's every book. I don't think he's going over to Ben Percy's house and, like, no, looking no. looking over thing. his shoulder. He should be, I, but he's not. I imagine, I imagine Jeff Johns for Rebirth being, like, a piano instructor back in the day where Ben Percy's running away at Green Arrow, and then he starts talking about race wars, and then no. he slaps him in the hands with a ruler. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually, okay. if you really, really, right, okay. seriously, I would get the idea that he probably, for a lot of these characters, probably gave these writers... I don't know, a synopsis of what he thinks his idea of the classic character is. And then they may may even, I'm just saying, like, he's like, listen, Green Arrow, uh, it should be fun. You have that Black Canary in there, and we want the goatee. Boom. And then then Ben Percy will have an idea, gives it to his editor. His editor gives it to Jeff Johns. Jeff Johns looks at it and says, okay, I like this, I like that, whatever, go with that. I don't think it's like, hey, check out page three of this. I think it's more, sure. con- I think it's conceptual. But, but if, and so I, he did that for these initial books, though, but if he doesn't come back in in, in August to yeah, see I just, how things are going, Like I said, I, I think that this will just go with each storyline, maybe. I don't, I'm talking on my ass, but I, I have an idea I where... Like, I like my idea best. Yeah, he's not doing that. Like there is no way. There's the no way he is yeah. ever hand-in-hand hand with these people. I, it's more, I think it's more concepts, and if things start going wrong, he'll jump in and say, listen, you got to do this, this. He's, he's like, he will be a, uh, you know, a script fixer. If shit starts going wrong, he'll jump in. He's not fucking there. There's too many books for him to be reading every book and fucking writing notes. To these people and there's not enough time and, for that. These things are every, every and yeah, and these things are coming thing. out too quick for you to think that he is ever involved with all of these in in that sort of uh, fucking way. He's I'd, just I'd in general. Imagine, I'd rather imagine Steve Orlando in front of the class holding a dictionary in each hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, really. Uh, but again, if, if if Steve Orlando if his dialogue is the same, I don't think that's going to change. I don't think this is going to be nitty-gritty dialogue issues. I think this is going to be overall ideas, and I think what Jeff Johns is also going to do, he has this idea of where this whole rebirth is going, and he wants to make sure that we don't run into places where a book 
ends up making no fucking sense when they do decide the Watchmen show up or whatever. Everything's got to stay. With, only pray. You know, only everything's got to stay in deal. But within those books, I think eventually we're going to get back to if a guy writes a good book, he writes a good book. If Tom King writes well, he's going to write well on Batman. If we don't like Ben Percy because of his writing, then we're in trouble. If, if yeah. maybe it's the concept that's bad, because I think that's what it is. I don't think that his dialogue per se was, was awful. I don't think that his, you know, panel by panel writing was bad. It was the concept. It just, it, it was a one trick pony of the shit. And still, you also have, there's social justice warrior mentioned in this rebirth issue. And that's yeah. what we didn't like. But it's got a, a tone that is a little more fun and uh, classic. But I think eventually all these books are going to come down to the individual writer. Jeff Johns isn't going to be able to make a guy a better writer. And if it's something like that, it, then they're fucked. They're going to have to get new creative teams. But he, I think these rebirth number ones, he has more of a hand in. And that, you know, they probably will be on point a little more. But I, I don't know. What the fuck are we even talking about? Number one, Batman, minus Batman number 52, and some of the non-Snyder penned annuals. I think this Batman run will go down as one of the top three runs for Batman or Detective Comics. While other DC titles had their ups and downs in sales month to month, Batman was consistently at the top of five for all in the five, what the hell is it, consistently in the top, oh, consistently in the top five for all comic books from all publishers. Snyder and Capullo gave you thematic depth in their story arcs, a new menacing force in Gotham, Court of the Owls, some amazing action, and a consistent fun read month to month. We'll give them a pass for Batman number 44, the Ooh. super heavy arc, Ooh. Robo Gordon, oh, and boy. Mr. Blue. That's a long pass. A lot, a lot basically of the whole end of their run. Yeah, yeah. basically the whole super oh. heavy arc. Oh. That's how good the rest of their arc, it is true, the arcs though. and overall series He's was right. in my mind. I, I agree with them. Uh, and yeah, really, they, they even if it wasn't as good as it was, because it was really good uh, for the most part, it yeah. is the tallest midget in the circus. There was a lot yeah. of shit going wrong, especially with the Superman book. And Batman sold better than any other comic. So, yeah, it, it's got to go down as one of the biggest runs uh, just because sure. of where, when it happened and what and all that. So I agree with that. It would crack six figures regularly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, like, yeah. You know, yep. 100, 110,000. Yep. This is one series that I'm hoping DC will one day collect in a single volume, hardcover, hardcover omnibus. Even though I have all of the single issues and some of the hardcover volumes collecti collecting one story arc, I would totally buy the omnibus. Come on, DC, make it happen. That'll be 10 years down the line. That's a big fucking omnibus. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's They'll huge. probably start putting these individual issues on their app, right? Their their free or their oh, yeah, pay yeah. app. Right, yeah. Fucking asshole. Why? Why don't they have an app? <laughs> All right, keep going. Now we'll get to the bad. Number three, anything written by Anno Senti. Yep. And yes. Yes, I agree. She's <laughs> was it was that yeah, that was on your list, Jim. Oh yeah. Pretty much. She's yeah. done. She's well, done now. I didn't how much put, fun it was. Oh, I I I had a lot of fun. I I only His fun was torturing me. Well, and I didn't put anything written because I really didn't read that Green Lantern run. Or Green yeah. Arrow run, so I couldn't put that, but I'm sure that sucked as well. I already says so. Telling I didn't you, read it either. I'm telling you, she is the one writer that you wanted to follow. You were always going to be a hit, no matter what, because it was going to be better. I'd go on. Number two, Trinity of Sin, Pandora, Trinity of Sin, Phantom Stranger was pretty... Oh, sorry. Trinity of Sin, Pandora, Trinity of Sin, Pan, uh, Phantom Stranger was pretty good. 
That was weird. But DC wasted my time and money with the characters, character of Pandora. What happened to her being the one person that could manipulate the very fabric of the DC universe, which I talked about? Fucking nonsense. Mm-hmm. They teased Pandora in all the number one issues of the original New 52 series. What happened to the gigantic dangling plot hole? What happened to it, everybody? Did Dr. Manhattan clear that up? Hey, yep. that's what I'm saying. That that It seems a little weird talking about some of these now because no, it didn't clear anything up, but uh, Jeff Johns obviously thought that was a mistake, and yeah. it's over. It's done. Boom, baby. Yep, done. Was the original intent to make the Trinity of Sin, Pandora, Phantom Stranger, and the question, the polar opposites of the DC Trinity, Bat Soup's Wonder Woman? We'll yep. never know. Yeah. But it, and honestly, were, I though. never thought about that. Yeah, it seemed never that crossed they were. my mind. Yeah, I, I think I, I think you're wrong. I think we talked about this because there were some articles about it when that first came Did out we? and the whole thing. Yeah, and it I was. I think they even came out and said like, "Oh yeah, they're the antithesis of the the regular Trinity, and that it's going to spell doom yeah, for like this, and they're going to do that." Terrible. And they no, they just they they it was going to be bigger. Uh, especially with that big crossover they were going to have. And, and, and hope. Yeah, and nothing happened from it. And I think that a lot of times, again, the editorial, it kind of fell flat, and you were left with this Pandora bullshit that meant nothing. And after a while, I think they hoped people forgot about it. And uh, obviously, people didn't, and they oh. were mad. And then you so had mad. people who were begging for the question to to arrive and then he did and it meant nothing uh, there was nothing to it and it just was bullshit i don't even know what was up with that character his power set yeah. what he could no, or could not they, do yeah. every time you would say like i don't know why what's going on there, like, why the of creation like yeah. what the hell was that about yeah. i don't know yeah that was i weird. don't know. that was weird <laughs> and uh, number one future zen slash world zen slash batman and turtle it's a three-way tie because each of these series started with a decent premise and gave me a couple weeks of rushed mini plots and other weeks of poor art and poor storytelling. The worst part about that—I'm uh, sorry—the worst part about what that was the way DC neglected to resolve the overall plot in any of these weekly series. Sure, Batman Eternal was resolved with a ham-fisted, unbelievable reveal with Batman's greatest foe, Clue Master. Clue Master. <laughs> Nonsense. These actually three... kind of—I <laughs> actually like that aspect of it, but it was, I do it was well. goofy. It was, it was goofy. Very, but then they yanked him away and but, it was yeah, Lincoln Mark. But that was yeah. the thing. They they couldn't even stick with that. I know. Yeah. These three weeklies are what really soured me on the Batman and Robin Eternal. Yeah, we've gone on and on. What's wrong with yeah. this? It, it's funny. We say Clue Master, and it reminds me at one point that uh, Scott Snyder said that he was at a convention and somebody dared him to put Crazy Quilt. I bet you can't make Crazy Quilt – you know, a legitimate character, and then he threw Crazy Quilt in yeah. that, that couple issue, and it was nonsense. <laughs> and I, I wonder if somebody's that's just when we like, found it. what's that? So that's when we found out everything Scott Snyder writes is on a dare. Yeah, I, I actually think that at some point somebody's like, you know who sucks? Clue Master, go to it. And that's when yeah. he's like, I think oh, I'll do yeah. Clue Master. Because right. out of nowhere, Clue done. Master. But yeah, continue. He keep goes going with his ugly, ugly, uggos. Number three, DC editorial and the disrespectful fans of media insulting and o- ostracizing creators, yeah. Colin Bunn, J.H. Williams, etc. Ooh, disrespectful Interesting. fans. Hey, putting it on the fans. That's a, that's really, a I'm one. telling you, uh, I say this and I'm, I, I don't see how anybody could go against it. If you're talking reviews, then he means you, Eric. 
because there were only two or three people through that whole run, it seemed, reviewing it, and you were one of them, and you were going, <laughs> awesome so I, there's no, garbage. and uh, I will stand by the fact that Cullen Bunn dropped people off of Twitter like it was nobody's business. He yeah, did but not, he did, he didn't drop us. Chase, no. Yeah, well, he didn't chase Cullen Bunn around to tell him he sucked. No. You know, oh, but no there, why would I do that? Cullen Bunn basically it, came you know? out, though, and said that anybody who gives him a bad review, he's dropping their ass. And he didn't drop Eric. Well, I, I think well, that he we flew under the radar there. We we got lucky. Thank God. But no. Well, some you know, people I loved Sinestro, and at that time, you were loving his Lobo. Yeah, I, I know for a fact there are people who we talked to on Twitter that legitimately attacked him on Twitter yeah. and... It got to a point. This is the problem. This is why you'd never negotiate with terrorists. Uh, I'm telling you. When he came out and said, he, oh, this is bullshit, all these people, it fucking waves then. If he just would have kept his mouth shut. And it yeah. was weird. Um, he was one of those guys. We talk about Tomasi. We talk about a bunch of these guys who seem to bite the bullet and go with it. Uh, Cullen Bunn didn't. When it yep. came out, when he started getting criticized, whether you think it's him throwing DC under the bus or if you think it's just him uh, fucking pulling the curtain away to show DC's way of doing things. Either way, he's a hero or a goat, whatever you go with. He came out and said, listen, I wanted to quit. I didn't want to do this book. They made me do it. They fucking convinced me to do it. And fuck you, I hate this character. I fucking hate this book and I want to end it. And I think people just, it was a feeding frenzy. People yeah, heard this. People heard, and it became a thing where I think there were people who wanted to get banned by Cullen Bunn on Twitter <laughs> just so they could say it. Because it became a thing where, hey, I got banned by Cullen Bunn today because I said this. And you would go and look, and the, the shit they were saying, like, you know, you're talking about a character that fucking four years ago everybody thought was a joke. Until oh. Jeff Johns. So where are you getting that? This isn't like, where are people yelling to fucking Scott Liddell about his run on Superman? Yeah, they're, they're upset about there it. There are a lot of people. They're upset, but they're not attacking him on Twitter. They're not going to this length. And it's Aquaman. Really? Yeah. And, and it all ended what? Six issues? He had? Uh, six to eight. Something like that. It was. it was not very long. And yeah. yet people were acting like this. And it was. It was not good. And it was Trevor McCarthy. We liked his art in Clarion. His art was awful fit for this book. This book was Terrible. doomed from the beginning. But again, he even he tried something new. You're going to fool and this thing. It's just nonsense. But it's still, they attacked the guy where I agree with uh, what he's saying that, you know, some of these fans just, Cullen Bunn seems done with DC. And it is, yeah. it is a lot to do with the fans as well, I think. And also that it looked like DC let him out to dry. But yeah, 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 a little bit. Yeah, and and he didn't want to take it. Stay off social media. He didn't want to take it. You don't want that. Just just drop your Twitter account. It's just not worth it. So yeah. Mayo did. Yeah, it seems like Lee Bermejo. Uh, he dumped his Twitter account. I don't know why he would do that. The freaking Dan DeDio. Dan DeDio's out. Uh, I gave him a glowing review. And I, I, I haven't seen many people bash Lee Barhamo, or I don't no. know what books he does outside of that uh, Suiciders, Suiciders and We Are Robin. Uh, but boy, he, he's off. But yeah, I actually think in the opposite that I wish that in the books, some of the other companies do this. I wish they put the, the Twitter accounts and things like that, the social media accounts of all the creative teams. And if I was in D.C., I would force all of those fucking assholes, whether they want to keep their page up, I would force them on the social media so that they wow. can hear. You get a 
you know, your ear to the ground type uh, fucking reactions. And sometimes, you know, they need to hear that. But I would do that. That would be the Some app. Some of these people are not fit to socialize with others. No. And tell I, them. I, yeah. Well, so you get that as well. They're doing us a favor by not enforcing them to be on be. social media. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, there are some people. And also, I, you know, there might be some you get on there and you got to yank the hell off because of the shit they start saying. But yeah. uh, I would do that. I think that DC is behind on that and also that app. They have an app, right? An app where I can read some old yeah, comics. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Man, I wish they had that. But, all yeah. access. Go to the all access app. Yeah, see yeah, a yeah. Bunch there of bullshit. There you go. Bunch of nonsense. All right. What does he continue with? Well, anyway, Lost Army was garbage, too. But it he was. continues with number two. Making every main character younger five-year span, ruining logic of backstories, no wives or children allowed for main characters except for Animal Man. And that seems to be a big thing of Rebirth. So that that is kind of solved that way. So, yeah, uh, it seems like DC agrees with you. And the last one, he same as well. Pandora, C number two in the bad category. Pandora is very ugly doesn't make sense but now it's gone and it'll never be talked about ever again yeah i'm actually been vaporized before our, our actual podcast i may actually have to message j-man and ask him what he thinks of rebirth because it really does address a lot of the shit that he didn't like <laughs> yeah. it's true. and i think at one point actually did you see that one off panel where um uh, wally west went and his speed force energy actually killed anna senti she was there and it, it, it burned her and, and she's dead so she'll never be back so it really did address that was him. terrible yes speed that, force was J-Man. that was j-man for monterey j-man for life. monterey yes thank you j-man yes that was a great email yes, it was. uh next guy is chisanga Hey guys, this is my list for the good bad and ugly the three best new 52 dcu books Number one, Batman Beyond 2.0. Nice. Interest, interesting pick, but that was a great book. I liked it. Yes. Uh, number two, Injustice Year Two. Another interesting pick. Another great book. Worth checking out. And number three, Action Comics. Now, does he mean all of Action Comics or just when Greg, when Greg Pack and Aaron Cooter jumped uh, I like the Greg Pack round. <laughs> yeah, I mean that, that's when it really turned around. I like Greg. I like Grant Morrison. And I do have to mention that Batman and Beyond and Injustice oh. aren't necessarily New Fifty Two books. So if anybody's yelling and screaming at us, they're kind of uh, oh, you're right. Actually. They are kind yeah, of digital books. But I did or Batman Beyond Two Point He's talking about the digital. Yeah. Uh, but I did. Yeah. I did love both those. I loved them a lot. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, keep going. The three worst New 52 DCU books. Number one, Earth 2 Society. Garbage. I'm actually yeah, surprised I'm more Eric people did you. not mention that. Because, yeah, it is. It stopped no reading a long time yeah. ago. Yeah. Yeah. Eric's the only person it is reading awful. it in When I read it, I, I'm confused every issue. And I read every issue. But yet every – I'm wondering why. But it, it, even that seems like Dan Abner is picking up the fun factor a little. So we'll see. Oh yeah, in that book. Yeah, at least we're not we're not actually dealing with fucking resources now. It seems like that's solved, and we can kind of go from there. I still think that the book is heading for a fucking brick wall that it's going to crash into. Uh, right now, it should just end, and if they want a uh, Earth Two book, just start over. They really should. Seriously. Yeah, do a JSA yeah. or something. Uh, number two, World's End. Another yes. another. Yeah, that was classic. awful. I- I agree with all Chisanga's pictures. Yeah, yeah, the worst. He's pretty good on. And number three, Ben Percy's Green Arrow, yeah. which is pretty shitty also. It hasn't been That's fun. Your book, though, right, it Jim is, Ray, or is yeah. that Eric's? What's that? 
Green Arrow yours or Eric's? I can't remember. Uh, I think Eric might have picked it, but we just hate it, both of us anyway. But yeah. No, I, I mean, oh, review it. Oh, I'm, gonna, all I'm reviewing it in Rebirth. Oh, all right. He reviewed it, but then I got it. Hopefully it's better, but uh, we'll see. But yeah, I'll be reviewing uh, it next week. All right. Top three ugly moments of the new 52 DCU. Everything they did to Earth 2, which is yep. very true. Uh, started out so promising and it fell so complete shit. World's End back was the, the comics. That's right. It, that's all explained in the uh, first part of this uh, emergency podcast. Yep. But you know the uh, it was World's End with a nail in the coffin. That was it. That weekly came out and I have never looked back. Fuck that. I wanted Fuck to that. punch children because of that. I so did. Really, they really did. Uh, everything knocking the truth. Now I don't know. I don't know what that means. I I I, mean, I hope that he's not he saying everyone knocking the truth because then I I want to punch him. Yeah. <laughs> because I hate yeah, it. I, I don't know if he liked the truth. Yeah, I don't know. Like the people saying that's what I'm saying. That's it, what but... it seems to me. Hopefully it's not because boy the truth sucked. It, it was awful. I mean, just argue the truth sucked. There's sometimes yeah, the truth, that I don't want to you know make that much of a stand and get people angry, but boy I, that truth story really. That if you there yes there is just there's a couple things that happened that led to this rebirth and that is a big part of it that's one of them Definitely. and really it's the exclamation point on an awful a whole five years of of Superman and it was awful yeah. it was terrible and they even tried to direct it got so bad we had to kill them all well they, yeah they tried to rectify it by this new you know uh, fucking League of Superman Superman final days nonsense and even that sucks so. You can't make a diamond out of shit. That's what I say. Yes. <laughs> no matter how hard you try. No, you yes. try. You try. And the number three ugly moment of the new 52 DCU is Fletcher Stewart treating Batgirl like a snowflake who needed rescuing from the killing joke. Yep. Yeah, it was fucking yep. nonsense. Again, and, uh, we went into length about that. Yeah, we did. And it's so two. funny because Rebirth basically says that whatever they said is nonsense because one of yeah. the jokers that exists is the killing joke joker. Though you can say, well, yeah. he didn't do that. No, he did. They said, even Brendan Fletcher told it, that that's just them wanting to do what they wanted to do and they didn't expect it to stick anyway. So whatever. But yeah, that that's Chisanga, right? Yeah, that was good. Thanks, Chisanga. I like Chisanga's worst. They, they, he was right on. But yeah, we'll move on to Craig. Craig, Craig oh, Taylor, Craig. dear God of Rock, that's me, and add Eric Shea. Isn't that Eric, Eric L. L. Shea? Three best. Mother loving Omac. Acid fried Kirby craziness. He says. You like you read? I did not read. Did you Mac. read that at all? I read it. How was it? I read it. Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. It was pretty good. It was Dan Didio. Didio wrote it. I think okay. Keith Giffen drew it in you, a very Kirby style. Okay. Do you think? And it was it was it, it was very weird. Do you think that Dan Didio's uh, days of a regular book are done? Do you think he's going to have any, or would he just be a guy who would do minis of old style stuff? That's I, I'll be honest. I could I could see a future where he's. Uh, Doing freelance writing as his main really but we'll see like what almost happens. like uh, what's his name that you said who was it who was uh, head of Paul Levitz. yeah he was president of DC now he's yeah. now he's writing shitty books uh, his next one the Myers Agents of Shade which Frankenstein Agents of Shade Filthy Inks by Ponticelli and a bunch of wankers fighting nonsense <laughs> yeah we love that one yeah I did yeah. Uh, Batwoman. Couldn't follow the story for most of it and fell off by 16, but looked so nice. And the visual scenes were extremely well done, even if no one or none no longer could string them together into a plot. 
he is. I'm telling you, Craig, your best. You're not selling any of these to me. No, it's like here's the best. This book sucked. <laughs> Yeah, this book, so, sucked. This this book, book was, was crazy. Fried. This book you was can look nonsense. at it. That's about it. But yeah, I, I actually of those, I I never read Omac. But yeah, the uh, Frankenstein Agents of Shade and Bad Woman I like. So he now here yeah. we go. The worst. If he thought those were the best, here's the worst. P- Peter Milligan's Justice League Dark. Criminal waste of excellent artists. Marco Marin. I'm not googling it. That's who he thinks it is. <laughs> and he says, "Mind warp, mind warp. We need mind warp." And I was done with the most contrived, soulless introduction of Milligan's new character. No, Peter. No, we don't need mind warp. <laughs> Do you know mind warp? That's not, new, that's not a new character. Okay. That's it. That's an old. Was character. it? Was it awful the way he did it, or? Yeah, yeah. It, the Peter Milligan's run on this was not good at all. Okay, and he said uh, when Lemire picked it up, it got good. What's up with Peter Milligan? Because people didn't like his Red Lanterns as well. His Red Lanterns, it was, some it just, people really it liked just, it. It just spun its wheels yeah. for they were in, was, in was, the blood. I was going to say that was Peter Milligan, over. right? A lot of blood pool parties yeah. going on. Yeah, constantly. Okay, we need you to warp your mind, your own mind, with a sheet of acid and getting this book to go anywhere. Sad to see the man who wrote Bad Company, Human Target, Shade, Enigma, and The Extremist reduced to this. And most worst moment of the New 52, those origin issues with every cover showing the character booting their way through the front (laughs) cover. Was it issue 13? Which it was. Zero. Yeah, it was zero, but it came then. Yep. It kind of filled that spot. I'm halfway through an arc here and all the books I'm reading, and you're forced into this. Dropped so many books as I was taken out of the stories by that pointless line-wide mandate. And he says, have a good emergency podcast. That's quick. Uh, did you um, like the new 52 covers this uh, past month, the ones that I were did. ending? I did, too. I really liked the Flash one. Like it, it actually made me think, like, boy, I remember that cover. Like They were takes on those original covers. I really liked them. The one that really grabbed me was the Wonder Woman. That was good. I, I, for some reason, I really liked the Flash. I, I liked that uh, originally, and I liked the way it was done again. I, I thought that was pretty cool. The, no, I don't even know if I noticed. Yeah, they were really? some of the. Yeah, they they had like looks of that. Uh, I hated. I think me and you talked about it, Eric, and you didn't mind those ones when they were fucking smashing through. No, I right? actually like. I fucking hated it. I thought they were the issue. worst. And I thought that it was one of those things where it, you want to talk about where lazy storytelling. To me, that was such lazy art for those covers because everyone, almost the same fucking pose as they're thing. busting yeah, just, through. Just like I was like, that is was fucking a, ridiculous. But it was, it, was, it was like announcing the football team. You know, they're coming. Yeah, they were. They were coming, yeah, but banner. for what? And then the, it also, we go into that, <laughs> that those fucking issues confused the hell out of me for so long. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. And it's true, you know, if you have the trades of all the books around that time, that issue just shows up in the middle of yeah. it, you know, a lot yeah. of times. Just out of nowhere. Yep. Just, they, they out of nowhere, there's out some of. that are origins, some re-start uh, up a different story. Who knows? Yeah. Firestorm and Hawkman. Yeah, a freaking Green Lantern. Start that and fire. Yeah. I'm telling you, the worst was Firestorm. <laughs> it was definitely the way it threw me. Yeah, I read that. So bad. I read that one first, and then I go into number one. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I had no <laughs> idea. I asked Eric. Oh yeah, they're all origins. We had no. We had no idea. <laughs> we well, just I had read that already, it. but I was I was just saying in general. Yeah, they're mostly origins, but I said all, and I was not thinking when you asked. Yeah, and a lot were weird issues and, and whatnot, but yeah, that is it for my one. And uh, we go to Rocky. Rocky Lane, the top Lane. best of the New Fifty Two. Are a no brainer. Justice League. Mm-hmm. Yes. Sure. Batman. Yeah. Yes. Correct. 
and I think one of Jim's picks yep, it has Rolo Wonder Woman run. I agree. Everything agree. Else, everything else is forgettable, and yes, I have read all of it. I'm a 40-plus year collecting. Oh, he's been collecting for 40 years. DC Comic Attic, and I know of which I speak, and I am modest. Yes, he is. See? I, I'm telling you. Really, that list could have been mine. I did put Grayson number one. I just didn't read all of Justice League uh, religiously because when we started the site, you were doing it, and we were just yeah. we were struggling to get our own books out. Uh, but yeah, I'm sure that if I read every single issue, I would have picked that as well. It's a gimme, Old you told me. Picks. Yeah, a gimme. Yeah. All right. And let me state for the record to all those new 52 lovers, I told you so, I told you so, I told you yeah, so. Yeah, he, uh, he in his last um, rant and rave on the regular pub boy, he hates the new 52. He just hates it. <laughs> I remember you. And to Jeff Johns, do not think for one moment, Mr. Johns, that you are some kind of fucking hero. <laughs> the simple fact is that you are equally at fault for the utter failure of creative influence that has defined the most disappointing era in D.C. history. You write a great Justice League, congratulations, but you failed as a chief creative officer. I don't know what prompted you to finally step up to the plate and lead and do your fucking job, but it's about fucking time. Don't abandon your post again like you did five years ago, and please stay the fuck away from Warner Brothers and the CW. Oops. Green Lanterns. Yeah, Green... that's... Uh, that's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Green Lantern sucked, Flash is a pussy, and Arrow gave his balls to a dopey secretary to penetrate the 14-year-old female demographic. You understand comic books, but man, you shit the bed when it comes to writing for the small and big screen. Aye. Wow. Yikes. Yes. But I digress. The worst three comics of the New 52? Wow, that is like trying to choose the worst aroma <laughs> of shit in a frat house on a Sunday morning. Well, <laughs> <laughs> let's face it, some smells imprint on your mind and cause mental illness. The three titles that did this to me were, number one, Superboy, the central conceit of the New 52 was story over canon. I don't know if that was until DCYOU, but no, yet, yeah. yet uh, you know what? I, I don't agree with I think that right away with that five-year day, I think that was always their deal. They just spelled yeah. it out with the DCU. They really they te they got themselves into a corner by then and had to spell it out. But that whole five-year yeah. nonsense really Yeah, did. that was a pain. And like you, you'll go. You said about Superboy. How many Superboys were there? I mean, really, they were trying to do story over continuity for a long time, and they just didn't spell it out. They thought people it's wouldn't. Just too bad the story was They thought there, people either. wouldn't notice, no. but they did. Or the continuity. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yet Superboy seemed to go out of its way to create continu continuity nightmares. The character itself should not even have been a character in the New 52, as it had no reason for being since readers were just being introduced to a new Superman. Which I agree, it's weird, but I went with it just because I was a big Superboy fan. Yeah. Yeah. It took the pre-Flashpoint universe decades to create confusion and Hawkman continuity, yet Superboy became the new poster child for continuity nightmare in the first 20 or so issues. Unfucking believable Incidentally, the worst single issue of the New 52 era was the final issue of Superboy, a complete mindfuck. That actually made me question my love of the comic book <laughs> medium. And I, wow. I think I talked about this you in did, the, with uh, all the last the different one. Superboys. Oh my god, it, fuck. I had to, I read <laughs> that issue so many times just trying to understand, which I actually think I might have at one point. It might be in my review somewhere where I figured something out. Can't tell you anymore. No. Actually, it's so funny that you say that. For some reason in my mind, up and I still think in my mind you love that issue. I don't know why. I did yeah. not, as far as I know. Maybe I did. But I it was it was fun at times, but it was a fun, he was right. It was a continuity nightmare, yeah. and it didn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. Number two, Hawkman. 
This new 52 character was just written as a perpetually pissed off asshole with no redeeming qualities at all. The continuity issues were eliminated from his pre-Flashpoint incarnation, but all New 52 Hawkman had was anger and anger and more anger. I cannot recall a single storyline as I write this, and I have a great memory, but I remember the, the stench. And no, it, I'm telling you, it had such a, a chance to fucking recreate the continuity because of the nightmare it was, and it fucked it up in 12 goddamn issues. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it was a piece of shit. Yes, it, and you know, we haven't, seen, we haven't seen Hawkman in years now. It's like, no, we, it's we like, had him in the JLA. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay, that's right. But uh, before that, you, you know, they, I think they kind of like put him to bed for a little while. Like, yeah. let's, not, let's not touch that. But I do want to tell Rocky that you remember the stench probably because your frontal lobe is where your memory is stored, and that's also your olfactory sense. Oh, thanks, Reggie. So there yeah, you go. That, that's probably why you can remember the stench, but not the story. Professor Reggie. Professor Ray, we always take cues from when we're doing things. I think it was just that he had really bad gas or possibly diarrhea while he was reading that, and that's all he remembers. There you go. Maybe. Boom. Maybe. I, I, all factory lobe? Nope. Diarrhea. He was eating, he was eating <laughs> fucking ribs that night or something. Right. Most likely. <laughs> ribs. Number three. Hawk and Dove, a series devoid of any fresh take on either character. The only difference between Hawk and Hawkman was the Hawk insisted on keeping his thoroughly gay costume. Wow. <laughs> that is politically <laughs> incorrect. Both have serious anger issues <sighs> that were never explained or explored beyond the writer's assumption that anger defined them. It's so funny. As for Dove, while you're reading, I had that, and all I could keep seeing was gay at the bottom of my screen. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I wonder if Eric's actually going to read letters. that. Gay. Yeah, it's in capitals. <laughs> As for Dove, she was the cliche counterpoint that had no purpose beyond that. Horrible. Yes. And this is one of those forgettable story arc, like, you know, even series. I did, I think I read, you know, I don't know if I read this or if I read the fucking, uh, DC Comics Presents Dead Man where uh, it Dove might was be, in it. I'm, this, Hawk and Dove actually, again, I said about like static shock immediately. When we jumped on, it was a year after everything started, and we did hear, like, you know, we've seen reviews. We heard people talking by then, Knock and Dove, you know, people were done. And, uh, it's already gone. And it, it, it's funny because it's one of those series that it's not even like a dare, but it's one of those that I always used to say to Eric, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read that Hawk and Dove. <laughs> and fuck that. <laughs> and I even said I was going to review, like, the first issue. I really wanted oh, yeah. to go back and review the all of the number one issues of the new 52 at one point we kind of flirted Started. around with that uh but we never did and hawk and dove was one of those like and again it, it would have been one of those books where i would have been boy i think that i'm gonna like it i'll be the only one and i'll be able to convince people and then i would have read it and been like god damn it i, I don't even want to wipe my ass with this <laughs> thing but, yeah i was shocked to see hawk and dove show up in titans hunt yeah yeah that, that was weird but, Thank you for encouraging me to rant. I love your podcast, your unbashedly courageous efforts to enlighten the troglodyte masses with your depressing insights of all things DC. <laughs> yeah. Stay classy, Rocky. Ro- Rocky loves us because we're negative. I don't even. Again, yeah. I, I hear all these goddamn reviews that fucking rile me up. But yeah, I, we're positive when we're positive, right? Is that what? I would negative think so. when we're negative. But yeah, when yeah. when we get books, I hope that this rebirth. I hope uh, fucking next thing you know. Positivity out the ass, and everybody loves positively us. negative. Everybody will love us. Then we will continue. It's your you're up, right, Reggie? Uh, it's, I'm up to speak for Mark Robbins, yes. who wrote. What's up, Jim, Eric, Reggie, and anyone else who happens to be there? 
Making these lists reminded me how much I really do like DC, despite my frustrations my frustrations with some of their recent content. The Good, number three. So there's this digital first book. Maybe it counts as a DCU book, maybe it doesn't. But it sure feels like the kind of book DC promised me with the DCU. The Legend of Wonder Woman. Awesome. I have always been pretty neutral in regards to Wonder Woman. Loved her in the Justice League and Justice League Unlimited cartoons. But other than that, didn't have much exposure to the character. Then a certain DC-focused comic review blog and podcast started singing the praises Ooh. of this digital first book. <laughs> Ooh, I hear your ears are burning. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so I decided to check it out. It may, it might not be in, in, it might not be in current continuity, but the story has been fantastic. The art great, and that's good enough for me. It's easily my favorite DC book to come out since the DCU started. Uh, I'll actually and, say that with with uh, Mark and uh, Chisanga. It just shows you some of the people just they don't like much in the new fifty two because yeah, I agree. It's my favorite one of my favorite books out now and I will go with it and I while I yelled at Chisanga about the others, even though I like both the months I'm Mark's fully in, I allow it. Legend, Legend <laughs> of Wonder Woman's in there. It is great. And I, it, it, you know, he's right. He's it is it does sort of have what might well, I mean it's hard to say, but it's it's sort of a DCU ish. It is, you know, super, yeah. This super story they definitely could have had all ages it, Yeah, book, they yeah. could have had this uh, as a mini in the DCU, and it would have fit fine. It's weird when yeah. it first came out. They really, they, not that DC really pushes things or does any sort of uh, fucking advertising for their own stuff, but it, it did seem like I kept hearing like the definitive version, origin of what, and they came out, Renee Delis and Ray Dillon both said. Like, no, 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 we're not saying that, but it, I love it. But, yeah, keep going. Uh, number two, Red Hood and the Outlaws. I love this book. It was all about three broken people who came together as a group and helped fix each other. There was They were best friends, and I missed them all sharing a book. If I had to point out to a single issue to show why I love this book, it would be DC Universe Presents number 17, Roy's Night Out. Oh, that's that I know it's technically issue. not an issue of the books, and I know. <laughs> I know it's technically not an issue with the book proper, but it's included in Volume 5 of the trade, so good really? enough for me. I'll oh, go sure. with That's crazy. To be more specific, the last page of the issue, which perfectly shows how good of friends they are. Whether I, Whenever I'm showing someone the series for the first time, this page is always the first thing I show them. How often does that come up? <laughs> I really want to know. He has a lot is of it, people. Is it, like, <laughs> is it like everyone that comes over has to see this one page? It's so good. They're like, like, hey, Mark's having a party this weekend. Uh <laughs> Is he gonna show us that yeah. goddamn red hood no, again? I don't see that I, tell him I'm busy. Again. We're we're helping a buddy yeah. move. Uh, no. Yes. Like no, he's gonna. They're all he, good he's, friends. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, he's buying pizza. I don't know. What do they like at parties? Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it's a Here? it's a pizza party to me. Know. It's a sleepover yeah. pizza party. Yeah, that's your dream. Stuff crust. Of course, stuff crust. Why not? <laughs> fucking watching uh, Evil Dead. Evil Dead 2. Yeah. We'll watch Evil Sounds Dead like 2. Sounds like a night. I'm over, Mark. Fucking stuffed crust pizza. But when you go in the door, you have to look at uh, the last page of Roy's Night Out in the trade in the trade of Red Hood. Like, God damn it. Mark, we are adults. We don't want to look at this. Everybody's, like, yeah. showing pictures of their kids. Mark's walking around <laughs> with the fucking trade. <laughs> hey, look at this. Like, God damn it! Grow look up, at, you fuck. These guys are such good friends. Like, next thing you know, he puts our podcast on, and they all fucking scatter. Like, God damn it, my ears are fucking bleeding. <laughs> oh, wait, actually, actually, it's not even the last page. He says, now I'm going to be even more specific than the last oh, page no. and say the last panel on the last page. 
Ah. So he, he can keep it in his wallet, really. I, I, yeah. He can be, go anywhere shirts. he likes. You can show people at the bus stop. You can show them at work, whatever. Silk screen shirts made of. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> and uh, it's probably my favorite individual panel in the whole New 52 and DC. I, I was gonna, actually, I was going to say earlier that I'd like to check that out. I remember when the uh, Starfire one came out. I don't remember the Roy one. I, I'm going to have to check it out. Uh, I don't remember that either. Yeah. I, I read it. I don't remember Yeah, I'm going to have to it. check it out. All right. I want to see this last panel of friends. Uh, number one best thing is for this list, I really wanted to keep each category to three books, but I really wanted to have both Batman Beyond 2.0 and Justice League Beyond 2.0 on this list, as they are both fantastic and neither in the new. I 52. love both of those as well, but yes. But uh, I, I think I like Justice League Beyond 2.0 more personally, but I like them both. Yeah, yeah, you said that uh, before. I, I like both. I, I love both of them. It's like the team. Yeah. I did not uh, read those books. I only had Jim tell me about each issue. Just give them a look if you, if you get time. Uh, then I remembered that they were combined into one book in their printed version, Batman Beyond Universe. So, yeah, that. Two birds, one stone. Jim and I have sung the praises of the series, and I highly recommend picking it up if you haven't read it already, Eric. <laughs> oh, and while I am not <laughs> sure true. if this is technically under the new 52 brand, it takes place on Earth-12. Of the multiverse post Flashpoint, so that's good enough for me. Look at that. Loopholes abound. Yes. Uh, the bad. There are several things you will notice about this list. One, Future's End is on it, and two, all the books on it deal with the same general group of characters. All right, so number three is, as a Batman Beyond fan, it probably is a surprise that Future's End is not on this list. Let me tell you, it's my dishonorable mention, but it was beaten out for third place by World's End. Like yeah. Future's End, World's End was a weekly book, but set on Earth 2. The reason this book gets the third place is to turn the book Earth 2 into a monthly backup book. Sure I did. was not okay with that. It's exact, Eric's exact feeling on it, I, everyone's feeling, and definitely World's End was by far the worst weekly. Garbage. Making, yeah. you know, even made Future's End look better in comparison. That was a piece of garbage. That's funny because it, at least Future's End kind of seemed like it was had something to say. It had moments. Yeah, <laughs> World's know, End, it, it was nothing. Future's End had some storylines that I was like, all right, you know, I can I can follow this. The, usually the ones written by Lemire and uh, Azarello seemed like worthwhile, but as World's End, boy, boy what it a piece of nothing. crap. It was nothing. It was. It was a piece of crap. The number two crap moment was no book had more potential coming out of Convergence than Earth 2 Society. Even Batman Beyond had Brother Eye to deal with for a while before it would be able to do anything else. But not this book. This book could have done anything. What we got is a disappointment. I had hoped this book would make his, its heroes who I loved act like the heroes they once were. I know, right? Again. This guy, is this, did you write this? I think I did. I might have. (laughs) I sleep type sometimes. Unfortunately, all of its potential has been wasted. This is also the only book I have started since I got into comics that I have dropped. I don't like it. And it is weird. Like you said, you go to this other planet. You have the, yeah. All of a sudden, you think, okay, clean slate. We're going to get the things. They And they're set up to make a society, a JSA. No, they're, they have a whole they're, new world, they're talking. A whole new they, and, and they make it a, a dead planet. Well, they make it a dead planet then. And that's what they dealt with the whole time so far. And uh, Why? Why do that? Yeah, cornball. Yeah, it's because you're building goddamn cities out of spaceships. Right away, it's fucking nonsense. It's stupid. Oh, and right here, Mark does the exact kind of clarification I require. Yes, he did. He did do that. His number one worst worst thing in the DC New Fifty Two is the main Convergence book. 
specifically the main convergence yes, book. The main book. When you have a big company-wide event, it is really important that the main book for the event is well-written and makes sense to readers, both new and old, since these kinds of events tend to be jumping on points for new readers. Yep. Though this book is the face of the event, Convergence was neither of these. An example of the problem in the book that I immediately think of is Guy Gardner. First he shows up as a Red Lantern, this is right, yep. which continuity-wise didn't make any sense, then he magically becomes a Green Lantern. No explanation. This was the big event book. How was no one paying attention? At best, it's poor writing. At worst, it's not caring enough about the product being produced. The list of problems and plot holes goes on and on. I can't stand this book and regret buying it. <laughs> you hear that, man, Ship? Listen, I'm right I, with you. I'm right yeah, with you. It, it was nonsense. Oh, and shit. we said it was Jeff King, right? Uh, no, yeah. Yes. And uh, we thought that they were fucking with him. Scott Liddell was on to help him out, and we think that Scott Liddell was fucking with him to get him out of there. Still bad uh, Because he did, Scott Liddell didn't want these fancy fucking TV writers to jump in. And he was fucking giving them bad info. It's like non-union workers. Yeah, it really, it really, it really seemed odd. But that they, just that, they got Jeff King, which, again, we say it all the time, nicest guy ever. But why did you have, why not have Jeff Johns do that? Why not have, uh, Brian Azzarello? Why, you know, there's a lot of options. Right, yeah. Uh, why grab a guy who hasn't had any books and just throw him into this event? It was very odd. Again, I don't know that some of these were just not set up to fail. It just sink seems, or swim scenario. Just seems weird. Uh, sink or sink. Yes, yeah, sink yeah. or not sink as fast. All right. <laughs> uh, let's go to the ugly. Uh, this category was a tough one for me. I can't say that I read any book in the New 52 or DCU that I would call ugly. As for moments, I really couldn't think of any I saw that I could recall as especially ugly. Instead, I went with specific things that art-wise I didn't like. I might use the word ugly to describe using the loosest possible definition of ugly. Number three is the red, white, and yellow panels in Batman Beyond. Yeah. They were overused and started irritating me every time they show Throw up. Throw in that Green Lantern Corps as well, because they started there and just went from it that. Is, it wasn't bad started. there, but it, Batman Beyond was telling terrible. You, it, it got bad. We talked about it. There was one issue of, uh, uh, it was like one of the last ones I did. There was like seven of them all in a row, and it just was nonsense, and it didn't make sense. That's the only thing about it. It didn't stress anything. At one point, it meant like, you know, something crazy. At, it just They were just throwing them for no reason at all. It, it really just was odd. Well, but it's not as bad, according to Mark, as uh, the red well, and white panels. Actually, the those are the ones I hated the most. He's right. Yeah. Those were the these worst. I remember more, actually. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, shocking, I know. They might have been effective when they were first used, but after being overused to the point, I really can't stand them. I don't think they look good at all. This is a very biased opinion. I'm not denying that, but I don't very care. Nice. No, no, you're right, all. Yeah. They were definitely overused, and we yeah. got so stupid. Uh, and number one, you can tell me all you want how that the Wayne family painting looks good, how, how it is whenever it shows up, but until damn Jason right. Todd is added, God damn right. do it, right. I feel it uglies up any panel it's, it's in. It's weird why they still have, why? I, it doesn't make me. sense. He has now helped them out so many times. It's so it makes no sense. that boy in the goddamn painting. Did just everybody forget about it? Because you could have in any book, Especially uh, the Red Hood, or at the end of Eternal, uh, you know, Batman, Robin, Eternal, or some, 
This should have yeah. happened. This should have happened like, already. Hey, I talk guy. about another chance I get. Fuck, Cyborg says something. What about that painting? Yeah, really. It, we have it. We were yelling about it. You see Superman with a big fucking statue, and we want him to call up Batman and say, you know what? Get them on this that fucking done, painting. It should be. It's so weird. It's also it's set up for a very touching scene when it happens to for yeah. Bruce to be like, it's you know, fucking, I had you It's added. never happening. It's you never going to happen. You're always my son, too. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. It, but it's... If and then it Jim does, starts bawling like he's watching Man yeah, of Steel again. It's beyond that, though. <laughs> it's beyond that point now. Now I think if they do it, I'll be like, he's just fucking... He wants something. <laughs> he's up to something. It's like my kids. Hey, Dad, I love you. Yeah, what, what the fuck do you want? What do you want? Here's $10. All right, we'll move okay, on. Thanks this. for doing this thing, and have a great yes. week, guys. Thank you very yep, much. Now we'll get the pistol. Pistol says, hey, Jim, Eric, Reggie, and Chris, if you're there. Chris is not here. My new 52 picks Stop, are Chris. the good, the new 52 reboot itself. I know people have a problem with the messing up with the continuity and all the other troubles that it has, but the new 52 really got me into comics. I was picking up a few trades, mostly Grant Morrison's Batman, pre-2011. But I wasn't really deep into comics, and when the reboot happened, I felt like I would have an easier time getting on board with collecting and reading, starting with a couple of books and then expanding as I got more confident. That's exactly what oh, I yeah. did. That's exactly. Number two, Mr. Biscuits. Here we go with your fucking Mr. Biscuits. Can't really explain. I don't know. If he, I don't think a... that he's in the top three of the new 52. I can't really explain why I love this character so much. I had such a visceral reaction the first time I saw him. He was just such a fun, creepy-looking character, and I'll miss him. Good riddance. Me too. Good riddance. <laughs> you will not fucking remember that character in two years. I'll go, hey, Mr. Biscuit, what the fuck did you call me? Court of the Owls, Death of the Family, story arcs. These are probably my two favorite arcs of the whole New 52. So many messed up things happen in those two arcs, and there's so much disturbing and discomforting imagery by the amazing Capullo that it completely drew me in. I love Sinner's take on the Batman and Gotham, especially in the start, though not so much lately, which brings me to the bad. And I agree. Uh, the Court of the yeah. Owls and Death of the Family was awesome. Uh, it's getting late. We're going to start running through these really yes, fast. Yes, hear me reading really <laughs> quick. The bad. Uh, Jim Gordon, Robo Batman, and Depowered Superman. I thought not not only were they bad ideas, but having them come in the same time was just a disaster. I don't know who. Aquaman and, and, and Green and Lantern. And Aquaman to a point even, but Green Lantern really with that. And at least Aquaman, it was just you could say, hey, it's a bad writing. These others, you really took your characters and threw them out the fucking window right after Convergence, where you were hoping to get new and old readers into the whole deal. And that's what you're yeah. giving them? Fucking nonsense. Both perhaps Stupid. ideas that sounded good to someone on paper and may have worked out in practice, but both stories were executed so poorly that it really pissed me and many others off. Also, even if DC liked both those ideas, why the fuck did they decide to run them concurrently? See, I, I didn't read that, go. but it's true. Why, do, why job, mess with pistol. everything? Well done, DC. You've just taken your two most popular characters and made no one want to read their books at the exact same time. And really, you have the True. two big characters. And that's what you're going to do. You're going to fuck with both of them. And then, at one point, Eric claimed Green Lantern's part of the trilogy. Fuck with them, too. Fuck it. And then, yeah. like you said, even Green, even Aquaman was a little fucked up. Um, but yeah, you were going to do the story over continuity, and yet you get your two biggest books and you don't even give them good stories. Uh, it, nonsense. Uh, number two, Convergence. I mean, what the fuck happened there? <laughs> a number zero issue that started off strong, which is true. All that is. Yeah, a bunch yep. of tie-ins that also started strong. Yeah, I agree with that as well. Uh, a lot of those we liked the first issue. But in the end, the whole so, event left everyone confused, not really sure if they had any effect. 
which it didn't unless you count being subjected to six issues of Telos, a character you didn't give a fuck about the first time around. And it was weird. By the end of Convergence, if we were just in a room by ourselves and we were reading this, and I said at the end, well, what was the concept of this whole event? And what do you think DC was after? <laughs> You'd get ten different answers uh, from yeah. from one person. You would get... I'd be, I we would, did get Lois and Clark, though. I'm happy about yeah, that. Yeah, but you got but that, but I'm that saying nonsense. at the end, would you say, oh, they were t- trying to tie up old stories? No. no. They, but that's what they said it was. Oh, I know. And would you, no. oh, I, and they said they, they said they undid, they undid the first crisis. Yeah, that that's at the, actually. I don't even understand yeah. how that fucking works. And, I want to see that. Well, and here's. What was that big rock planet? Remember that big rock planet? Yeah, I, I'm. No. The, the, I weird, do not. the weird thing now is with. The Infinite Crisis gone. I, I don't know with Rebirth how that explains that. That doesn't even make you know. It doesn't really matter no. to me anymore. You know what no. I'm saying? That it looks like they can kind of like, oh, all these universes were made and they were fucking nonsense, and now we're who knows? Who knows? Uh, it's weird because we did say going to Rebirth, we thought that some of it was going to show what happened in that crisis. We did not get that. Uh, number three, the Batgirl redesign, Cameron Stewart, Brendan Fletcher, and all that Killing Joke nonsense. Fuck all of that. People say yeah, fuck ba- all of it. Babs Tar gets a uh, either people don't remember her name or she gets a, a clean sweep out of this. A freaking Cameron Stewart and Brendan Fletcher keep getting yelled at. Where's the Babs Tar talk? Because she would go on fucking Twitter all the time, fucking spelled off. Spelled yeah, off. Yeah, but she's I just a you. pencil dragger. They don't, you know, yeah, but people didn't like people didn't like that new look. The, no one cares about the opinions of artists. I guess. I you guess know, that's so. all. They're I all degenerates. Listen to you, the ugly. <laughs> the recent Smoking weekly, that reefer. The recent weekly books of Futures and Batman Eternal and Batman and Robin Eternal. Three times in two years, I've been suckered into buying and reading these weekly shit rags. All three books suffer from <laughs> the same problems. Meandering bullshit storyline. Check. Massive plot holes. Check. Inconsistencies due to writing ch- changing writers. Check. Disjointed, jarring, and often downright awful art from the constant shift in artists. No, I yes, check. I yeah, bought right. all three Triple series. Check. I bought all three series weekly, uh, 126 issues for a total of 296 pounds, or oh, sterling, eh? Or 376 uh, dollars, and I'll be lucky. And I'll be lucky if I get 10 bucks worth of enjoyment out of them. I agree. More yeah. fool uh, me, I guess. Uh, the end of the new 52, uh, the, goes on number two, the ugly. The end of the new 52. Uh, uh, Jim, I gotta say, I, I know you're tired because you didn't take that opportunity to do your British accent. No, oh, <laughs> you're, I am tired, but hey, hey, no, Lulz, you got your, uh, 296, a Barbie, the back. You got that on the, uh, you got me some bangers and mash there, do you? <laughs> Trying to think of anything my mom would say to I here. I I usually when I try to think of this British stuff, I do think of phrases my mom would say. Hello, Jimmy. What are you doing in bed all day? You must have the mono. Oh, or you (laughs) masturbating all the time. She always thought I had mono. She always thought I had mono. She's like, I'm gonna have to take you to the doctor and check for mono. You're always sleeping. I'm not sleeping, mom. Mom. (laughs) Hello, mom. I'm moving the sheets. Hello, governor. Bobby's your I don't shit's very your, good, very shit's good. your uncle. Bob's your uncle. Now I'm not gonna now I'm not gonna end. Now I'm gonna go. <laughs> Number two. <laughs> the end of the new fifty two and the beginning of rebirth. Don't get me wrong, I'm looking forward to rebirth, but it I have to worry that the new fifty two fans will be sad to let some things end, but 
be hopeful they still get uh get to keep parts of their continuity and it looks like you will and the pre-flashpoint fans will be looking forward to getting their characters back to the way they were and i'm worried that neither will be happy in rebirth i say of those the flashpoint people might be a little more upset uh, I, it yeah, just sure. does not seem like it seems more of a tone than a continuity to me and uh, Rebirth just seems to explain some of the holes that the new 52 had and kind of promise that you're going to get a little better. I don't see this as like, hey, sorry, here we go. guys. Yeah, basically yeah. that's what it seems. I, You know what I mean? Uh, and that Rebirth will be this weird amalgam that at first both sides will not like. I hope I'm wrong and I hope Rebirth is everything everyone wants all at once. And I will tell so, you that just behind the scenes, Pistol today read both the Justice League and Rebirth, he's totally in. He's fucking nice. fired up. I, right. I just remember that, that he did send me a thing, and he's like, oh, I just read him. Holy shit. And I didn't know if he was upset or not. I had no <laughs> idea. Like, well, did you like it? He's like, I'm fucking in. So he, he's excited. And he says, thanks, guys. Talk to you later. Love, Pistol, Obsidian, Blackbird, McKnight. And Oof. here we go with Brandon. Brandon, the good Snyder slash Capullo Batman run. It's what got me back into comics, both DC and Marvel again. So this has to take the top spot since it ended a 10 plus year drought of me reading comic books. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's huge. Good shit right there. Yep. Here's a little. He man. Yeah. This this next one is a little uh, sketchy. To, no, yeah, it's not. We'll go in. It's, it's really good. The He Man series. I think really good. Only it's I... not new 52. Yeah. It was during the New 52. <laughs> I know. I think I know. maybe you liked only I and Eric read this series, but it was one of my favorite of the entire New 52. Uh, I get what you're saying. I didn't think about it actually being a part of the New yeah. 52. Now, but my, I, favorite, I what my favorite issue was when Hawkman showed up in it, that, that crossover <laughs> well, they had well, actually, where you found that, out that He-Man well, He had metal uh, fucking armor, I heard. I didn't read that. <laughs> I was, I'm saying though, but that is part of the He-Man continuity of all the stories where they crossed over in the DC universe. So yeah, but that's I say not what works. he's talking about. He's not talking about that series. So there you no, go. No, no, the entire He-Man series. Yeah, that was part yeah, yeah. Of this. yeah. I don't think it was all one long run. There was, yeah. it was like a. I don't think it was. It was activity. I they think talked that... about it in the in the final issues of the Eternity War. It's still not New Fifty Two. That's where they fought them in. I don't know that I, I saw a, a new 52 fan. label on the, the on the covers. I was a huge He-Man fan as a kid, so the fact the series basically played out what I would as a kid in front of me on the page was awesome to me. Pop Man on art duties for the title was also killed also killed the series when he was on the title. He's the first artist that really kind of made me pay attention to other books I would normally be into if he's on them. And I agree, I love Pop Man's artwork. Yeah, I, I love too. the entire He-Man series. Even though I didn't read that DC crossover, I wasn't doing it. I think I jumped in right after. I that. reviewed those, or yeah. some of them. I liked them. They were okay. I actually, when I went back, because Pop Man was very nice to us throughout our whole thing, I kind of ripped them a little at the, in the beginning of that. Uh, there was an issue that I really didn't like the way he did the uh, Justice League, but I did like that. I liked that crossover. Yeah, that's continuity. Yeah, Martian no, Manhunter. It's not continuity. Besides the main Batman series, this is my second favorite series DC has put out since I've been back. I just enjoyed the characters, the journey they went on, how the story had a legit beginning and ending. The art was always fantastic, and just the general mind fuck the book provided. Yeah, this was a great series. It was probably, you know, one of the couple best out of the DCU. Yeah. Wouldn't you agree, Jim? I would agree. 
Yeah, I'm looking up DC Universe versus Masters of the Universe, seeing how they spell it out. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see how they spell it out. They, All right, we're going to move on to the bad then. Continuity. I feel like the editing teams were bad at keeping track of what was going on in all the books, so decided to scrap continuity for story's sake as a lazy way around their lazy work. And I, I wholeheartedly agree. That's a fucking wow, lazy right. writing right there. I read comics because I enjoy the connected stories. I don't want that removed. Damn right. That's why I was initially out of the New 52. Then I put my pride away and jumped in just to have a good time. Nice. Yeah. And then the nice. He's still you. looking. That I am. I see a DC Comics Presents number 47 they were involved with, too. That's a little weird. I want to yeah. see what that is, but yeah. They're, they're... Dark Knight. Where is this? What? I'm still just looking up shit. You keep going. Keep okay, going. Keep going. The Dark Knight release schedule. This was a title announced during the summer of 2015, and one year later we are only on issue four of eight and are still missing one shot promised in March. Yeah, I have totally forgotten about this series until uh, like a, a, a um, what the hell is it? A sales thing comes out. I'm like, that is still a yeah. thing, isn't it? And it's, it's it fucking blows everything out of the water. To, uh, you know, it is so crazy they can't get their fucking priorities together to make this book happen because of how well it sells. It's, it's that, sad, really. That means it takes them roughly three months to put out a single issue of this comic, which means based on the pace, the book will be done sometime around next summer. Ah, uh, poor book. That one shot's supposed to come out next month, though, right? I don't remember. I actually I forgot about I the think one shot. I think it was up. delayed. Uh, yeah, I remember I hearing that it was delayed. Everything in this fucking thing, like you said, everything is delayed. It's nonsense. It's a bunch of nonsense. And like Eric said, it is a cash cow, and DC has to be just killing themselves that people can't get this goddamn thing going, and it's always delayed, and who knows why. Uh, Bring whoever because, you can boy, on. I don't know. I saw the art in that last issue. I, I'm telling you, it better not be from the art because I hated it. I thought it was <laughs> nonsense. I thought it was awful and whatever. But yeah, I'm. It's not. I'm not the target audience at all for that book. So I guess I'm just saying that. But Brandon loves it, and he's just. It's killing him. It really is. Every time he sees these releases being changed, it kills him. But he keeps going back for it. But, yeah. You know, I don't, I don't give a shit about this, but if I did, I would have definitely stopped buying now and yeah. waited for oh, trade. Yeah. Yeah. Even if the trade comes out in five years, like, and it may. it's not worth it to but, buy yeah, two I, issues a year. No, and, and then just keep waiting and getting angry. Yeah, are you just yeah. like, fuck it, tell me when it's collected. I'll go with that. Seriously. Yeah. All right, we'll go on to his last bad. Cost of digital books. There is quite simply Ooh. no reason that a digital title should be the equivalent cost of having an actual copy of the book in your hand. I die a little bit inside each time I pay full price for a, DG, a DC digital copy of an issue. These books should be max cost of $1.99 on release day and go down from there. And yeah, I, I, I don't know. Disagree. I got to disagree. I, you know, I, you know, I work in the, in the publishing industry and, yeah. uh, you it. know, what you're paying for with all these comics or the cover price is what they call a plant cost. It has nothing to do with the printing of these of comics is nothing. I mean, it, I'd be surprised if it cost them two pennies to print a comic. That's right, uh, school, Reggie. But you know, so so you know, there's no, you know, just because they're not printing and shipping, yeah, there is a small amount of savings, but it's really a small amount of savings. And uh, they got to pay the artists, they got to pay the fucking staff, they got to pay, you know, especially on these, uh, you know, if you got a book with a prima donna artist on it, these guys are making some big page rates. I'm not okay. saying DC couldn't drop. 
the price of their books overall, and they have. But at this point in 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 publishing worlds, um, we're not in a place where we can have cheaper digital books over the print ones. In fact, there was a big court case. Amazon uh, took publishers to the Supreme Court over it, and uh, publishers won. Really? Because Amazon wanted to have all of their ebooks priced at one price, and publishers were like, "We can't do that. Some books are." You know, 600 pages long. It actually yeah. costs more to produce them. Yeah. Some books are 128 pages long. So, uh, you know, they they cost different amounts to make, and that's the same thing with comics. I, I so I'm sorry think to that, say, no. I I think that uh, you're full of crap right now. I think that uh-huh. uh, I think I wish that what they would do is uh, drop the price a little after a certain amount of time, though. It doesn't seem How like they're they very. Why are they doing that after six uh, months? Or yeah, that six a... months. For Christ's sakes, is. who the fuck is going to buy fucking you know a number one issue? You're going to get the, the fucking trade by then, or hope that it's you know out might, by then. You know, what might, you know what might be good? If they had an app. Do they have an app? That would be Jesus. nice, because you know what I would app? do? I would pay a monthly fee, and I would mm-hmm. be able to... And I'm tell, back to the app, <laughs> now that you got me mad. <laughs> I, even I, Comixology, they have an app now, and I got my I got a 30-day trial. I'm trying it out. And I have now read a bunch of comics that I never would have fucking bought in my life. I, I yeah. just wouldn't have. Yet, it, I'm, I'm not a good because I'm cheap. But it, they they have me interested in these series that, and they have certain ones, and they do it. What they do, and I think I talked to maybe Brandon online about this, and this is what I think DC should do as well. What you do is you you offer. The first four issues of a series, and that's it for now. And what it does, yeah. it gives you, or even if you go, okay, the first arc, you give me the first arc of, they say that Justice League, the origin story, the you know Justice League origin story sure. from there. I might read that, I might never have picked it up. I read the first arc, I get the whole idea of the story, I know that I like it, and I will buy more. I will get it's, involved. It's like we said that one time, I think it was on last week's podcast, or maybe it was two weeks ago, you know, before the app, you had no chance of buying those no. books. And with now the app, there yeah. is some And there's more, small chance. even with, with how Marvel seems, you know, that DC I don't think is out. ever, yeah. ever going to do the six months past and, and everything from there. Uh, I don't think yeah. they're going to do that. But this comicsology, while I was looking at it, it really does give you the, especially if you want it just new 52. You, you can give everyone uh, the first four, six issues, whatever you want to pin it at. And you get enough where I can read it and I know, okay, that's not for me. Or, God damn it, I like that. You know what? Did that continue? Did it get, you know, and you look into it and I think it's a really good idea. And DC just will not do it. And they keep saying, everything I hear is that they're afraid because they really kick ass with the trade paperbacks. But yet we, we see the sales every month and they're not doing anything more. It's not like you get the top 10 and they're the top eight. Of ten, and, Mar- and Marvel is, is selling more <laughs> trades than ever. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's again, it's like you say, you know, if you if you don't read those books, if you don't have the opportunity to read them, you're never going to give a no. shit about the trade. and especially if the if trade... you read them, you might. Yeah, you know, there's a, even if it's a one percent yeah. chance. Yeah, and and I'll go and something is happening. If I go and buy the volume one of something and it's garbage and I hate it. I might be done buying trades. I might be like, "Fuck it, I'm yeah. not gonna. I'm only gonna buy the shit I know that." But yet, you give me that first arc of all those. I may, I may even read fucking Hawkman and say, "God damn it, I like this." I'll get volume two of the trade, 
And, and you are the kind of guy that would do that too. Yeah. Oh, just in general, the, oh, uh, the uh, you know, yeah, and you'll try out new things, and it just they don't allow it. And again, it all seems to stem back at them just being pompous asses who are behind the times. It really is. Oh yeah, keep going. With fucking extending this more than we should. Yeah. All right, his ugly Flash post Brett Booth. The entire Flash book I was thoroughly enjoying until Brett Booth left the title. And DC Comics decided to take a giant bear dump on the remaining issues of this title with the worst two story arcs I've read since I came back into comics. Uh, they haven't been strong. Uh, that's not no, really Brett Booth, and it's not. Uh, but uh, Jesus Moreno, number one, he, they signed him exclusive, so they're really yeah. into him. He was, uh, oh, he's going to. Re- he wasn't on every issue. He kept jumping in and out, and he really. I never got a real sense. Of if I liked his Flash, and I, I we won't because it's over. He did the issue, this last 50, number 52 issue, but he was off. He was only on a couple issues of the, say, six that Brett Booth left or, or whatnot. Yeah. It, it just went back and forth, and I never, I didn't like it at first. I kind of got used to it then, and then he wasn't on it for two issues, and it just has been nonsense. These last bunch of issues, once you could tell, uh, it's not even that Van Diddy was like, oh my God, he was the one. When he left, to go do his rebirth stuff, it seems, and Van Jensen finished up. Van Jensen, it, it seems, was just told what to do. He had to just make up some bullshit story so that the Flash could go into a rebirth on, you know, with the the paste back in the toothpaste fucking container, the tube. And that's what happened. This issue with this whole thing with the Riddler, it, it's nonsense. It didn't even seem like it'd be the Riddler. I actually, when I read this last issue... I haven't read it yet. No, I, when I read the last issue, I really really thought that by the end it was Clayface. <laughs> it's yeah. like, it has to be. It can't be the Riddler. This is not anything clever. No, it was him. And, and basically, I'm telling you, wait till you read it, Eric. At the end, basically, they say, hey, Flesh, what are you going to do? I'm going to strut. It's fucking staying alive. Wow. Off he goes. It actually ends with him saying, I got, I'm going to go for a run. And then he runs. Oh, That's how it ends. Off he Talk goes. about Jesus Marino, though. He filled in for... Uh... One of the last issues of Swamp Thing, and I really dug his art on I, that. I think he's a very good artist. I don't know that it went well. Doesn't do motion very I don't think well. it went well with, with The Flash. And really, like I said, he wasn't on all the issues. It was weird that yeah. he was really spelled out to be this guy who was taking over, and he rarely did. So I didn't get But it has been a bit of a mess. I will admit that. Guess and what? now no, – That was the book, no, Eric, just to spell it out. Not that it – that I gave it a five. Okay. <laughs> oh. That makes sense. I was mad. But yeah. No digital comics app. Seriously, it's 2016 there and DC don't. Comics refuses to acknowledge that a digital subscription app like Marvel Unlimited will be beneficial to them as a company. It's not like Netflix is an unsuccessful business model. They're a pretty profitable company. God damn it. DC, give me the comics now. And it's so funny. Like, how many people do you think right now are running out to buy, like, a, a you know, some just out of the blue comic from 1984? But if it's on the app, you might read it, and you're paying for sure. it. It's almost like DC and everybody who complains about this. Again, I see the comic websites, and they're giving their fucking financial fucking rundown of why they'll never do an app and why DC shouldn't and whatnot. I think it's ridiculous because the way they spell it out, they always go with the, well, they want to sell this. and like, This is not a free app. 
We're talking yeah. about money. Yeah, money we're, comes in every yes, month. Yes, we're talking about money consistently coming in, and with the, even if it's eleven ninety nine, $12.99, I have a feeling DC would be fucking ridiculous and try to charge $40, something weird. Like Jeez. they really, I'm telling I think they would go with the fourteen ninety nine, which is just yeah. about getting to the point where I, you know, $9.99, I'm in. Fourteen ninety nine. I don't know about that, but yeah, I think that they would really extend it. Um, but that would be for you would be getting fourteen ninety nine from a guy who has bought one trade in his life. You know what I mean? I I do buy the new stuff now that they give it to us. I don't have to, but that's beside the point. Uh, but I have not really gone out and buy trade. Eric buys a trade once a year. That, sure does. But Except yet, for this past year, because there's no reason yeah, for me to go out but and free comic book. You could be making $180 a year from us easily, and that is yeah. way more than I spend on trades. So if it's the trades that you're upset about, the, the guy who is going to buy the trades is still going to buy them. There is a, people who like to have those, uh, but you're yeah. going to get things like a Brandon. He'd be in. The minute they announce it, he'll be in. He'll get on that goddamn thing right away. I don't even sort like of. Marvel, and I fucking Marvel app there, and I love it. I just like paging through it. I don't even read shit. I just look to see what's on it. And then, you, like I said, you'll say to me, hey, you should check out that. I'll look at the cover. I'll, I'll page through it. I, <laughs> I may go. read it. But, yeah, but yet I'm paying. You know, they're getting my money because I think it's yeah. neat. I really enjoy just paging through it. I love uh, – one of the greatest things is when the new shit hits Sunday night, it seems – and I, half the time I'm not reading it. I just like to see what new shit hits on there, and I look at it. And I just, I love it. But you bought it. DC would be. I really wish they do it, and they're waiting to a point where they're waiting too long. And yeah. when they do end up doing it, all people are gonna do is nitpick about it because there's other things. I, I'm telling you, Comicsology. I when I don't like the way it's set up, and I'm like, I really like that Marvel one better. You're just letting more and more people get into that. Uh, and when your competition, who you're really, really trying to catch up to, has it, you should get on it. They really should. It's like a no-brainer. Yeah, there. I know. But yeah, go on. Here's a good one. And I say, even though Brandon doesn't number his, I'm going to say this is number one ugly moment yeah, of the New 52. Yeah. The day Jess yelled, yeah, it was this tough. will always be the scariest moment of the New 52 to me. And I don't care what it, I don't care that it wasn't involved in a comic book or even comic book related. It happened on the only podcast that talks about all the New 52 DC comics. So this counts, damn it. And I'm still terrified. And I, uh, when you sent me the outline of this earlier, Jim, yeah. I told Jess that this is his number one ugliest yeah. moment. Yeah. And she actually laughed and she wanted me to tell that she loves everybody and uh, she's not a bad person. Do not judge her. <laughs> and yeah. I, I think a somebody, she once said, she person. also, she, she's not a crazy bitch, Eric. I, I remember no. and <laughs> the worst. Terrifying. You, when I heard that. You hear me, Jim? You hear me, Jim? It still haunts me. Of course I hear you. I hear you. you had a mini oh. heart attack right there. Oh, my God. God. I'm like, oh, my God. I had a mini heart attack. I'm trying oh, to play it cool, geez. but now I have my voice cracked. And then it's so funny because we, we went on, and Eric kept going. I was so thrown off. <laughs> I was the one who couldn't. We, I had so much trouble the next two books that we talked about <laughs> because I was fucking nervous. Oh, yes. But, yeah, we have uh, one more, I think, right? One more. Mm-hmm. Last one is Taylor. Hey, guys, listening to the show, and you said to mail in our opinions as well. Here goes. Best three, Gal Simone's Batgirl, 
Okay. Yeah, it's, and, I enjoyed myself for the most and, part. And, and again, I, I will say, I, I just want to say real quick, this is why I really did like, and in comics in general, but I like New 52 because we've had people who hated uh, Gail Simone's Batgirl, and now exactly. yeah. uh, Taylor loves it, and uh, I think that's so cool. It's a comic for everyone I really, I really think that's cool. And you know, one thing you got to say about that Batgirl run is the covers. Yeah, they were awesome. Uh, that was, what's her I name? Mean, Alex, uh, what's her name? Remember? Her, we were, I, know, I used to follow yeah. her all the time. Yeah, remember we were I, so into those. What's that? It's the wallpaper you could, you could my pop phone those forever. things out and put them in a frame. Oh, they, they were so good. Yeah, they were so good. And remember, when, uh, this is how much me and Eric are really kind of dummies with art. And I, one time at break or lunch, we actually went and read an article about how she does those covers, and it blew our mind. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, we love yeah. it. Uh, number two, Jeff Johns' Aquaman. Oh, yes. Yeah. Great run we loved. Yep. And Tomasi's Batman and Robin, which yep. I assume he means uh, the first... 18, like Eric said. Or no, maybe like, a lot of people like the entire run. Yeah, a lot of people even like when he was with that goddamn Aquaman, which was nonsense. But no, that's uh, an awesome thing. What happened to those crazy uh, mutants at the, on that island? Those crazy uh, Damien mutants? <laughs> they, were the, they were scary. I don't they know. They died doing something. I can't they, remember what it's called. Oh, yeah, you late. know what they did? They were fighting. They were helping Something. fight. To, I remember that. Oh my god! I think god. it was a year of blood. I actually, actually, yeah, now. I I think it was. I I think I thought you were saying they died like as a joke, but I think you're right. No. They all did. They you had died. to get rid of those fucking mutants. They fucking terrible mutant monsters. Look like the goddamn Toxic Avenger. Yeah, they did. All right. Uh, Taylor's girlfriend's absolute favorites were Azarello's Wonder Woman and Connor's Harley Quinn. Those are good picks. Nice, you know. Yep. Uh, honestly, haven't read a series yet I dislike, so I can't vote in that category. Nah, and uh, he's the, probably right. Taylor's probably like the same. Why keep reading shit? Exactly. You know, yeah. until until, until I had to start reviewing shit. Yeah. I really, I it really sucks, I didn't like doesn't a, it? A book after two issues. Yeah. This is what away. I'm saying that these other fucking podcasts with their fucking positivity and these reviews people leave. It, it, really, when was the I mean, last I'll, time I'll, any I'll, of these? Yeah, I'm gonna fucking. I'm so angry about it. Still, uh, it's late. But tomorrow on the regular podcast, I got a lot to say about that. But really, when was the last time that you saw fucking these other podcasts uh, review? Uh, I don't know. What's the worst? Fucking, I won't say Doctor Fate because they are uh, Telos. When, when were they doing that? Or when were they doing, you know, Katana? Fucking bullshit. That's why we're negative because we have to read this crap. We force ourselves into it too. All right. That's the worst part about it is that we're victims of our own yeah. design. Uh, Ugliest moments, top three. Getting real, getting rid of, uh, getting rid of Gail Simone and changing Batgirl. Okay. I'm not sure if he means the firing and rehiring, but no. whatever it is. He's he, talking uh, about team. No. He's, he's talking about team Batgirl showing up. Team Batgirl showing up. And that went deeper um, than just that as well, which was nonsense. Yeah. Yeah, it was a big change yeah. in the company, so people bristled. Uh, Starfire being a characterless bimbo in Red Hood, only ever read the first trade so far, so maybe she evolved. I don't know. I honestly think she did evolve a bit, like uh, as the series progressed. But then she just became dumb as shit in her own series, yeah, so it didn't really it was matter. Her, in my in mind. Red Hood, I now I remember when she like anything you said, she took so literally, and like anything yeah, she, they said, and she was really she was a bit. Don't keep talking. Yeah, so yeah, she was. It's like, what are you talking about, Cousin oh, Larry? Don't uh, be so ridiculous. What I don't remember. Also, what talking said. about the DCU or whatever, I loved Martian Manhunter. Fuck Thanks, yeah. guys. You guys rock. Yeah, and the Martian Manhunter. You rock, Taylor. Yes, that that is it. Like, 
It's a long fucking podcast. I told you. Oh uh, there was a lot of talk. I hope everybody enjoyed hearing other people's picks. And I, yep. I'm fucking tired and hungry. So am I. As always, this is like a normal podcast now. The fucking sun's about to come up, and I'm miserable, and I'm depressed. And now we got to go to bed and get up, and then we have another fucking nine hours. Do it again tomorrow. But yeah. Uh, yeah, the new 52's over. It is now... Eh, actually, I can't even say that because the books carry over. But yeah, with sure Rebirth do. out now, everybody who... Everything you hate, you can wash away, and the shit you like, hopefully... That book will continue, or you can buy the trade, because there's no app. You're not reading it on no app. Oh, my God. Shut up, Jim. But even so, listen to this. <laughs> we have this fucking app right now, and there's some things that people are talking about. Oh, this guy liked, uh, you know, oh, I like the uh, DC Comics Presents. Boom. Yeah. Who is buying that DC Comics Presents now? But yet, if somebody – I said, oh, boy, I'd like to see that last panel of, of uh, the uh, Roy Harper one. I'm going to go look at it. Boom. There it is. And I'm paying – Fifteen dollars a month to do that. It'd be so good. Things like this. People hear shit. They just want to check it out. Off they go. But that's it. We'll uh, leave everyone with this emergency podcast. I do not know when the next emergency will happen. Hopefully not for a long fucking time. And the next <laughs> time we're we're gonna not make it so long. God darn it. This is yeah. Gonna, no emails no. next time. <laughs> yes, we don't want to hear from anybody. We don't want to hear your the emer- ever. My, the emergency is going to be me going down and, and fucking going to sleep now and getting woken up like in two hours by my kids. That's the emergency. Now fucking there you go. beat them or something. Get arrested. No podcast. Yeah. Podcast is over. I am in jail. But yeah, uh, thanks everyone, and we will say good night now. Good night. Good night. Good night.